Lots of all the Get Fresh crew. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong time, just say poo-poo. Poo-poo. Loves you and who do you love? It's the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast coming back at you for another round of books, each one better than the last. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 231. Yes, 231. We're here. Uh, we've been gone for a little bit because, unless you're a Patreon, because we so have last anywhere. week's annuals podcast on the patreon and a bunch of people did join in to listen to that some people eric took advantage of what we said is the you know free trial that you can have and it's still going i mean if you want to check out that episode still and check out all the other shows that we do you join up patreon patreon.com slash weird science and you will not get charged until july 1st if you don't like it before then then you just bail and you never have to pay now that doesn't mean that each month you take advantage of that for a day and get out of my mind but you know some people have kind of used that as a little bit of a loophole and it gets me sad and it gets me very very sad and unfortunately a couple of those people know what's going on but we're not going to let the few ruin it for the many i wouldn't change the rule just because of that i, I would, would just hope that well you would you'd end up <laughs> you'd get rid of one or two people and end up not having anybody else join is what you'll do but you'll you'll stick it to those two people there's other ways to get rid of that eric and uh, we will be taking those steps but uh yeah welcome to the podcast there you go a little blurb at the beginning i am tired right now and very full i was at a party for my son zach earlier today and boy, there was a lot of food there. And boy, so you did I just kept eating. While you were there, I was partying. I ended up wearing pants. You were a mangle means, monster. Uh, no, just imagine <laughs> me wearing pants. And, and just I walk in, and my family greets me with, "Oh man, Zach actually said I don't think I remember ever seeing you ever in pants." And I said that, that I know. I it, this is not just <laughs> well I'm saying it's not just like some people are like man when I'm at home I like to wear shorts I I don't wear pants I hate the feel of fabric on all of the leg is what I don't like anything and below so, the knee is just the devil's work so what work. happened is I'm there yeah really so I'm there I'm wearing my pants and my button up shirt looking all fancy and stuff and Did you have it tucked time- in please tell me you had it tucked in. No, no, um, I, I don't go that far. I think I did it first, but it, it was pretty hot in this this place. So pretty hot I ended today. up kind of untucking, yeah. So I end up there, and Tanya's like, I'm really worried about Mia, our dog. I wonder if she's okay. I'm like, I'll go check. Came back with the shorts and the hoodie. I'm like, all right, Jimmy's back. But I had already greeted everybody, and they'd all been in and out and whatnot. And so I was in there, and basically, I it was kind of cool because I got to see all of my sons in one area. We, we don't get that often. Right. And it, it Battle Royale. It started right away. I mean, I didn't realize how much they don't get along until they were actually in the same room. And it's not until just I they, spend time with them. It's not just not get along. It's just it's just yelling at each other, making fun of each other. I mean, there was fat shaming going out the wazoo. Yeah, and you saw you saw uh, Rafe. I sent you yep. a picture of Rafe and Logan. They look thrilled, didn't they? <laughs> They look so thrilled. And I Rafe, imagine it looked the Rafe, same way if you would have taken a selfie. Rafe's, yeah. Rafe's getting in fights. One point, this one kid comes up to Rafe and goes, hey, do you know where the rolls are, buddy? And Rafe, I said I said this in the Slack. He reaches in his pocket. He's like, oh, wait, I think I got one. And then pulls out the middle finger. He just gives it. He doesn't even know this guy. I'm telling and you, I'm, I'm like, just happy that, that he didn't point to you. 
No, yeah, really. We're the rolls over there. No, this guy was even worse. Uh, So with this, though, I also see see the thing going on in the way of that you can kind of do all this stuff with no ramifications. We think there's no limitations. There's no ramifications. If that was back when oh I was their age, there would have been a fist fight. And I would have just because that would have been me giving the finger. But I would have been giving it knowing full well that I may be getting into yeah, a fist fight yeah. with this guy. And if it happens, it happens. We're gonna there used to be down, ramifications. Buddy. There should the be ramifications is- what you're telling me now. The, yeah, there, there isn't any because I think everybody's afraid to do stuff. So there's Rafe, who's just crazy. He's like he's like a young dice over here. He's a joke going around. He, exactly. <laughs> Tell you, if I would have gotten a fight back in the day, I would have been like we would have beaten each other up, and then we would have been laying there. The guy at the end, the guy would just what, wipe himself off. He'd go to help me up, and then I'd kick him in the balls because I'm not going to be helped up by anybody, Eric. I'm not going that way. No way. <laughs> I'm telling you, Eric, I, I love when people are like, yeah, you know, like in hockey, this happen a lot where you know yeah you know during the game we're fighting and all and yelling at each other but afterwards everything's fine right i'm like no it's not fine you son of a bitch and then i'll punch him and when we're shaking hands like i hate your guts i don't even know you i hate your guts because you're not on my team you gotta let it go man you just gotta let it go no i wouldn't i wouldn't I, I just couldn't, but hey, there you go, Eric. We had the party, a lot of shade. I realized that I've... So what you're telling me is my boys turned out just like they me. They have, uh, and just against each other, too. I, I ended up just... Against I wrote, the world. I was raising animals without knowing it. They, they, and then it's funny, too, because when things would come down, then another kid would come, and I had too many kids. Hey, we're there. Finally, by the end, we're like, eh, with everybody seated, everybody had calmed down. There's no more fighting. Everybody's getting along. And then Alex showed up and it started all over again. Alex shows up. He sits down and goes, whoa, Logan, you piece of shit, chunky ass bastard or something like that was basically the greeting. (laughs) And then Logan's like, F you, you jerk off. And why don't you get some more hair? You jerk old guy. Then it all went. And then, you know, then they start yelling. Oh, it's the worst. So you're telling me is out of this big party that Zach had for his graduation slash going off to the military, he had to eject his own family from the party for being jerks. I ended up leaving then to to record, but I was there for a while. Uh, Yeah. When I left, there was yelling going on. And uh, I believe at that point, uh, Rafe had thrown a glass of water in Alex's face and it looked like it was going to get physical. So what you're telling me is when Zach finally does get married, he is not going to invite oh, any of no. you to the wedding. No. Okay. And Alex, Alex is 24 and Rafe's 15. That, yeah. that was about to be a throwdown. And then I, then I, the best, Ethan was working, so he couldn't go and I felt bad. So I, I messaged him, hey, when's your break? He gets an hour break. I said, when's your break? I'll come pick you up and then I'll, you know, I'll take you back afterwards. And he goes, nah, I don't want to see any of those pieces of shit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you knew the people. He's like, no, no, I mean my brothers. Look, I, I'm with I got, you guys yeah. every day. What are you talking like, about? I, I, I think I get that. I think I get what's going on. Yeah, this one guy just there, he took off his shirt, Eric. He was laying on a bench in that, that area. You know where we he were at tired. this one restaurant. Yeah, he he looked like Genki, too. I'm looking at him I'm like, he looks like Genki. You got your shirt off. You better put that back on. And was just sitting there laughing to himself. And it just nonsense, nonsense. Then it, it was a uh, not an open bar because, first off, Zach is not of age. Yeah. And so most of his friends weren't. And I swear to God, all the complaints from his friends that it wasn't an open bar. I'm like, well, what is this? Where, most where you, of you are like, you grow up? Most of you are 16 and 17. I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to sneak it. But, you know, it's a pay bar. I ain't no Rockefeller here. All of a sudden, Zach's Alexa, so he had a party and there wasn't an open bar. Can you believe now, that? Can you believe that, fellow? 
Yeah, yeah <laughs> at, it was at, a, at a freaking restaurant, you know the idea. One, but I did see one, kids. one kid. He he dressed. I can only say in a style uh, very reminiscent of an Urkel. I liked him. I was laughing about him. He had his shirt tucked in. He had his shirt jacked up pants. <laughs> oh, he looked he looked the fool. Is what he did, Eric. He looked the fool. And uh, we also had people coming around giving hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And that's what did me in because I cannot pay. It's only because I feel bad for them, Eric, that I say yes and then grab seven. Yeah, they, the one girl was coming around with mozzarella sticks. And I think that she got the idea that the getting was good over near me because she was going around and people were ignoring her. But every time she got near me, I was taking three and or four. And then your father's looking down yeah. from heaven. My I'm boy turned you, out yeah. just like I'm me. I'm telling you, she ended up hovering near me a lot by the end. Uh, yeah, I was getting this. They were good too. They were really good. But I, I, well, it's way too much. And now it's way too late. And now I'm way too tired. But Eric, we are here. And uh, before that impromptu story of partying, got down i was about to tell you a little a bit about a great group of people oh, yeah. not my family obviously not the people at this party uh-huh. but a great pe- people called the get fresh crew beep, beep boop and a segment of them eric called the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop and this is the shout out as the also the what do we call it the roll call i couldn't remember i'm telling you i'm having problems this new medicine i think is affecting 231 me in a episodes way. it is affecting me in a different way we only had the roll call now for about 150 so oh, don't right. give me that much My crap bad. but yes this is the badass roll call eric if you could light up i know you would Ah, uh, yeah. There we go. Sounds uh, I, like I, here's some sounds like mind. some of the stuff. Sounds like some of the stuff we were dancing at at the deal. <sighs> Can I light up? Yeah. Christian Falls. We have Ken, Francisco L, Rock the Third, Lady Abby, Matches Balone, John, Jack, Nick, Adams, Mark, Jager, T Funk, Josh, Vermillion, Aldrin, Stoja, Batman Beyond, Mark, David Fink, Manship. We have some mail from Manship later that wasn't right. supposed to be mail. Brandy oh. Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, and that's a little shout-out to Reggie. Reggie. I'll talk about him when we're done. Speedy Saunders, Dave J. Andrew Belfast, Comic Boom Araki, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Ryan Reading, Carlos, Ian Job, Chester McJerk, Brian King, Jolly Drew, My Man Pete from NYC, Polly P, Right Said Fred, he's sexy and I know it. Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Hakeem, Double A, Ron Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf Marv, and Ruben. 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 Yeah, that's classic right there. I went down the classic way of doing it and still have time. And yeah, uh, back to Reggie. Haven't heard many updates, but the last bit that I heard was very encouraging. Nice. Uh, he uh, was coherent he was responding to people he was laughing he actually is aware that tom king has been kicked off the batman book he doesn't know what world he woke up to he didn't believe it he didn't believe it i was glad to be the one to tell his wife lizzie to tell him this and i thought that it's one of those things you always want you never want anybody to to go through that but if they do you always want to have something to tell them when they like all of a sudden it's a brand new world i'm telling you it's a brand new world when you come out uh but that is it that's the that's the intro eric we're going to go off now uh, to some books. I hope we like these books. I hope week. so, too. Do, I do you think we intro, will? One better than the next. Yeah, one better For than last. the next, all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Here we go. Off to the book.
Ah, yes, it's time for Jim's reviews and the... It's time for meat and cheese. It's time for meat and cheese. Nom, nom, nom. It's time for the meat and cheese. And here we are. If you want to read all of our reviews that we're going to be talking about tonight and possibly more, go over to weirdsciencedccomics.com, and that's where you can read all about all of these books. And this section we're going to start books. with <laughs> because of the bad asses taking... You know, pretty much the two big books of Just the League week. Just League and Deceased. You know, Just League and Deceased. They're, they're off the docket. So what we have here is a failure to communicate, as they say, Eric, or actually a section of young heroes. This is the young hero section. If anything, Eric likes more than young heroes, there isn't anything else. No. You, you love young love heroes. Love them young heroes. Love them young heroes yeah. so much. You do, don't you? This is, you, I don't you like, would, you I don't like this section anymore. of them young heroes. Just come on over. You like them so much that you pretend that you're an ice cream truck guy and go around to get them young heroes, don't you? That's that's what you do with the a hero young until heroes. they escape the ice cream, oh, man. Oh, my. You got the heroes. All right. That's what makes them the hero. <laughs> there, there are so many heroes out there with their origin story of escaping the ice cream, man. Uh, but we're going to start with uh, a book that a lot of people love. I, I see a lot of people loving, and I'm trying to get on board. I'm trying to get, on, to get on, board. on board with it. I am. And I've read this a bunch of times now this week, and it is Young Justice. We're going to have you do the blurb in a second. I um I've gone through a roller coaster ride of emotions with this book. At one point I told you before we recorded last night that didn't work out. I told you I was gonna give it a one. I was yeah. so upset. I, I'm actually maybe a little higher than even what I said the first time we recorded this and it failed. Um, but I, I have a new kind of theory and not a theory, but I, I see a trend that I really don't like with Brian Michael Bendis. And I'll, I'll tell you when we get to the points. But what book is this, Eric? This is Young Justice number six, written by Brian Michael Bendis with art by John Timms, Gabe Altieb, and Wes Abbott. Dark Lord Opal is changing reality with his powers. What's that mean? No one knows. And we move on past that problem. Thankfully, Gemworld after Lord Opal is quickly beaten so we can go someplace else to get some more wacky continuity. Must be Lord Opal report, right? Must, no, no, no. no. <laughs> yes, that's it. Must be Superman Lord yeah. Opal's that, powers in this are less explained than what happened in Superman no, Reborn. Th- this is trends that I'm talking about. My trend that I'm going to point out in this will be that Brian Michael Bendis is a sleight of hand, you know, guy. He he is a, a guy who's he is a huckster and a he thief. told us he told us that he had, you know, 36 questions and Young Justice ain't one uh, <laughs> earlier on in the deal. Yes. Uh, me and you joke that uh, we want to know what these questions are that he was asking because they're not the ones we were asking. Oh, I'm saying the, thing said is, everything the answers I wanted, he doesn't know what those questions are. No. And so, like you're saying with Lord Opal, like I just made the joke, it must be Lord Opal Reborn. Uh, my my theory in this, or what I'm going to point out, is there's a bunch of times when you are going to have characters either ask somebody something that we wanted to know, or they are going to actually just come out and almost say <laughs> something that we wanted to know. There is one page Stop in this being comic. So coy heroes. That there's there's one page in this comic that drives me completely insane because everybody in this comic seems to have ADD worse than I ever had. And all you need to do is start another sentence and they completely forget what they were asked. They completely forget what anybody said to them and completely forget to tell us answers. Well, it's not and, only uh, that, it's, it's, it's almost along the lines of the problem we had with Steve Orlando previously where everybody is just yelling their own things but not yeah. listening to anybody else on the page. Yeah, you get that a lot. You get that a lot. And I actually think that there's two times in this comic that either word bubbles are placed in the wrong spot 
Or one where I actually think somebody else was supposed to. It's not even like, you know, sometimes we will get that, you know, Tim Drake will say something that we think Connor was going to say. It's not even that bad. It's that Amethyst says something that I believe was supposed to be split in two, that I think one person was supposed to start it. And then Amethyst was supposed to end it. It, That one word, but it's crazy. And you do get these back and forth it's it's less of the sing-song dialogue because at least the sing-song dialogue is where are we going going yeah going going here here where there there's sing-song dialogue this is things like you just said people are saying things and then the next person says something that is not even related to what was just said even when it's a question, they'll have questions and they'll just say crazy things. And it starts right away where, you know, they're like, hey, we need a, you know, head count, anyone, young justice, sound off. And, you know, you have Connor. That's what Tim Drake says. And that's another thing. Does that sound like Tim Drake to you? Does that sound like something Tim Drake would just yell, sound off? Eh, Obviously, at this point in time, I know I have no idea who this Tim Drake is or where he's come from, what he's done and what he remembers at this point. Because the continuity is so wacky. I don't know what he would or would not say Continuity is wacky. Later, it's just brushed aside by them saying, so you know everything, Young Justice? Yup. Half of this time in this, there is two times where Connor in this book, one time where they're like, oh, man, what happened? He gives you this weird explanation, and then it ends with the gem, the gem. That, that that's oh, supposed that to explain gem. things, and so when you start off here, gem world you have problems. A, and and uh, John Tim's art's great. It, it. it really that's is part good. Of the book. And uh, yes, it is. And you start off with a spread page. Yeah, it looks great. The problem is. It's it's basing the script is basing everything that we're seeing here and going forward with the idea that everything looks different in Gem World than it did before. Either I'm too much of a dummy to remember, or we really didn't set this up because a lot of the moments earlier in this book they, they were just you know word bubbles coming out of greats. We didn't really see a lot of Gem World. Well, even you where we tell are me- at this point, the whole idea I thought we ended the last issue. The idea Dark Lord Opal started vibrating, his powers being yeah. unleashed, and it seemed like there was going to be the ultimate fight leading into this issue and we get here and well his powers did some stuff there's dark lord opal's just gone he's not there anymore i'm like was that his yeah. power he shifted reality till he wasn't there anymore and somehow yeah, changed jenny hicks's truck which i'm like yeah, i wasn't that familiar they, with jenny hicks's truck to begin and with they, you tell they me it changed seem like, nothing they make it seem like gem world too they even say what happened gem world's different oh man it's it's shifted under our feet which scared the hell out of me well, what are you talking about first off a lot of the people who are yelling that things shifted under their feet are actually in the air like the teen lantern she's floating in the, the air, air yelling that they yeah the air shifted you have impulse swinging in like tarzan but all of them and they're like hey you know what happened you have the teen lantern hey the ground just shifted under my feet what happened and you have this is where i think that a word bubbles misplaced i think that at this point because everybody's yelling out roll call sound off amethyst starts this panel or this page says i'll tell you exactly what just happened then you turn and she says, here on Gemworld, I am Amethyst. Oh. That doesn't make sense. I think Thank that you, maybe Amethyst. she was supposed to say that first. Where, hey, man, what happened under her feet? Hey, on Gemworld, here I'm Amethyst, and I'll tell you exactly what just happened. That would make more sense, not the other way around. <laughs> what she's, they're like, man, what happened? Everything's shifted. My truck looks different. I got the answer. I'm Amethyst. Oh, oh okay. Thank you. Thank you, Amethyst. That's, I'm glad um, that you cleared that up. That, yeah. 
And then even when she says that here on Gemworld, I am Amethyst, they ignore her. Hey, what did Opal do? Even my truck looks different. And then she says this. And again, this is starting to get to me where you're not giving us information, but you're claiming you are. You're claiming you did tell where she says, Amethyst says, what we just witnessed was what just happened around us was confirmation of the nightmare I was describing to you. A nightmare we may not be able to come back from. What? What? Oh, no. What is is she talking about? Because there's nothing happens in this. We have a conversation that I'm forgetting about, Amethyst. Yeah, am I forgetting something? And if if I am forgetting about it, it wasn't that much hard hitting that I would remember it. Well, even the whole idea where this this starts out, the entire series starts out with, you know, Gemworld invading Metropolis looking for Superman because we found out in that the idea that all the crises that have happened on Earth are actually affecting Gemworld. Now we're supposed to believe that it's all been dark open this whole time earth has nothing yep. to do with it but i don't know what's happening on gem world i'm sorry well, we have not seen it and and this is the thing as we go on with this you're gonna see what i think is it, it, this is being done on the fly a bit of this this is being retroactively changed because one of your biggest complaints at the beginning was gem the world. idea that everybody no that oh. everybody seemed to know each other and okay. then they didn't and yes. they did it's explained here in a way that Tim Drake was pretending to know them because he wanted to fit in. And he Wonder Girl was He act- didn't have time to explain what and, happened and, with his and, mind and, magic and, anymore. Yeah, and Wonder <laughs> Girl was acting strange because she was. And that right there was the worst, where Brian Michael Bendis realizes that that first issue, everybody was not acting like they should have in this continuity, in this stuff going forward. So they explain it as, oh, you were acting pretty strange. I thought you were just pretending like me. And then never explain more because no. as they're going, they're just like, oh, man, Lord Dar- Opal's powers, Dark Opal, Dark Lord Opal's powers corrupted. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's nonsense. It's corrupted everything. Every time you use it like you just did, yes. Then you go off to see Lord Opal. It's such a weird change progression. You know, it, it just screech halt. But Lord Opal, we came as soon as we called out, like, get me inside. He's going in his castle. And like. And then all of a sudden, Amethyst is back to talking again. In large part, it's a reality shift. I'm like, really? You're saying half sentences? And then she says, it's causing absolute chaos. It's happened before. But now I saw, I saw cause and effect of what? I did. Tell me what you're talking about. Tell me. They are saying words to make it seem like by the end of this issue, Brian Michael Bennis wants to trick us into thinking everything's fine. Which by the end of this issue, if you're going to go forward, Everything's fine. You're yeah. going to have to deal with it, but make it better. Make I, it better I just, than I'm this. Telling you, the thing is, the idea that I'm having, I'm struggling with the continuity so much for the idea that we have a pre Flashpoint Superboy here and the idea that Robin has somehow had his mind blocked at a certain point. Now he has it magically opened by Zatanna where he now remembers Young Justice and the pre Flashpoint universe. Yeah. It doesn't work for me because we're just picking and choosing who remembers what. Like Wonder Girl, she remembers Superboy. I don't know why. You know, Stephanie nope. Brown, she remembers being Robin and Batgirl, but not spoiler. But for, And for some reason, her father's still alive, the Clue Master, even though we saw him killed in, you know, Batman Eternal. I just want there to be this weird thing because I it will never be perfect in my mind because that's there's not enough writing in the world to make this perfect. But like the idea that impulse, everybody remembers impulse, even though he yep. has never appeared in the new fifty two and further yep. except for the Flash War when he came out of the Speed Force and this came after the uh, Young yeah. Justice here and joined the team. The idea though, if we can have Superboy somehow. When uh, before Flashpoint happened, before the creation of the New Fifty Two, he did get sucked in the general. And whenever he came here, when the shift happened in the timeline, like let's say Doctor Manhattan moving that lantern yeah. six inches away, he was somehow be able to. He was able to maintain himself here 
And so there was no, he never saw the shift. Like, let's say the Connor, uh, the Superboy we knew of the new 52, he may be gone now. We've talked about a, a bunch of people on the comments section on the website this week about the idea of who, what everybody believes will have with Superman Reborn, uh, you know, the new 52, everything with that. It, what, what the continuity is anymore, and there is no answer, and that's the thing that drives no. me nuts. I just no, need to have no some answer. kind of definitive answer at some point to well, allow me to know who we should be like expect to see here, like and, who, and what characters are still around, and is, which ones aren't. I I don't mind as much about that kind of continuity wise deal. Uh, my problem is is I'm reading people comment on this, and ninety percent of the people who are talking have no idea who Connor Ken is. They don't even know who he is. So, And this isn't explaining it either. So if you're not going to go with a full continuity, if you're not going to go and, you know, make you happy by tying it in, telling you why this is happening, what the, you know, nuts and bolts of it is, at least tell people what who Connor Ken is. Well, he is like relying a- on it being Superboy that you know but not the one you know, but well, it's, not it's, and people who from, know. From, from the thing that every, everything's been said here so far, it does seem like this is the pre-Flashpoint Superboy. Yeah, but people, even though that's what I'm go, saying, Even though. though we're going back to more of a 90s look for the yeah. character, which is odd but to I'm me. I'm saying but, to you, everybody I talked to didn't read that. Right. They don't know who that non-90s Connor Kent Superboy is. And he's not giving us that either. Well, you, you he talk is to not the majority setting of people that read the Superboy. New 52. They didn't really understand the Connor Kent no, of that I'm world t- either. <laughs> New 52? Uh, most of the people that I talked to, 90% started at Rebirth. They don't even have that. So they're not worried about, hey, what happened to that Connor that went off? What happened to this Connor? Why isn't this that Connor, that Connor? They have no idea who the Superboy is. They're just going with, well, there's Superboy on the team. So if I ask people, because we know, because it even kind of hints in this a little of a continuity, you know, faux pas. But if you said, hey, who's the Superboy? Explain to him. We were told the clone deal, yeah. you know, early on. in The this. clone people of Superman and Lex Luthor. Which that doesn't make sense, but people don't even remember that. So they have no idea. I talked to somebody who thinks that this Connor Kent Superboy, it grew up on Gemworld is a, and it says no, but they, it is there. They're confused because they think it's a Gemworld citizen that became Superboy somehow that he is not explaining it enough for people. That it, person did not read every issue of Young Justice. No, but I'm saying though is, and if you didn't know New 52 or anything but Rebirth, you wouldn't know who this Connor Ken is. You wouldn't know anything about the 90s Superboy if no. you didn't read that. And a lot of people didn't. So they jump on this book to have fun. They have no idea. So when he's not doing enough for them and he's doing too much for you because it doesn't make sense. He's trying to explain it to nobody, it seems, because everybody's confused. Now, the people who don't know, they don't seem to care. They, you know, when they, hey, the continuity, I don't care because I don't even know what you guys are talking about because I didn't read anything until, you know, 2016 Rebirth. And obviously, when Rebirth started, we didn't have a Connor Kent. Right. They're more confused about why this isn't John and, and things like that. And I'm sure there's some people who probably don't think that, you know, oh, man, this must be John. The grown-up John changed his name. I, he doesn't do enough to explain things. And then when he goes to do it, he he doesn't end up explaining because in this they are like, yeah, hey, uh, Connor, how did you get here? And how did you have a baby? And that's supposed to be funny. It didn't really strike me as funny. And, <laughs> and funny. how did you – how do you have a baby? And they all look, no, no, you're in the middle of explaining and learning. They all know that he had a, you know, a husband except Wonder Girl it seems but uh, or a, a wife. Right. Uh, but yeah, so he explains. He just ended up getting sucked into a portal. 
and ended up on the gym. And that's what he says. He's like, I just ended up here. One minute I was messing with the goofballs at Star Labs. Star Labs in Central City, Nevada Desert, Secret Lab. Ooh, and the next right there. That's what I'm talking about of him trying to weasel his way out of you getting mad. By just saying other things. And then when they're asked, he kind of skirts the issue. But he well, says- we, we saw that yeah. issue where he did come to Gemworld. You know, he got sucked no. in through that portal at the Star Lab secret base. You know, we decided for some reason, you know what? I'm going to go to high school, but then I'm not a guy who likes rules. So I'm leaving. I'm going to go back and check this out. And this got sucked in this Gemworld here. No. But like, I just want to- just just going back to the continuity one more time for people who don't even know, just I'm sure a lot of people who are reading Rebirth now, even with the delays, the Doomsday Clock in my mind is the biggest thing. And one of the things we saw recently in Doomsday Clock number 10 was the idea that, you know, the continuity of Superman, what it is now, the continuity that Dr. Manhattan has created with the idea that the Pa and Ma Kent have died. They died during, you know, yeah. the Clark's prom in a car accident. Just the idea that Connor here, for if, if he's part of the current continuity, would say, oh, this is something that Pa Kent told me. I'm like, well, yeah. for all the nonsense Plus, he's been giving me so far. I, exactly. I'm saying he's that, a clone. That's the thing, but yeah. the thing is, he grew up with the Kents. So, like, he lived with the Kents when he was a clone before, like, you but know, I'm in saying the previous we continuity. don't know that. I'm saying in this but, continuity, we don't know what he's no, playing with here. But even the whole thing, if he is a part of the current continuity, like, you wouldn't ever, you never would have known no. Pa Kent because he would have died well before you so were ever created. So there's where you have that intriguing thing. If you do know that maybe he is from the other continuity, but he doesn't go enough to explain that. But this is where he explains. Hey, I, I fell out. Uh, secret lab. Ooh, and the next... The gem, the gem. Oh, that, the that's gem. how it ends. That it, that's supposed to be him explaining everything that got Connor here. The gem. He he wakes up, or at least you know he lands there. Nobody right. seems to. Re- that's the other thing is he just lands through a portal. Every bit of that street is destroyed, no, and these the guys gem. are still these guys are still just a foot away yelling at this lady. They're so concerned with this pregnant lady, they don't care about this meteorite boy who just crashed into the fair or you know the stalls there of this uh, deal. So she's like, "Oh man," they're like, "Yeah, you don't have a husband. You're gonna be in trouble. Did you get checked for worms? Oh man, you're gonna have to do this." He steps up and says, I'm your, hu- I'm her husband. He's trying yeah. to get her out. And then kind of crushes this one guy's hand so they'll disappear. So I said at one point, I, I had a problem with this, that they're like, they're so into, you know, yelling at this girl about Hassler. the proper papers and things that talk, they get away. No but, well, they're, they're all, bike. no, they're bite with women. <laughs> they don't like to, to you know, bite at, at a guy who just crushes their hands, I guess. But they start going off and there's Connor. He's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, oh, this is the nicest thing that happened since my 10th birthday. Whatever. I don't know what that all means. Right. And she's like, we're in the Ruby market, you know, the road down the Emerald Passage, you, you know, all that stuff. And then she's like, St- this is the other time. Stop kicking, baby. You said the gem. Sh- she never said the gem. She never once mentioned the gem in all of this dialogue. I went back eight times. Yes, the guys who were yelling at her from, a, you know, if he heard that, yeah. they said the gem. She did not. Uh, you said the gem. Are you okay? Oh, no. Do you need to sit? Oh, no. There you go. Th- that's oh, the answer. No. That's the, the answers we're going to get. Yeah. You said the gem. No, no, no. Nobody no, no. said that. It's just stop. And, and then so they go with this whole thing. And, you know, she's like, oh, she was such a wonderful person. I ended up helping or whatever. And I love that he explains this. And he's explaining this to the, the uh, Young Justice team, obviously, at this point. It says, listen, you know, I was telling her that I'm not complete without you guys. And I was I was on my way to meet you guys. And, you know, until I took this detour. Yeah. I'm like, really? I want her to go, detour? Me and my son here are a detour? Kinda. It's such an awful thing to say, though, because by the end of this, 
He just leaves him. There is no connection where you, it looks like he has raised this kid with this woman for three years, at least two, three years. And then he just, when they show up, he's like, yes, yeah, see, you. he just leaves. He's just going to leave. He doesn't care. So this whole thing of being a father, having a kid, the way it, it was all just shock value. It was, it was all shock to get value. people mad. It was, and maybe it he was, was a living nanny is what he was. Well, but uh, yeah, maybe it was. But also, this is the thing. He leaves now. With superpowers who fought off troops. He, yeah, he leaves now. What happens to this woman now? You're not allowed to have a kid without a husband. She's done. She's done. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, the thing so, is, all those guys were Dark Lord Opal guys. By the end of this, it seems like, you know, Dark Lord Opal's taken care of. It's going to put the gem yeah. in disarray, but it seems like the good families of this world are going to take like better care hope, and make sure tyrants don't freaking. I hope. This, I don't know. That's gem world problems. This is the page that drives me nuts, then. This is the page that I'm going to tell you is all these non-answers. Tim Drake says, okay, you know, uh, wait, you were just waiting for us to show up. That's crazy. He's like, I know, but you did. You did show up. So yeah. I was right. I was right. He Took says, okay, while, Connor, yeah, whatever. This, is, this is huge to Tim at this point. And I think in the continuity, this is really going to spell things out. What's the last thing you remember about me? Because if he tells us whatever that is, now we can go back yeah, and see exactly when it. that would be. Timestamp right there. That's what we want. If he says, I remember Wonder Girl was against us with Maxwell Lord, and then you quit because we were mad at you. Boom. New 52 <gasps> at the right. end. If he says, you know, whatever the case may be, he says that you just asked me that question because they're acting like he's a doofus, Such right? a good answer. They never go back to it. No. They, they don't go back to it. The timestamp we were supposed to just get where Tim – and this is a big concern for Tim because he didn't remember anything. His mind was wiped. He wants to figure out when this would have happened. You know, if, if Connor says, well, I remember this, and then Tim's like, wait, I don't remember that, then that means Tim doesn't remember it. It's such a big moment. That a joke was thrown in because it's supposed to sidetrack us. This is where I'm telling you. This is the sleight of hand that's supposed to get us away from that. That is one of the most important questions asked in this book. And it's a joke answer where impulse, that's ah, such a good answer. And then it's it's forgotten about. It's forgotten about because then Tim goes, I forgot about you. And, wow. Listen to me. Just recently, I discovered somebody's erased our entire young justice from the mind. And then he's like, I went to Metropolis, pretended that I kind of knew everybody because I felt like a jerk. And, and then that's where Wonder Girl's like, I remember everything. Oh. And then he says, and I thought back in Metropolis, you didn't either. And that's why you were acting weird. There's another explanation being told now in such a stupid way from when you had those – you had the most problems of me and you in that first issue because nobody was acting right. Some no. people were remembering. Some people weren't. He's trying to make it seem – like that was on purpose, and, and it's it's just ridiculous. And then, and, as know. we're getting, we're going to dive deeper into this whole explanation about what's going on, who, why people remember stuff that shouldn't they shouldn't remember to begin. I don't remember a Teen Lantern though. Well, let's go into the secret origin of Teen Lantern and never go back yeah. to what we're talking about here. Yeah, and then, yeah, and and they just go away from it. And and I'm telling you, you now have Teen Lantern and Jenny Hex, who end up telling the story. I can only think of it as I was reading this again. It's almost leader of the pack style storytelling. It's vroom, like, vroom. hey, I'm telling you, it's like, hey there, Teen Lantern, tell us how you came to be. I love that I song. I went to Metropolis. <laughs> and she, you just get it because then after it's like, then you get Jenny Hex. Yeah, Miss Hex, tell me again, you were in Metropolis because I was driving my truck that day. I I'm got like, a box full of dangerous oh, things. Oh my God. Yeah. And, and so the whole thing is, 
the teen lantern we wanted well first up the yeah. teen lantern they think she's nine she's actually 11 that's still not a teen but no. hey it's kelly quintello we get a name finally and we find out she hacked into the the power and battery. The We're is, not I, sure I, if I'm that's not, Oa, if I'm it's, not yeah. happy about this whole thing because they say the Green Lantern. So I'm guessing John yeah. Stewart on Earth, uh, yeah. like, since she is from Earth. But the so idea, like, I can yeah. make this work if you if I need to. It's just it doesn't work perfectly for what this first introduction of Howard. It just seems but like she's a using rush to get it done. Source here. energy, and yeah. she's hacking that to reprogram it with her battery in order to make it into willpower. I'm like, why couldn't you just like have hacked the this emotional the spectrum? Why do you get? I, I think like, like, I think that that's what he thinks it is. I think he made a mistake. I'm just I don't saying, think if you he's fix saying the source it's... wall and get rid of the source wall energy, which the member of the Titans book was all about stopping. I don't know why they were never alerted to Kelly Quintella freaking you know taking all this stuff in like Ben Rubin was with that big machine but uh I can make this work, but once you get the source wall and the source energy stop leaking and everyone is throwing things, it doesn't make sense because to do this, she hacked into the the power power battery, so it wouldn't even be that. So I think that he messed up. I think that he actually because when. They, or maybe they were going because you wanted to know about, you know, once the source wall broke down, be, you, you know, in the old deal, the, you know, the emotional spectrum was oh, yeah, behind that now yeah. and the reservoir. And that isn't kind of the thing anymore. So I think that maybe they told him to say that. And I think that it really does mean the emotional spectrum, even though it doesn't really pull out like why she, you know, you would think almost that she could tap into any color yeah. then, but she's doing will. Um, even though that's kind of odd as well. It would be cool if she was almost every color. That would it's be just, pretty it, neat it would be thing. cool. It's just the idea that Quilly Quintella here, Kelly Quintella is uh you know she's hacked this power battery i'm guessing john stewart's but maybe even the one from oh who knows at this point but the idea that she's just here and using the power battery like the power ring way better than jessica cruz did for so yeah. long oh, in yeah. the green lantern's book it's kind of weird yeah yeah there was she had no training no. i mean i i love i mean this is a, a brian michael bennis thing and i've seen some people say that basically she's just reary over here at, at dc and i love the way that he does get these young heroes and they are the smartest, you know, and, and go, for, but this is too much. You know, this isn't being smart. Being smart is hacking into the power battery and being able to not be detected. I'm, I'm That's just fine. Thinking about but Green knowing Lantern, how to do this just is thinking about a that little Green Lantern rebirth miniseries that happened to bring Hal Jordan back when, you know, like uh, Oliver, uh, Oliver Queen put on a ring and shot one construct of an arrow out of it and it freaking wiped him for how much like yeah. he had to for, like focus his will. Well, and, 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 and it, that's that. Yeah, that's one of the things that gets to me with this is when you start doing stuff like this and we've had this happen you know a little bit but this is the most example i think is the idea that it does lessen the idea of being a green lantern i mean the green lantern ring picks you because you're you know the the best choice and things like that when you start having people just hacking into it to be able to do it for it so that you can just have a team lantern yeah, I, it, I just it like to imagine up, it goes it back to that. It does lessen the idea of that. I just like to imagine it goes back to that Heroes in Crisis when Hal Jordan's given his confessional and that whole thing. He, he did just met Coy, uh, Kelly Quintella. It's like, yeah. I don't even understand what Will is. This little 11-year-old girl's doing no problems <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> yeah, She's just sitting there. I do. I, I, I wish that what it was was that she is doing something scientific that is emulating or simulating well, the, like Green the Green Lantern, Lantern, Lantern Academy we had in the uh, Justice League of China we had before, yeah. which I'm like, yeah. that wasn't exactly that, but they were doing something Again, different with it. That and and even in you know the Super Sons deal where you have and you know I know that's a good the rookies. book. We'll be getting that later. Yeah. The rookies. It, it's starting to lessen the whole <laughs> idea to me of this most powerful weapon of the universe and these space cops when all these kids are just able to do it. But I wish that. I wish that what we saw here, and it's just a quick little change that she would say, 
oh, really, this isn't really Green Lantern stuff. You know, I, my dad's an optical engineer and I'm smarter than him and I'm able to make this hard like constructs with this, you know, thing that I made and all that. Maybe even tie it into her needing gems to do that, why she kind of got sucked to gem world. But you don't have to go that far. But with that, I wish that because she says then I went to the Hall of Justice to have an internship with the Green Lantern. Well, that doesn't make sense when you're pretty much hacking. That that would be me where, you know, you're using the stick, but yet you want to go and, and use that stick to get an internship over at Comcast Cable. They ain't hey, going to like hey that. Guys, so, look how smart I am. Yeah, I, so I, I wish that I, this I was... This thing, I huh? wish that you huh? saw she was the biggest fangirl of the Green Lantern. And, and tie it in even better. Make it that she loved Jessica Cruz. When she heard Jessica Cruz was the Lantern of Earth, she was all obsessed with Jessica, thought that she was the greatest. Ended up making this scientifically, but now is going to the Hall of Justice to show them how cool this is and can I get an internship? I'd be really on board with that. And it really wouldn't change anything because this hacking thing just it, – it really – it lessens the Green Lanterns. What are the Guardians doing all this time when everybody's tapping in the stuff well, or whatever? We, we saw this before, and I think it was the Green Lanterns book that we had before Simon and yeah. Jessica, where Scarecrow somehow hacked the you know the yeah. uh, yellow light and That's put it saying. through the computers and stuff like this. over there? <laughs> Somebody's asleep at the wheel. That was a terrible but story. Yeah, so you have all that. Then you get Jenny Hex. And if you did, you know, we, we already – it's a weird thing, like – you know Jenny Hex's full background, but I'm not sure that we know it because we kind of guessed at some things. There's some of the stuff was from the Walmart books that I told you because when she says this, it's not a shock. We've seen no, most we've seen of this that in this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you see it, it's like, all right, she's there. Je- uh, Jonah Hex's well, great granddaughter now. Yeah, it it's does weird. seems a little weird. It used to be like great, great, great. Um, but she opens up this deal, and now you know we got Pulp Fiction with we the got suitcase. Marcellus Wallace's soul and I'm in there. I'm telling right? you, it's like, yeah, like, we good, Vincent. We good. <laughs> we good. Uh, close them. Hey, you want some of this burger? No, I already. Ate. Yeah, see, I'm all that. Just the uh, idea what? though that we had to like you know the Kelly stuff for the Teen Lantern that was important. We needed to have her name. We needed to have some kind of explanation about her powers. Yeah, which we going wanted. back to Ginny Hexo for this whole like, hey, what are you doing? Well, we've seen it personally. I guess you need to have the rest of the team see what's inside this yeah. box just because the fight with. Because he even says, tell me again. (laughs) Miss Hex, tell me again. You were in Metropolis because? No, no, no. You you already know this. Don't make it like that. Don't make it that so hokey a way that she's going to say. If you want to do anything, have it that the Teen Lantern doesn't know this. Have whoever doesn't know say, oh, by the way, nobody told me what's your deal. Oh, I'll tell you. And, you know, not, not Tim Drake. Tell me again. And what do you have a bad memory? They they wipe that out too. But she goes and she has this. And again, this is where you're going to get half informations where they open it up. Uh, oh man, is that one of the, yeah, is that real? Yeah. I thought it was no. And then they just move on. Like, all right, let's close that up. You know, and then they're like, you think Opal mess with you, him, everything. Why you? Why us? I mean, it just keeps going where people just mention stuff out of nowhere. And this is where you do you get the idea of, you know, this is how this works here. We all have a prime, uh, you know, gem. It's underneath our castle. If you get that, things get wonky. I'm not really sure exactly what goes. But Lord Opal, he Lord Dark Opal, he has his dark opal underneath his you know underneath his castle and while they're talking about it they say it's a pure pure black opal looks a little blue to me but uh (laughs) you you have impulse go off and grab it but this is the other thing this is one of the other lines that drove me nuts here they're like so what happens here is this is this magic and you have amethyst it's not magic it's gem-based science it's an intricate 
dot dot it's an intricate system of gem energies that power the entire dot dot just don't step on the black ones all right, right. What, so what, you don't what? know anything about anything do that, you, what, you you were just gonna that pi- power the entire what planet that the was next week's reading castle? assignment she had only the gotten to that part she hadn't finished universe she, the it powers the entire dot dot just don't step on the black ones what the hell is she talking about? It's I, like, I, don't but, eat the black I, jelly beans. You never yeah, want that. I, I guess. Nobody does. Yeah. Is that the rider from Van Halen? They don't like the the uh, the brown M&M's? No, that's my rider. And then it's like, but but every house has a main gem, a gem prime. You were going to tell us something that seemed important and then just stopped and, and went somewhere else. Because there's it. no and answers. Then, no, there isn't. That's the, that's my problem. That's my biggest problem. You end up having uh, Impulse go get the gem. And it's kind of a funny deal yeah. where he speeds off. Uh, the whole idea then, that all of these things are in your way. If you ever even attempted yeah. to go after this, like Lord Opal's, you know, main gem, all these yep. treacherous things will be in your way. Got it. Oh, all right. Okay. Yeah. Now, now and, Dark Lord and, Opal, he's going to be coming at us full force and his castle yeah. has now turned into a giant golem. So we're going to have to yep. fight that too, guys. And this, this is the thing where she, uh, Amethyst says to uh, Impulse, you just took that out of the castle, Opal? Well, yeah, super speed, and then you hear a crash, and then that's when I think that maybe Bart was supposed to see, so Opal's really going to want that, and then have Amethyst say, yup. She says it all herself, it's just, so, Opal's going to really want that, yup. What? And then he just shows up. It's just the dialogue is so creaky and and awful and that's the thing is i i really have not liked the dialogue in this since the series began but i do like whenever he just has superboy and impulse together because those are just fun pieces of dialogue they can have that back and forth kind of feel everybody doesn't need to have that back and forth feel though because it it comes off worse than especially when you have this thing going on where they're saying literally nothing because you're not giving us any of the answers to these questions that are just coming out of left and right here yeah. Yeah. And so Lord Opal, you know, Lord Dark Opal comes, he's the castle. He's in this, you know, the castle becomes the monster that the monster's the castle. Uh, they mention that. And then, you know, you have a fight, but the fight's very lackluster. Oh, you have so Lord quick. Dark Opal there and he's like, you know, Amethyst, when they find out about this treachery, you've broken the main law of Gem World and I'm going to get you. And da, da, da. and then it just ends up that the Teen Green Lantern sneaks behind him, gets him in, you know, pretty much green Wraps lantern ribbons and then he gets punched you know punched to heck before punch, that you even have punch him. Superboy punched him even before that superboy punched the castle yeah superboy punched the castle they just knocked that out so that wasn't a real threat and yeah then that that's it pretty much i i mean you end up having them there and there's going to be trouble but the team is together now and they're like hey okay say it now young justice is back and then the, the most cringeworthy line I don't know why it is. It's when Wonder Girl goes, there you go. What? And then you grin. Cool. What now? Well, now we go back to Earth. And that's where Connor goes up and he's like, hey, baby, you and that kid, I'm going to go get a pack of smokes on Earth. I'll be back someday, I think. I'm giving notice. I'm no longer the man. Um, detour over did, did I tell you that the road's fixed Detour's <laughs> over I can go right back home But then they go to the Gem World Royal Meeting Hall and this is just to get Amethyst with them uh, She ends up saying hey 
Dark Opal, Lord Dark Opal, he was a bad dude. You all know know this. I mean, we we don't want to pretend that he was good, but I understand that what we did wasn't exactly how we were supposed to do this. So I understand you're going to have an investigation. It's not the way we work in the gem. Yeah, in the gem. So I want to tell you right now, before this all goes, it it would be as if, you know, somebody, uh, a corporate head was embezzling money. And, you know, he he has say it's even Bill Gates and he's still head of Microsoft, all that. And he's the one being bad. He doesn't want it to affect everybody in Microsoft because it was just him. It was So he's like, listen, it was all me. I'm stepping down. You can still look into this. But, you know, effective immediately. I'm done. So everything that is bad, every all the things that are going to go wrong. Point them at me, not these innocent people. She kind of just says, I'm going to, you know, retire. I'm going to go back to Earth. I'm done. I'm going to just get out of here. And they're like, all right, well, we'll have to do this and see what's going on. And you have the worst dialogue there because Turquoise is there, who's been her friend. And you have the queen, so be it, Amethyst. And then Turquoise, how long will you be gone for? And she goes, oh, Turquoise, clearly I need to go back to Earth. What? She, t- Turquoise didn't ask you to stay. Turquoise Nobody wasn't begging you. Like, please, no, Amethyst, don't go. Turquoise, clearly, I need to go back to Earth. No, no. She says, how long will you be gone for? And the answer is, clearly, I need to go. And as they go, they all get together. They do get sent out in a, a wink-wink kind of like sneering way. Like, hey, the Young Justice team, hey, thanks for everything. Thanks for what you did. And the Queen's like, oh, don't, don't apologize for anything you did. You know, we'll never forget forget what you guys did and i'm like who there's trouble and they get sent away now amethyst quit she left she's now quit the job and then the queen hey by the way she's banned forever i'm like why is she banned she quit and i I said when we first did this it's as if this happened in the office actually the tv show she quit so she's not going to get her unemployment well now they're banishing her and firing her and now she gets it it's just ridiculous on top of See, everything she was leaving for earth voluntarily but now she doesn't even know she can never come back to yeah, Jim. She, she can't come back i don't think she wants back but also they are sending her off to who knows bunch of jerks because, the whole thing yeah. is they could have just sent them back to Earth. why are they going to yeah. be jerks about the whole thing now, and we're just going to send them off somewhere yeah, and and here's here's more dialogue that I love. Amethyst, this is turquoise starting, uh, going back and forth with her mom. Amethyst just brought down the House of Opal and has sent the ballast of the gem into chaos. She gave us a chance to thrive. We disagree. Well, well, we'll continue this nonsense when she returns. What? What nonsense? <laughs> it don't make any sense. And they're like, return? Why, why are you looking? Where did you send her? We banished her. You already said you banished her the page before. And now all of a sudden, it's, oh, no, banished. Where did you send young justice? She's going to end up passing out. Nonsense, Eric. But if you go from here, and it does look like they're going to jump through the multiverse, they're going to go to the Kingdom Come universe at one point, kind of go to what we thought the Super uh, Sons book was going to do, it seems. Right. Um, I guess they don't even now, have a hypercube. I, no, and I yeah, I yeah, have really. I who what, why do you need a hypercube when you have Brian Michael Bendis writing? They'll just say, Didn't we need a hyper? And somebody will interrupt them and they'll never get back to it and then they'll use it. Uh yeah, the thing is you, you gotta move on. If you're gonna give up this book at number six, then you can bitch and moan. I, I think we have to stop because it, it is pretty clear to me that he thinks he's given us the answers and I can't expect any more answers about, you know, what Tim Drake didn't remember or forget or why but Wonder who, Girl who knows why his memories to begin with. 
Yeah, I, well, we'll have to see if he even does that. Maybe we'll he find claimed, out in the Kingdom Come universe for some maybe, reason. Well, he claimed that all the answers would be solved by this issue. This is the issue that's supposed to be like everything's ready to go. So I'm telling you, we have to kind of leave some of these behind and just go, whatever. We're just going to go Why forward with it. Why was Impulse in the spe- in Speed Force trapped? I don't think he even cares. I don't even think he knows. That was just a way to get him back in uh, through the Flash book. And he's just gone. We've seen. He, he doesn't care what's going on in other books at all uh so i think we just have to go well if you like this team if you like the characters if you want to go forward you're gonna have to just kind of go with the flow i i just wish this wonder comics was just another slight you know on the side type of continuity that you could play with and then i'd be real fine with it as long as they keep the continuity going forward and uh you know you don't have some nonsense thrown in that goes against issues of this series then i guess i'm gonna have to move on i love the art uh it's great it's 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 a tough issue to talk about i've read this a bunch of times and it's tough to talk about only because there's misdirections everywhere there's half sentences all the time and you don't even know what is being said and who and what and by the end of it we're now six issues we're leaving gem world thank god you hate gem world right I didn't I really, it. and and it seemed like Brian Michael Bendis wanted to give us some gem love, but what did we really get from Gem World either? Because when we leave, we I think I know. I, I think I'm more confused about we Gem World now fields. than when we started. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how this is. You're t- you have the houses that look like he was trying to get a little, you know, Game of Thrones Turquoise action going was gonna on. Get and married stuff. at one point. Now I don't know yeah. if she is anymore. Dark Lord yeah, Oval attacked. No, it's we fine. don't know. And I'm telling you, I think it's got that reality shifting everything. powers. Uh, yeah, what'd you give this? I ended up giving this issue a 5 out of 10 because the dialogue is atrocious and the continuity's all over the place. I can't wrap my head around it. But thankfully, we are done with Gemworld and moving on. For So hopefully things yeah. can come together a little bit better. The best thing about this is the art, but I, I really want to love Young Justice. This first six issues have not grabbed no, no, me the I way I hope so. they would. Yeah, and it, it seems like this dialogue that he has in these half sentences and things, it really... This book should be that he thinks that makes it a fast paced book. I think, you know, that like you even said, where you have Connor and Impulse talking, you can have that back and forth. Yeah. And obviously when, when Impulse is talking, you're going to, you're going to want to up the speed of the dialogue. You're going to want to make it quick, shorter sentences that keep coming at you and stuff. But what makes this a fast paced book though, is that nothing actually happens from issue to yeah. issue. Well, to me, my problem is it's not as fast paced as it should be because with nothing going on, you still end up with this back and forth and i said the one time the last time we tried to record this is that sometimes i don't even know who's talking i have to follow the word balloon down to a mouth because i can't tell the difference between the characters that you know the pace is off for me there and things like that and it just it throws me off the half sentences drive me nuts and his back and forth is usually at least it's nonsense stuff. Like, like I said, it's like, hi, hi, hey, hey, what are you doing? Doing? Yes, go. You know, and you're like, well, you just waste the whole page saying nothing. Now in this issue, all of a sudden, he starts saying something that you, all of a sudden my ears pick up and then I don't see anything because he gets, somebody gets interrupted and they move on and things like that. Everybody has ADD. I'm going to give it a five as well. It's not an FU five because I like the art. Boy, yeah, I want to have more fun with this. I want to have more fun. I I just want to have fun with this book. And right now, 
it's not fun. But if we're going off out of Gem World and he thinks all these things, maybe he's not having fun trying to give us answers Kingdom or something. Not fun. I, I know. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it is. We don't know. But maybe the team itself will be more fun. But we'll see. We'll see as we go. But what is the next book? Next book is Shazam number six, written by Jeff Johnson, art by Marco Santucci, Dale Eaglesham, Scott Collins, Mike Atea, and Rob Lee. Poor Freddy and Darla take a backseat to this issue so we can have Billy reunited with his long-lost father. Too bad this really throws off the pacing for the issue, though. Even with that, this is still another fun issue full of surprises, like the wizard showing back up and Mary revealing everyone's secret to their parents. Yeah, it's a weird issue. It's The pacing's off, like you said. We don't see any Freddy and Darla, which are our favorites. So that's that's a shame. And Tony. Uh, you do have an extended... Yeah, and you have an, ex- yeah, you have an extended scene with Savannah and Black Adam that at first seemed cool... But even reading it a couple times, it's just it's just kind of there, and it's, I don't the thing get. Is, I I was so excited to have Black Adam show up, and he was going to be the like the almost the hero of the story, even though he wanted to kill Billy. But having Savannah just kind of yeah. in the nexus between magical lands, and then they fight, and for some reason, their energy of fighting throws t- our two main heroes, Billy and Mary, out of the world and takes their powers away for just that moment. I'm like. I don't understand any of this. Why are we just yeah, not dealing with the magical I mean, lands even, at this point? Yeah, and even with that, the way Mr. Mind is talking and, and going with Savannah, it almost seems like at this point he is the nexus of the power. You know, Savannah himself, because at one point, you know, hey, I'm going to get this power. And then Mr. Mind's like, huh, you know what? Give Adam the power. And then all of a sudden an explosion goes, and that's what pulls Mary and you know Billy, Billy out yeah. of this land and into their house without their powers. Not their powers taken away, just you know, as kids yeah, now. Yeah, they, they had but to take it away at that moment. But yeah, it doesn't pull out any of the other kids. It doesn't no. seem to even at points doesn't even seem to affect them. I don't know if this is supposed to be what brought the wizard Shazam out again. And if it is, there's a weird mis you know disconnect. This wizard Shazam. The one happens at the beginning, the un happens at the end, and it's this wizard Shazam there. keeps talking about how. He's going to die soon. He needs to pass his, you know, power on all the yeah. time. It's all he ever talks about. And then he just shows him like, when are you going to die, wizard? What is up with you? Because yeah. you always just keep showing back up. He's like one of those guys. He's like, oh, Elizabeth, I'm coming. He, he, that's all it's he is. It's a guy who he, can't wait to retire. But then when he retires, he's got nothing to do. Just he, keeps he wanting to go back to work. He has nothing to do. He comes back. But when he does come <laughs> back, you see that the sixth issue is a race to just kind of get things into place. Weird ways where you ended up having uh, Eugene and Pedro in the game world. That's one of my yeah. favorite parts. You're not a big video game in no. a comic book story type deal. I like any that. story. I thought it was cool. Plus, I liked the idea that it gave Eugene something to do that was based on what he loves and and the opposite of Pedro. So you had that kind of almost yeah. and, and in a weird way, you had a kind of a clever, different version, but a Freaky Friday type deal where you end up having Pedro to play the game while Eugene has to sit and, and try to Pedro. help him because of, yeah. And so I like that. And I wanted to see what, you had this whole thing with the Game Master set up. You had this whole intricate point system explained. We're all into it. Only to have the wizard Shazam show up on the hood of the car, say, hey, guys, uh, yeah, we're not going to do this anymore. Shazam, it's, boom. It's a weird and thing the car crashes Shazam- and it's done. I, I don't know if we're done though. The idea that we go through all of this the stuff car in the crashes. game crashes. I don't know, I know how we're gonna. I'm end saying up the doing car it. crashes, but I'm saying I think he might have gotten them out of there because the car was gonna crash and probably kill yeah, them no, anyway. That's what he I'm saying. Saved I think lives. he got them out of them. I'm saying out of the game lens. I think we're right. done with the game lens now, and it's it'd be a such shame a weird idea just to be done with the game up. lens. 
Yeah, but it doesn't, they're not there, I don't think, anymore. Even when that car isn't there, I think they're gone. It's just boom, 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 they're gone. And then you have an out-of-panel thing saying, how I got here is a bit of a long story, as if he's not there anymore, that they have gone past this. There's no Pedro or Eugene there where that car is. And then no, that's I think that they, I think they're at the Rock of Eternity. <laughs> well, but the thing is, they wouldn't have. The thing that ends up making them die is uh, him yelling Shazam and the lightning went through it. He did it. So I can't see now they were crashing at one yes. point. It does look like. But even then, it's a virtual world that they're kind of in. I don't know how that works anyway. But yeah, he yells. I think that they're going to end up at home again as well. I, I don't know where they're or the Rock of Eternity. Well, because I'm just at, saying, at somebody better point. stay in the magical lands at this point because Darla and Freddy need some help. Unless well, Tony's yeah. is going to be and the one. To why save aren't them in the they? End. Why aren't they pulled out? But I don't know because you do have Savannah and and Black Adam fighting, and I saw a lot of people, and I'm with them. Like Savannah shouldn't really be able to even, you know, he's standing toe to toe with Black Adam, and they're going at it. Black Adam's trying to get the power because if you remember, Black Adam showed up with the idea of getting Billy, but also just yeah. everybody's nonsense here. I, you know, you guys are all ruining this power. I'm going to get it for myself so I can use it the correct way, especially geared towards Billy, and then it would right. have been the family as well. But he does do that to Savannah as well. He's like, I'm, I'm going to take it from you. Where's Mr. Mind? You better tell me where he is. And that's where Mr. Mind's like, foolish, Adam. Your, your hubris is my friend. If he wants power, Thaddeus, give it to him. And then all of a sudden, ah, and there's that huge explosion and I'm not even, you know, is it going into Black Adam? It looks like it's going out. I don't know, but that's what seems to affect Billy and Mary to bring them out. In the meantime, they were escaping from Kid, you know, King Kid, who yeah, now is like basically, hey, listen, if they're going to be jerks army like this, children and clowns, get the we're going to go to the Earthlands yeah, and fight all the Earth. adults. Yeah. Oh, Which no. seems to me, it seems <laughs> a little be a bit beyond. I, I'm, I'm going to have a bunch of kids come up, I'm going to punch them right in the face. Yeah, it's the, it's the Kitty Crusade now. We're, we're going to have that. And with that, it seemed that doesn't seem like it would be the MO of King Kid. It seems way pet like he would be like, they're gone. Well, you know, that sucks. Uh, you know, hey, I to me, he would be like, Hey everybody, you see that? That's what I did. I just banished them because, you know, that's me, King Kid, you know, with my wishing stick, you know, and just go on with, you know, everything going on, business as usual. I don't know what the magical land being racket. back open. I think he's gonna be afraid that other adults are gonna come in after him. He might be, but I think that he would rat I, I don't get that he would want to go to the land of adults and and all that when he wants to Finally, stay away from time anyway. for revenge yeah i don't it didn't even look like he had that many kids either i guess maybe he might have tons but still uh Compared also, to you, you're going, who has a lot of kids really well here's the thing too though you're also it, this would be like hey my whole army I got these people, they, they, I got, grabbed them from France. You know, that France, they're all Frenchmen in my army. Man, let's go, let's go attack France. Because I, I swear, half of these kids, when they get up to the regular earth, they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm 16. I only have two years you know, or so before I have to start making shit in that dungeon down below. I'm going back to my mom and dad. You know, they might have hit me a couple times. They got a little handsy. I'm going back to them. Uh, so you're taking them back to where they actually came from, where uh, it just seems a little bit. I don't know if a they lot know of things what's in the really going to happen in the end or how bad it's going to be when they turn 18. Mm, I don't know. I think some of them have seen down below. Uh, you even, well, <laughs> they, here's the thing. I have a proof. The one kid was running screaming oh, from that birthday card. So they know something. 
Yeah, there's just that the whole point of this issue just seems very forced to me in, in different areas. Like I said, Pedro and Eugene, I was I was kind of intrigued to see if Pedro could do it. Could yeah. he, could he do it, Eric? But we're, we Turns probably out, aren't going to no. find that out. <laughs> no, we probably won't find out. But yeah, you have King Kid going off to the Earthlands, but then you have Billy and Mary are you know they're in their apartment now and. Yeah, in the house. Yeah, I, I meant their room. Uh, and the police are downstairs and Billy's dad's downstairs. And so they're like, Billy, Billy, you, you, you know, your, your dad's down here. He goes down, recognizes his dad. And this is where a lot Hold of people Now, CC, in this continuity, we really only knew him from a photograph. We had a photograph yeah. in the Jeff Johns backups in Justice League. Uh, but it is a continuation of a character. And I don't know what Jeff Johns is going to play with because we didn't see enough of him yet. Uh, in in this book, he, he throws a little thing in there that I saw a lot of people are upset about. But in the original, when he was first, you know, came out, this character himself is only from 1993. This is uh-huh. not a 1950s character. I saw some people like, man, Jeff Johns is ruined a character that's been around for 75 years. Well, this character hasn't. This Cece. Now, when he first came out, it was in the Power of Shazam graphic novel in 93. It was a Jerry Ordway thing that he did the writing and the uh, and the art. And in that, it's so crazy. And if you want that, if people are like sitting there and like, I wanted the original one, the one when he first came, it's so convoluted into this story. Because in my mind, you had a graphic novel. You, It's 90 pages. It's not very long. You had to get things moving. So there yeah. had to be connections all over the place. That's CC, called fate. I'm telling you, CC was an archaeologist on a dig for Doctor Savannah, who then gets killed by Black Adam. I mean, really, they, you, you have all but, of the but, points. But lined Jim, up. we had all the Young Justice people show up to Metropolis yeah, at the same time. To all coming. Well, there That's you go. You could fate. do this. You could do <laughs> this. But I think that Jeff Johns doesn't want to do that connection. He wants to get something a little drawn out, yeah. a little more developed. Also. He, he this this CC Batson. He he's got a daughter, uh, Eric. Who's that daughter? Oh, that used to be Mary Marvel. I don't yeah, think that's the case anymore. it would be Mary Marvel. No, but we don't know this. We yes. have no idea. And even in that original deal, she didn't know it. And yeah. she and and she ended up having a different name. They ended up finding out with this. Then it was expanded later in a thing. But in this uh, graphic novel, I believe she's almost Billy's twin twin right. sister that's and it's it crazy but yeah in this i don't think that's where they're gonna go with but Neither do I. you know how jeff johns is though he rarely just throws a character in now before it was just a picture but he rarely throws a character in and doesn't at least recognize the origin from another continuity and work it into the new fangled version of it he kept the name and this isn't i'm telling you cc isn't exactly like the biggest character of all time you know no. No, it, he's here. I wonder how and what he's going to work into. Now, when we were talking about it, and I was talking with some other people as well, they really got upset because we find out that he was in jail. That's why he and, and I'll, so what I'll happens to Rob Banks, Jim? Don't and do I'll, it. Well, I'll also point out the fact that in the original deal, that the mother is dead. She she was not alive uh, when Billy, you know, all this. She had died in that mm-hmm. graphic novel, uh, in the thing with Black Adam as well. Uh, so when you're going with this, they want to find the mother. They're like, you were in jail, weren't you? And he says, now this is the thing. We were talking about this last night and the recording went wonky. This here though, he says, and, and we're like, oh man, you know, maybe you needed to get money to feed him. Or maybe this seems something different to me because he says, 
I'm not proud of the last 10 years. I got into some trouble and to protect you and your mother, I left. I think there might be more into this bank robbery than just a bank robbery. I think that maybe he was forced to do it. Somebody made him do it and he did it and then had to kind of get out of there so they weren't involved and things like that. Whatever it may be, we'll have to see. I I think that it's more of a, you know, it's more of a he tried to get somebody. Maybe he didn't even do it. Maybe he was covering for somebody. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm hoping that he's not the piece of crap that I was thinking that he was. I actually don't um, even matter the like the, the whole idea. Say you know they moved from Minnesota because uh, Marilyn, his mother's, did, her father did not approve the relationship. Mm-hmm. She got pregnant, and they ended up going to Philadelphia to start you new. Know, and you know times are tough. He's they're a young couple, and he he, he did some yeah. bad things in order to try to do the right thing for his family. I don't mind that as an origin story for Cece for this. Yeah, I don't thing. think that he did it to help them at all. I, I don't think that they don't look poor. I'm looking at every picture that they have. They're about the well-dressed people in every panel. They look very well-to-do with how they're going around what they have. We don't have Billy there, you know, sitting on a, a mattress in a in a rundown thing. They're at the Philadelphia Zoo going through with a nice tra- a stroller. They're buying them gifts. They have nice clothes on. I think there's something more to it. I think that there's something a little more to this than just, hey, I wanted to hook us up and do this stuff because they, they look well-to-do there, like I'm saying. I think that maybe because they're not wearing basketball this. shorts and a hoodie. No, I'm saying though the he no, he's wearing almost a suit every yeah. time we see him. He's all happy. The wife's all dressed. Poor people don't wear berets. I don't know if you know this, but they, they look very well to do, very happy. It doesn't seem look like they're those down new and jeans out. She's wearing. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, well, let's say it is. It's true. Look at her. She's got a beret and boots on at this one point. Oh, la la. She's there. But I I do think that maybe he was put up. He's protecting somebody else. He was told he had to. Or that's the thing. I I actually think that we're going to see something along the lines. Hey, if you don't do this, we're going to get that wife and kid of yours. And then he had to say, you guys get away. I'm going to do this. And even even in the point trying to get caught. Well, well, we see him, you know, on all these pictures going to Philadelphia. What he does look well to do, he's like, you know, wearing a, a nice, uh, a nice formal yeah, coat and like, a, you know, a suit and yeah, tie. He's got a but tie. when he's being, when he's being arrested at that bank for the bank robbery, he's just wearing a white t-shirt. Only yeah, scumbags just go around t-shirt. just wearing a white I'm t-shirt. He's you, a street I, tough. I think something's <laughs> up. I think something is up. But yeah, he's like, I've been in prison, prison, and then you know, he wants to take Billy. To Minnesota, where you know go the, his mom. Billy's mom was yeah. going to try to find her. They don't know. Uh, I think that maybe it'll end up that she isn't alive. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to play with with this. I hope that it, you know. Here's the thing. I hate Obviously, to break though, up the Shazam family at this well, point. They're not going six, to. He's I'm not going to do hope- that. I, there's some things that might happen where they are apart for a little while to give some drama to the whole situation. But, you know, having Billy's father back just adds a new element to the story. I don't, I wish it would have like been a little bit later in the series than right now where all yeah, of the Magical Land, Savannah, Black you, Adam. There's a lot of stuff thing. going on. You're, if you're going to do that, you're going to play with the emotions of the family and all that. But we haven't had enough of connection for people who haven't known these characters. You know, you only have six issues and three of them, they've been separated in the, you know, the magic lands. So uh, you don't have that connection that you should have with, say, Billy and Pedro, you know, or even Billy and Freddie. We we don't really get. Yeah, I, I watched the movie recently. I actually saw it. I loved it. Uh, I can kind of bring those emotions into here, but if you're just reading this book, you haven't had enough emotions set up, even with, uh, you know, the parents, the kids all together, a family that you don't have that solid connection 
to break it up now to get that um you know thing going on. Even if it, it is came a problem. to the deal, the only thing we have with Victor and Rose is they Victor have dinner. Victor and Rose they have go, done nothing. They, they go up. The kids go upstairs to do their homework. Go to the magical land. Like, yeah. Oh no, where are the kids? We better call the cops. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, Billy's so, father's here. <laughs> so yeah. So if we go with this idea of hey Billy, you're old enough to decide, and he's like, well, let me think. We're not gonna be able to sit there and go. Victor and Rosa were so good that time that you stayed out late and got caught. And then, or, you know, the kids, they did this. And, and Darla, she, you know, went there with you and you did. We don't have that yet. And we don't even have it in the magic lines because they got separated. So it's just crazy uh, if that's going to be now. And maybe it'll be one of those because remember, he showed up so early. Now we're finally getting that. Maybe yep. this will be one of those where Billy's like, huh. Let me think about it. And then we're like 15 issues later and we realize that uh, CeCe is still standing in the foyer down there. He's been waiting all that time. But Victor and Rose have made just a room a, up for him. Victor and Rose, yeah. Oh, they've adopted him. <laughs> he's he's one of the kids. Kid. All of a sudden he's hey, like, Ma. Shazam! Hey, he thinks he's one of the – he makes this like intricate thing that makes him look like he becomes some sort of Shazam family well, he member. Looks like Shazam, wait a minute. Anyway. He runs and puts the thing. I know. I know. Uh, but yeah, so the whole thing there is going on with that. You have King Kid. He's going to come to the Earthlands. He's going to fight and whatever. I think that that's way over what he would usually do, but that's fine. What do I know, Eric? We hardly know him either. Well, that's the thing uh, is, then- too, when, when he shows up to the Earthlands, where he should show up is the Rock of Eternity, I would think, even though that is the yeah, hub. Yeah, and then he, he, that- would, he would get caught by Savannah. I don't know, like the whole thing. I'm trying to think of where you would come out though, because the Rock Eternity is the hub for all of these lands. I yeah. just think of more of the Earth lands because that's where we have our heroes go. But like, where are they going to come out of this whole thing if they come to mm. like out of billion like Mary's closet? Well, he's going into the Earth lands. That'd be funny. It just comes out. <laughs> They're invading the yeah. the, the, the Vasquez yeah, household. So yeah. So while this is, uh, we didn't even mention at the end, Black Adam got knocked out, and Samana pulls him in, and he sits yeah. down on one of the, the chairs, and he's like, "We'll just wait for the others to show up." Uh, when they do go back, Billy and Mary, like, you know, we got to tell Victor and Rosa, we got to tell him about this. And he's like, well, what are you going to tell him? I mean, what are you going to say? We're superheroes. We can't, that's our secret. You know, the superheroes don't tell their secrets. She's like, no, no, no. This is well beyond that. We, Freddie and Darla are in big trouble. You know, we don't know what's going on. They're in big trouble. We don't know what's going on. We need adults. We need an adult to come in and do this. So when Billy's there with his father outside, kind of, you know, shooting the crap about everything, she's like, uh, Hey, Victor. Victor and Rosa, I, I got something to show you. And they're like, well, where are they? Where are the rest of the kids? Well, I just want to say Shazam. And then she's Mary Marvel and says, long story short, we're all superheroes. And people in the Slack went nuts with this. They hate it. They hate it. So I don't really, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I, I'm actually torn a little bit because I think it's a really cool thing like to add to the story, but I also really do love a secret identity. So I am torn I with the whole thing, too. but I'm interested to see I how it goes that, further with I the think that maybe family knowing. That's the problem. I think that what they're trying to do or what Jeff Johns, he's thinking to himself, listen, I'm going to be doing this book for a while. I, I hope, Hopefully. you know, I hope people love it. I hope I'm going to go for a while. You can only come up with that many excuses for six kids to disappear for lengths of time. <laughs> you, you can't have this happen all the time. Like, yeah, you can have one. To the, you know, there's nobody left to cover for them. And you're not doing the Ferris Bueller where you got the stereo playing the snoozing. You know, they are disappearing, which could end up getting Victor and Rosa in a lot of trouble as well. When the police come or you're the case get arrested comes, so bad because yeah, of these kids. That's what I'm saying. You have to, you have to get that 
that out of it. You have to get the idea that me and Erica reading this and thinking Victor and Rosia should be considered the worst parents ever because their kids have been gone for weeks and they haven't even checked on them. Yeah, this is <laughs> the I thing. I love this family so much. Don't yes. make them look so like you, jerks. You have, yeah, no, you have to have a way for them to say, Cover. oh, they're off doing. And this also, it goes a little beyond the way Jeff Johns is also kind of playing around with. They also become adults when this happens. So now Victor and Rosa know when they're off, they're not kids. They're adults. Yes, they might be upset that they're getting involved fighting Black Adam. Uh, oh God. I'm Mike, an adult with the mind of least, a child too. I shouldn't be out and about doing things either. Yeah, but but that's the thing. You can be. Your mom is not getting in trouble because you're not talking to her for weeks, Eric. And God knows that's what you do, you piece of crap. But with that, though, you know what I mean? This all isn't this is really. She was supposed to be at that party tonight. Yeah, you have this thing where this isn't. I I think that it's how am I explaining it? It's not forced the way for the Mary Marvel. It's more to justify Victor and Rosa not being pieces of crap. Now, I'll go back to what I always say. Eric, and I, this is more, haven't said it in a while, but they dead, Eric. Once you know a secret identity, you dead. You leave you, these nice survive. people alone, Jim. I love them. I, and, Have and you ever again, been right I, with that? Uh, no, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, one time, but then uh, Mina would have been correct, but then she came back. So right. I, I didn't so get no. it. The minute, the minute that Mina told the uh, Flash, told Barry, told Mina, hey, look, I'm Barry Allen. She was gone. Uh oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was like, she did. Uh, well, I somebody told Wally that a secret identity at some point, and then he died, but he came back too. Roy. Roy knows Green Arrow's secret identity. Dead, Eric. Right away, too. That has to be, right? Have it out of the blue. Ah, uh, yes. But, and I say that I love Victor and Rosa. Again, I think I love them in the movie. I don't really know these guys, but they're okay. They're, they're good. okay, yeah, they're good. And then right there, you, you have to have them good because it, it's the trope of the, you know, adopted parents with this many kids being the piece of the crap or only doing for the money. And they're not. So like Annie? I, I like them. Yeah. Yeah. Like any sort of story like that. Annie is, is a very good uh, example. It's a hard knock life, Eric. And for you know, us. Yeah. For down us. Here. But yeah, down here. So the the whole thing about this is Billy's dad being a, you know, in jail, at least that explains that he wasn't exactly a full piece of crap for not going after Billy. And when he did get out, he went right to him. So, right. you know what? There he is. He, I, look he, I to think that, that the, I think there's something more to this robbery, and we'll see how that plays out. Uh, but yeah, uh, what'd you give this? I ended up giving this issue, in my mind, it was a bit of a down issue that I still really enjoyed, even with the pacing issues and the fact that we didn't get Freddy or Darla, but I still gave it an 8 out of 10 because I love the art, I love all the interactions we're getting here, and the new developments we're dealing with really gets me excited for the series going forward. I just wish it wasn't all piled on top of us all at once and spaced out a little bit more. Yeah, this is my least favorite issue of the series. I'm giving it a seven. It's a positive seven. Uh, I think the art's great throughout. You have a bunch of artists again, and uh, but they all do a good job. I mean, we have guys on this that we love, and we have guys that we you know we can kind of go back and forth with. But it all that's looks funny. Good I think this is my least favorite issue do. as well, and I think my score still reflects that. Yeah, yeah, mine definitely is though because, like I said, it's a little pu- it's a little forced. Everything's forced, and I I'm hoping now we get to issue seven, and I see that Pedro and Eugene are still going to be involved in that race with a souped up car that the the wizard made. Now I'm I might have I don't to go back and say, cars. hey, go up a little, yeah, wizard cars. That's why I don't but drive yeah, a even, Tesla because Tesla is a wizard, Scott- right? 
That is, he is. Yeah, Scott Collins' uh, art in this, in, in the uh, game lens. Scott Collins is a guy that I haven't been really down with as much. Yeah, I'm not as a huge people. fan. I think he does. I think he does a good job here. I, I like too. it. I like all the art. So I'm going to go seven. It's my least favorite, but I still like it. It's still one of my favorite books. I look forward to it to have fun and all of that jazz. But we're going to go to the next book, Eric, and the last book of this section. And we're almost done with a series. A series is almost done. And boy, can this series decide what it wants to be, <laughs> especially the issue before? What I mean, are you really? Talking about? It's, it's oh been the same thing goodness. where we're just fighting the gang for 11 issues. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, now the gang kind of, the army of the gang, they, they kind of get knocked aside so that Rex can say, it was always just about me. I want to be king. <laughs> All right. Adventures of Super Sons. Number 11, written by Peter J. Tomasi, art team of Carlo Barbary, Matt Santorelli, Perla Bunker, and Rob Lay. It's the penultimate issue Super Sons and Tomasi uses to get some pieces into place or actually off the board completely. Yep, Rex's crazy amalgam army is done for him. We see that Rex's plan was a selfish one all along. He just wants to be king. This just continues the feeling, for me at least, that this series was done a bit on the fly and, as we have said over and over, changed from what it was originally supposed to be. And, yeah, that this it just had a weird feel to it, this issue. Well, it had a the thing weird... is we're working towards our victory lap aspect. We're having everything that we've dealt with before. Space Cabby, Joker Jr., the yeah. older versions of da- uh, Damien and, and John. They just, back come, together, they Tommy just show up to show up, right? They and, just and are they, there. And that happened at the end of last year, especially Space Cabbies. Yeah. They're still alive yeah, Space and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> They said they'd just build another one. They yeah. were kind of you know going with that. But he just comes down from the air. He's got his cab up there. And, and so then in funny. the panels – we What's had a, a problem last issue when the older versions of Damien and John showed back up. It's like, yeah, the older us is, but you, you were just in our heads. We were until you dreamed yeah. us up. Then we became part of Captain Tommy's wonder machine. He has backups yep. all over the system that share ne- neural nets, yeah. including the one you and Hex escape from. <laughs> so pretty Again. much anything that, that wishing machine, that wonder machine does, it just, it can go anywhere. Yeah. Cause so I, I the whole, think like, I'm telling you, there's so many backup copies in my mind. There could just be older oh, yeah. versions of Damien and John all over the galaxy. Yeah, everywhere. Uh, to me, I think maybe this this Wonder Machine might have. We have to into kill the these justice. people by the end, right? Just because they should not be an older yeah. version of them. I, I would, th- I would think uh, they'll just disappear again. They'll go. We were just of the mind. And they'll just disappear. I love as they're talking. Space cabbies just coming down from space to land behind them and then they're like man we got to get out of here we got to get back to the earth i wonder what that's going to cost hey i'm here space cabbie you know it's going to cost you a googleplex credits or so plus tip notch ah thanks we don't need a ride what? because we got the hypercot <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you the, no, i'm looking at it right now it. i'm like i don't get yeah. it <laughs> i don't need it the and idea. then they're like there should just be a Google Plex credits or so plus tip notch. <laughs> what is this notch? <laughs> I don't know. Notch. Uh, hey, it's hey, almost like a hey, catchphrase. We need, plus we need tip notch. It's it like is. almost like I, Jason Hughes, like Snoogans. That's the thing. I, I actually think that that might be a Kevin Smith line at some point where I've heard him say that. But we'll have to see. But then, so they're like, you have them there. Hey, look, we just have to go through that convenient portal up there that goes right to Earth. You know that one. But we're going to have to watch with Rex and, and his crazy invasion army. And now we just have a fight. And what we said before, when we know, first started having the, yeah, when we first started having 
all these characters. We we were really excited. You know, we thought it was, it was a lot of fun. And and then it just got ridiculous. It well, just got too much. The thing and, is, we've been doing that for how many issues? Now we're at the yeah. penultimate issue of a Maxi series. And we don't series, get enough. And we're still labeling who these silly villain yeah. characters yeah. are. Silly. Like Kid Chemo. I'm like, this is what we're still doing at this point. Kid yeah. Bane, freaking Doomsday. Yeah. You know, these Kid are Bane. the big parts of the story that we're still dealing with. I'm like, and you, you should you have moved past this part. Yeah, and you even have it where Tomasi really thinks that these are funny because he's even like, man, you know, you have the older versions yelling, man, remember when you fought the Doomsday Army? Ooh-wee! And I'm like, uh, whatever, no. let's get on with it. Let's see what's going on in the story, please. Kid Camo just shows up, just shows up so that people can go through them and then have their uniforms taken away. And so, yeah, and then Doomsday, man, I, I fought you like that, you monster. Boom, boom. And they're doing pew, pew. Pew, pew. Oh, boom, but, boom, and, and bam, pew. Also, also, Kid Bane ain't no kid. It looks like Bane. It isn't even clever. It's just Bane. That, that little Hercules boy. Remember that kid who used to like that uh, bodybuilding yeah, freaking yeah. youngster? Yeah, that guy. That guy. He he had he had uh, hard times. That guy fell. Isn't on he like twenty five now. Was pretty. Yeah, I think he's like 30. He was actually in that movie, like Pocket Hercules or something. It was terrible. And that was after he stopped working out. He was kind of a little fat kid. So I don't want to shame him or anything. <laughs> so you go with this and pretty much it seems as if the entire army is just shot through Kid Camo. And now there's no army. It's just Rex. It just, well, that's the all thing is we, we have three just characters that seems like – like go through Kid Kemo and then they're for like taken down. And then the whole thing is it seems like when Kid Kemo came to be there and like bro- broke his way out, he took out the entire army just walking because yeah. we only yeah, ever walking. deal with Kid Kemo, Kid Bane and Doomsdame <laughs> and we're yep. done. Yeah. So they're like, now it's no. All the and, like, oh. and then they're like, I guess you can't invade anymore because we got your arm. And he's like, what? I was always an invasion of one. And they're like, all right. And then he starts blasting up to, to the portal. And it's like the slowest reactions for especially John, who can fly. He could just go up and grab him. But you have Damien hook on like, stop, get back here as he's going up. But even with that, there's a point in this that I thought was way, way off. And it, it really bothered me the first time I read it was when they're talking and they're doing all this fight. You know, they're fighting all this army. You have John and Damien, you know, and the interaction with them is pretty cool and yeah. all that stuff but john's like hey damon remember when we had that snow day and we were taking to see butch and sundance at the dollar what does this wine have to do and, with anything that we do in this book and, and, and also the thing is then first off i mean really bruce wayne's taking you a dollar matinee please you're rich bruce get it How in do you your think home he theater got so rich? get it in your home theater i know he wants to keep it real but i hope they didn't go down an alley afterwards but he's there and they're like hey remember when we watched butch and sundance there's damien it's like yeah Remember after when we stayed up all night playing Butch and Sundance in your mansion? Damien should say, no, no, <laughs> no. I don't, because I don't play Grow silly up, games John. like that. Yeah, really. How old are you? Because you're nonsense. There's no way. Can you imagine? I can just imagine them running around in the mansion. Pew, pew. I'm Butch. You're Sundance. Woo, woo, woo. It, it, it'd be so ridiculous. But the whole thing is just in the movie, the big scenes, they jump off a cliff. That's all this is. Let's go jump into that river. The whole thing, I'm trying to think of like, what is the context here? Because in that one, it's pretty much Paul Newman and Robert Redford running away at this whole thing. They don't continue fighting on. They jump in a river to get away. They jump in and they go and they think they're going to die. 
And yeah. so this is just them. John flies. Have we forgotten this, this in this issue? To do you don't anything. have. There's Why are no we talking point. about Butch Cassidy and the there's Sundance no Kid? There's no point in any time in a book with John there that anybody has to jump. He now, can grab them and fly. I, 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 uh, I will tell you this. This issue did make me want to go back and rewatch Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, I love That's that. That's something I it did do movie. for me. I love me that as well. movie, but it, it seemed as if <laughs> this is no what I'm saying. There's no reason for this, this, to be, has, this line to be in here. Th- this book has a real – you know, a distracted feel to it. Like Tomasi's typing. Like while you and me, he's that's the whole thing. You and me, we like Butch Cassidy the Sundance Kid. We think it's a yeah. great movie. These ten year old and thirteen year old boys, I can't see ten year old and thirty like thinking Damien, about their I can. favorite that's movie, a Damien Butch Cassidy the Sundance John, no. Kid. <laughs> It'd be like me and you were on there. Hey, remember we're getting attacked. All this. It's like guys our age trying to think of what kids like nowadays. Yeah. And they're just saying the stuff that we like. Yeah, really. Hey, Eric, remember what is what is a cool movie for the for the youngsters? Uh, Rambo first Wizard blood. Of Eyes? Wizard Talking of about Eyes, the Vietnam man. War. <laughs> no, even it was us, and we're there. We're on a we're on the cliff, which I can't even tell that they're really on. But hey, Eric, uh, it looks like we're gonna die. Remember what they did with the weird science in that movie? Yeah, they made it. They made chick. a woman. Yeah. I, I know. Yeah, let's jump in the river. <laughs> Remember when we were running around the mansion playing weird science? Yeah, I do. I do. Uh, yeah, that's and really, you you just kept calling me Kelly LeBrock and chasing me. I, I had, had to underwear run away. in my head. It was fun <laughs> playing Ungo Boingo all night. It was awesome. And then you're like, and then I said, "Boy, what's going my on?" You said, "Meet me in obviously. the kitchen." Meet me in the kitchen. I go down there. I'm like, "What's that?" You're there. It's a missile in the kitchen. I'm like, "I'm getting out of here. Get and your plus, pants back I, on. I I'm out of your kitchen, out of here." Blow. Yeah, really. I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of, of a here. jerk. Put, and then I'm telling you, the missile was was not a missile like in that scenario. You, I told you to get your pants back on here. No, I don't even have. No, you're not. I don't even have the uh, drum, the drum uh, rim shot here. It didn't load up. Oh man, I was gonna hit it. But yeah, so you, you end up with Rex like, hey, I'm gonna go through the portal. You suckers, I'm gonna go to Earth. I'm gonna take it over because you know what I am. I'm the king. And he goes, and then finally John realizes he can fly. Hey, I'll take you because Damien attaches himself to the bottom of Rex with his rocket boots, but that breaks. And then John catches him to fly up. You could have done that first and we could have gotten out of there. But what happens is the Rex goes through the portal. When they go through, it's changed up. They end up in the actual panels of the comic. I mean, now we're getting Grant Morrison-y in, in a stupid way in one page. Well, well and Rex is Rex decontextualizing the hypercube's hyper yeah. core. Quantum yeah, functions exactly. is the easiest I, I could tell right away. The, I mean, he's, you know, he easy lost, peasy. Their life is lost in a dodecahedronic nowhere zone, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's right. And then you have, you know, Rex ends up, and I love the idea that Rex is like, his big plan now centers on his name. You know what? I figure I'm going to go to planet Earth and I'm going to do what my name is, King. All right, whatever. I think you just kinged me. But yeah, that's it. And that's the next issue is the end. Obviously, we'll go to Earth at some point. You'll have the older versions, whatever will happen. Everything will be reset because we know that this happens in between, you know, the end of Super Sons and the Man of Steel deal, all that stuff. So nothing can possibly happen that would have lasting ramifications. The problem is I want to have fun with that. I'm not having as much fun. The fun I'm having is poking fun at it. Uh, you know, I'm Jim, laughing you at don't it, understand. not with it anymore. They introduced Kid Chemo here. 
Can you, That's you, can true. You wait? Kid Chemo. Kid, or as you used to think it would be, Kid Chemo is what yeah, you thought it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, and, and really putting Kid in front of that really makes it a sad superhero. It's really sad. I now. do not want that superhero. Ah, uh, yes, but what would you give this? I think I'd end up giving this issue a six out of ten because I really enjoyed what I'm the going art. And even though the thing is like, there's no forward progression of the story because we're just no. doing the same thing that we've really done the entire series so far and just reintroduced the characters that we've gotten yeah. throughout. It's at least coherent, though. It looks good. And at this point, I know what to expect from an Adventures of the Super Sons book. It's, it's not it's great, funny but it's not too. awful either. It's funny because a lot of times these penultimate issues, I know you love the term, the penultimate issues, you'll have a recap of what had happened. So you get everything. Hey, remember us? We have my army here and we have this. He does it in the way of just getting rid of all the side stuff. you know. And, and again, I don't even know. It, do you think that Cabby's gone now? Has <laughs> he gotten in his cab and left? Because no, it, it does look by the end that it probably will just be John, Damien, and the older versions of themselves. I don't even think Tommy Tomorrow will even follow them in. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. But right I now, they're that, stuck inside of a hypercube. I don't know what they're going to do. Well, they are, yeah. yeah. And then you have the others just yelling. You got Joker I, Jr., you got Rookie, you got the older versions, Tommy Tomorrow. I think Space Cab, he's got that big old blaster. See, he's doing, he's yeah, I don't do see, stuff. I don't see him there, though, on that last he page. He probably wants to go get the cab. There. Well, he might be. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. I have a feeling, because that's the thing. They're not through the portal or anything no. there. I think that they're going to keep the rest of them back, and it's just going to be the older version of themselves go through. We'll see. We'll see how this ends. Um, but we'll see that next uh, month because I give this a 6 out of 10, like I said. Like you, I think that's a good score. I do like the art a lot. And, yeah, there's some fun to be had here. And if you're reading it, you're Kid, still reading chemo. it. And there's no re- – like it, it's hard to say that there's a good jumping on or not a good jumping on point at a penultimate issue of a maxi series. If you've been reading it, you are. And I think you're getting – if you've lasted this long, you're getting what you got every other time, really. Uh, I know that John Wayne gave it a 7.5 on the site. He, he This is one of his books that he was looking forward to. Even he, I think, thinks it's kind of just – been nothing but it's a shame but we're going to go off to our first section of mail yo it's mail call it's mail with jim need eric shea i always need eric shea that's what i need on the reg i don't trust you saying that like a robot you don't think i mean something when i'm i i don't talk like that just because i'm lying eric you are my friend See, I just said that I like you, right? Is it's the that what same I just as crossing said? your fingers. <laughs> Robot talk is crossing your fingers, right? I respect you greatly and appreciate your opinions. There, I said it. I mean it. I always mean what I tell you. I mean, I would never lie, Eric. What matter we got? I would never <laughs> lie to you. It's just yes, the same. Would. I mean, I, I only get that from Tanya when she's going, oh, oh, ah, uh, best ever, is what she says. I'm like, <laughs> what you she really stuff means from a decade it. Ago? She really means it. <laughs> That's what I know. 
Ah, yes, it's mail section number one. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. I'm glad you're listening. Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) What am I doing? Uh, Mail section number one. If you want to be involved in the mail, like everyone tonight, all you have to do is email us. And Eric will appreciate every one of those mails. Oh, no, I will. (laughs) Oh, my. And you email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. No, that's the lie, Eric. We're actually on Yahoo. So, what is this, Net Carrier? What are we doing here? <laughs> no, it's actually, you have to go to our GeoCities page first, click on a pop-up link, and oh, the sites you will see is oh, what so it clever. says then. So uh, yes, you, you are so proud of your GeoCities page back in the day. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> it was amazing. I'm telling you, there was no content on it, but that thing leading you to the other links, which I never set up, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and also, if you want to send us a private message on your AOL, uh, we'll certainly get that on the <laughs> show tonight as well. Oh, yes, that's what you do. And here's the first mail from Andy. And Andy says, hey, guys, I've only been listening to you for the last year or so. But I'm fascinated Me when too. you mention wrong turn or play sound drops of him talking. It's time for meat and cheese. Oh my, is it? Oosh. Here's another one of them. I'm all jacked up on my that, that that's a young I don't think that's him. That's a young wrong turn. That was too coherent. Oh, that is true. How about this? Must be Superman reborn. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I think is lost to the ages, Eric? I'm afraid to announce to everybody. I wish I had taps here uh to play. I don't even have the uh <laughs> piano music to play uh because it's a sad moment. I do believe Pistol Shrimp is gone. I looked everywhere for it. I think that that did not make the computer crash. I think crash. that's okay to lose, honestly. There I don't was no think real that context great, to it anymore. The, the great computer crash of 2019, Eric. It, unfortunately, damn you, 2019. Why won't you stop? Wasn't it the great computer uh, crash in 2018 and 19? I don't know. It's been crashing for t- decades, I think. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so he's fascinated with those sound drops. Could you give me your background with him and tell me some of your favorite wrong turn moments? Uh, I'll tell you, my, we don't work with him anymore. We worked with no. him. That's basically it. The way he's that we ended up meeting pastures. him. If, if it wasn't for me, it never would have happened because Eric don't talk to nobody. I no, ended up talking I? to this guy, Miguel. Who, boy, if you think wrong turns got problems, if old Miguel wouldn't have pretty much harassed all the ladies at old work and got Miguel. fired, uh, we, we would have had all the, the tales I would tell. And, and just to tell you, this guy, we're not even sure. We think that he may have been set up. I don't know. Really, Eric? I don't care. But they no. fired him in the middle of the day. His mom works there with us and worked with him. So his mom would drive him into work and take him home. He got fired around lunch and they made him walk across the street and no stand in that. No, yeah. no, stand in the driveway of the house across the street because basically they wanted to you say be off the premises. you're off the grounds. Yeah. He stood there for three hours across the street in somebody else's driveway, standing there with his hands to his side, just standing there. He might still be there. And I remember looking out and seeing him. To this day, he's still there. What the hell is Miguel doing over there? And then I found out, and I'm like, really? Like, you, you can't let him sit in his mom's car? His mom can't leave work to take him home right now. Yeah, she, she, yeah, they wouldn't let her leave, and you know, and she. I'm sure that wasn't a thing. She just didn't care either. I, I don't know. 
I, I she didn't want to lose those three hours of money. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But, but but the thing is though, this is how it turns in. Miguel would talk to me, and he would come over. Me and Eric, where we used to have this weird desk we had. You'd have to kind of get to us. We'd hide behind things, and we were there. But people would come and find us, and Miguel would come and say to me all the time, "Do you hear about that game coming out? Uh, what game?" I don't know, but it looks good. Shit like that. And I just see like, all right, Miguel. Well, then Brian, well, Brian, Eric, who's Brian? Brian Turn ends <laughs> up hearing about this and kind of getting involved as well. So he starts coming back and talk to me. And I, I'm telling you, I hate to talk to people I don't know. I, I'm very uncomfortable you with that. You don't stop doing but, it. But – that's the thing. If people talk to me, I, I can't just ignore them. I actually try to be nice and talk to them. And it, it does. I'm telling you, it doesn't hurt when the person talking to me really is a four year old and I, I can kind of get it. So wrong turn would talk to me. Then he started bringing us candies. Then he started telling me that Miguel was begging him for naked pictures of his girl. Then he was dating his sister-in-law. It went all wacky. They ended up getting in a fight. Then we started, you know, talking to wrong turn and realizing how much solid gold he was. He would say one thing one day, we'd see him the next day, he'd say something else. But it really picked up because he was working in a completely different section of our work where we wouldn't really get involved with him. He ended up getting into a section of work that actually interacts with us more. And that's basically why we have the thing. And my favorite wrong turn story, there's so many of just, but the things of wrong turn are so much of just normal weird things that he does. Two things. The time that Eric scared him. That's my favorite time. <laughs> 20 times in one day. <laughs> that's not the one, though. The one oh, time that you scared him. That, Eric actually, I can't even explain it, but what happened you can't is explain it, would, it. it Well, but it takes so long to set up. So basically, I will fudge it a little to just explain what this would be like that you can get in your head. Just imagine somebody jumping out at somebody and going, boo. And then 20 minutes later, the guy turning around, looking at the guy who said boo 20 minutes ago, and then going, ah, and then getting scared. Everybody had walked away. <laughs> Eric was not even scaring him at this point. And all he did was turn his I head and see Eric I accidentally tried to scare jump. you where I thought it was yeah. him. And then it didn't you work out. Got out of my hiding spot. Yeah. Walk, not even so and bad. I, I walked past him. He turned around and I scared him <laughs> just by being a there. Jump, a jump scare. It was set up that you were supposed to scare wrong turn. I accidentally walked ahead and you jumped out when you were supposed to jump out to him. You jumped out to me. He didn't see this. We started talking about it, laughing. And then you walked by him, which he was in full view of you this whole time. Turned and looked at you and jumped. And ah! <laughs> really? And, and so what, what happened was he grabbed triumph out of the jaws of defeat. We thought that it was over and you scared him anyway. Uh, but yeah, the time that he said to Eric, nothing scares me. I'm not even afraid of the cuts. You can't scare me. And then Eric actually jump scared him 20 times in one work day and, and didn't get him anymore just because time had expired. We had yeah. to go home. And then every time, number one through 20, you ain't going to scare me no more. I don't get scared. And then just scares him. And at one point in that day, I think that was one of the days where he's just standing there. I walked over with a hammer and hit against a, a metal sheet. Ah! He screamed with that too. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Also, uh, just just other little wrong turn moments. Like I said, there's no real other than those. But there were times he would get mad. And if he got mad at anybody and these things that he'd get mad of could be just something that really didn't even happen that he thinks in his head, he would wear a hoodie a lot. If he's mad, 
the that hood goes up. up. Oh the no, it's an angry up. wrong turn. So, so we would sit there and me and Eric are working and he would walk by and he'd have the hood up and Uh-oh. me and Eric would just start screaming at him. Oh no, what happened now? Wrong turn. You, you, you're angry now. And we'd even say, uh oh, we got the, we got the hood up wrong turn coming at us now. <laughs> and then he'd do that. And the times when we banned him and then he got mad and then he forgot what he was mad at. So we made up more things that he was mad at. And then it would switch from Eric to me. But really, most of the things that I loved with Wrong Turn is just classics where Wrong Turn would come up and go, hey, Eric, I saw the new it. And then he and then first off, he'd already told Eric five times that he'd saw or seen the new it before. So Eric would say, you told me that you saw it five times before. What were you lying before? Yeah, I guess I'm not going to lie anymore. And then he'll leave and then come back and he'd say to Eric, yeah, I, I think I want to see that it. And then you just told me that you weren't going to lie. You told me that you saw it. No, no, I was going to, but my girl, she said that I shouldn't see it because it's not good for my son. And then you would say, no, no, that's what I told you two hours ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was my mom who said it. And I then Eric would, just, you. Eric would say, you better get out of here right now. I will slice you. I will kill you. And then one point. Where Eric doesn't want to ever bring this up, where he actually pretty much he actually blacked out and started choking out Ron Turner, and I had to stop him. It's not that bad. (laughs) It was a lapse of judgment where he had just pushed too many buttons, and my hand kind of went up to his throat where I pushed him against something. I immediately stopped when I realizing like, oh no, I'm taking things too far. I think that was when he told us that he didn't like the Amish because they were going to take his phone. No, no, that was not that time. It's just where I was saying he looked like a guy and he couldn't get through his head. That when I say you look oh. like guys, like no, I'm not an a hole. I'm like no, no. I'm saying you look like him. I'm yeah. not saying you act like him. And he just kept going back, and yeah. eventually this was yeah, too a much. Yeah, guy at our a guy at our work that he legitimately looks like the son of this guy. Yeah. And this guy's the piece of crap who always would want me to get his take put his pants on for him. And that's <laughs> a whole other story. That context yeah, now. Yeah, 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 put the man's in. pants on for hey, him now, Jimmy. Could you put my pants on for me? I can't reach down there. I'm like, really? That's what my life's come to? I'm putting your pants on? So you would say, hey, you look like old Pantsy over there. I'm not a jerk like him. No, no, no. You look like him. You resemble him. Don't say I resemble somebody. I don't act like that. Yeah, I saw that guy the other day, by the way. Uh, they had a baby shower at work for a guy. I mm-hmm. didn't get mm-hmm. it, but that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was weird because the girl that we work with, she had a baby shower and she was mad because this baby shower for the guy was a hundred times better than her baby shower. And they, I found out that most of the people at the baby, because this was on Monday, most of the people were at on Sunday were at the guy and his wife's baby shower at their house. So he double dipped is what <laughs> this guy was doing. I, I go by and I see you the guy. You wonder why I don't talk to people. I go by and I see the guy who looked like wrong turn. The wrong turn looked like him. The guy oh, I used to put the pants on. All pantsy. And I see him there. He, he's there. He, he ain't looking so good. He's having some problems. He's never looks so good. No. The problems he's having are the problems that we always wished upon him. And yes, they, oh, yeah, they were not good. I got yeah, you. Yeah. And, and he, he, this guy is the worst of the worst. He is, I mean, anything that you can say somebody's awful, he is that. Yeah. And the Just guy, imagine the worst person possible. Yeah, oh, the worst. And so the guy uh, with the ankle bracelet, he walked into the break room because they were having this thing. And that guy's there in his wheelchair. And I hear him. He's like, what are these people I'm working the, with? This is him. Who the hell is this piece of shit? That's what he said to a guy he doesn't know at a baby shower. So he's just like even, one of your family. That he's just like a jerk still. <laughs> and I, I sat there. And I'm like, 
Oh my, Mwah. you 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 piece of shit! You're you're going down swinging, buddy. You're gonna you? burn yeah, in yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's having problems talking, and and really, I just like it. it nobody <laughs> nobody deserves that but him because he is the worst. He's the worst. You know when people say I'm not racist, I just hate everyone. He just says I'm racist. He doesn't. Yeah. He's just such a piece of crap. Oh, I hate that guy. But yeah, he was having problems and just yelling at everyone, just yelling and cursing and. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. But wrong term was not there. But yeah, there's wrong term. That's that's wrong. Neither term was I. And even if I was there, I wouldn't have been there. I, I didn't go in. I was walking to go home and everybody's like, hey, you're missing the baby shower. And my, my response is nothing. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not. I didn't miss it at all. I went home. Then I had to end up going and getting uh, Tanya's medicine anyway at work that day, or at least that's what everybody was told. Oh, but yeah, Andy. Uh, Did you say it like a robot? Uh, no, well, yeah, they're like, oh, aren't you going to come to the uh, the shower? I'm like, I really like all of you, but I have to go get my <laughs> wife's medicine, you know. And then they're like, oh, man, I didn't see Eric. And I said, oh, he's in the back. <laughs> Complete and utter lie. I worked there for almost 20 years with these monsters. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. It's really not a great place to work at. And it's, you know, it's one of those, like, it'd be great if it wasn't for the people. No, no, no. It'd still be no, bad. Just imagine, uh, yes, like, so almost 20 yeah. years of not socializing with these people. Yeah, Just yeah, they, they've given up there. on you. They still think that they can get me, and I've worked there almost ten at getting to that point. And they at least still have hopes that I'll head into that break room. It doesn't work out much. I, I'd like to. They must sit there and like look at those two pieces of crap out there. They won't come in and have the party, but they, they'll sneak in afterwards. <laughs> they'll be throwing pizzas up their sleeves. <laughs> I did Do have pizza up my here with you. I had pizza up my sleeve the other day. You saw me. I had some sleeve pizza. What the heck? That's what you do, right? That's how you live. Uh, that's all I have. And also, the guy who ended up taking over our uh, our snack machine, this guy thinks he wants to be a freaking Rockefeller. <laughs> These prices that he's given. If I can get a pizza up the sleeve, I'm going with that. You ended up the other day, you got peanuts. I think you have to take out a second mortgage, and you don't even have a the first one. The worst part is, I, I, I was looking through all of the stuff in the snack machine, and I really wanted some peanuts. And I saw, like, oh, the price hasn't changed on these. So I got up 75 cents, got the peanuts. The thing is, they cut the bag size the in half for what they used size, to be in there. I didn't the even realize size looking at changed. it. Yeah. The worst pricing ever. Ah, uh, yes. But that is That'll Andy's mail. Thank you, Andy. And yeah, there's just there's a long and, and I'm crazy telling you though, if, relationship if, uh, if, with Wrong Turn. If Wrong Turn would have stayed there, I could have created an entire web series on YouTube called Scaredy Brian. If I just started yeah, filming, and like yeah, if I who had cares a what his name on, is now? We can I, tell people. If I had yeah, a head we used cam to call him Scaredy and just, Brian. And just yeah. whenever I'd scare him, he'd become Scaredy Brian because I could come up with elaborate, not so elaborate ways to scare the hell out of him to the point where he would scream. And I just needed to put this on film and put and, it out and, there on the online for the world to see because oh, it would be have been revolutionary. Scaredy Brian. Brian would have been best. That was his character. Uh, and also, it was great because at points, legitimately, somehow he had a sixth sense where he knew you were there and he would start talking trash, which would just get you more angry to scare him twice as much later on in the day. Yeah. And it was great. I just sat back and watched. I'm telling you, the yeah. one time, I'm pretty sure I convinced him I was possessed by Bloody Mary and died yeah, in the bathroom. Yeah. Well, at one point, we, we convinced him that the Chucky doll was in the back of the freaking warehouse, and it was setting off the lights. The worst and part then is, he, this would have, this would, I would have been able to convince a normal person. He could not understand the idea of motion sensor yeah, lights and how. That's what he couldn't get. Because I, I, I still thought, he'd still get upset. For, you could tell, though. to actually 
yeah. go off in the distance and he oh, couldn't yeah, we understand. were throwing stuff. We had ah. weavers and police. Uh, the things this we do, what at, I do work. at work. Yeah. Yeah. I said, if you're not making stakes to fight off the vampire apocalypse, you're making a, a, a gate. Look, to I got my life Castle together. Obviously. <laughs> the other day I'm trying to figure out a place to hide some. You're like, why don't you use this box? It was a box that you made an elaborate thing to make wrong turn. Think that there was a bug in <laughs> a it. Cockroach inside. A cockroach. <laughs> like I'm not putting it in a cockroach box. Uh, I even, just, I even took some hot glue and made webbing out of it to make yeah, in their webbing. thing. Actually, Cause it, it yeah. ended up being a cockroach, but a Originally, it was supposed to be a spider inside this. Yeah. Then it was just a spider that makes webs. He doesn't know. And at points, you look at our desk area, and it's just—it's got elaborate traps. It's got—it's got gates to non-existent castles. So good. At one point, even had elaborate put together jigsaw type boards that was going to be a background for you to make videos. I mean, we had a lot of shit going on there. The next mail is from Jeremy. Thank you, Andy. Hi, Jim, Eric, and the Get Fresh Coop. Did you that too? Thank you. Hope you guys are doing okay. No. I'm doing fantastic. Never better. I, I am a I don't need robot, lie. but I can still cry. Continued best wishes, prayers, much love to Reggie. And yes, that is true, fortunately for me. And I, I never got back to the whole deal. I was getting the update from Liz, Lizzie, and she was getting, um, you know, he was progressing, but he was going to be heading to a rehab center. And then right. I haven't heard from her since. And this was a couple of days now. I don't want to bug her. I, I was no. like every day. Hey, what's going on? And I think that, you know, when something's going on like that, and if it's not a great day and then you have a jerk off like me, hey, any good news? And there isn't. An, waka, I don't want to upset her. I don't want to upset her. Like, I don't know why you're typing waka waka. Fozzie, I'm Fozzie the bear. Waka waka. I, um. Yeah, so I, I don't want to push her, but I'm I'm assuming right now that things are still going the last what I heard and progressing, and he's going to be at this rehab place for a little bit. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping, so I'll wait to hear, and when I hear about it, I'll at least be telling everybody in the Slack first up, but I'll tell everybody on the podcast as well. Uh, but it is the no news is good news in, in my, what I'm thinking. I'm so far behind on the podcast, I'm still getting my regular fix of Reggie's dulcet tones, and will do so for some time to come. I hope he continues to make good progress in his recovery. So do I. The main reason I'm writing is because I've not done in ages, and I finally read something worth writing about, Eric. That's Green Lantern number seven. Look at that. I loved it, too. I'd imagine Eric doesn't like this issue, and I can understand why. How's Kermit is not the one given to him by Oh, yeah, Mayor Whitten. Yeah, 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 Yeah. Mayor Whitten. Well, it is possible that Mayor Whitten is in prison in the ring at some point between Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, Rebirth issue, and now. Don't give me any of this. It is, let's face it, extremely unlikely. And if you're Green Lantern purist, you're probably going to get a bit annoyed about a continuity error being the base of the entire story. And yeah, once he made, I mean, you're saying since Rebirth. It's not even ring anymore. Come on. That's the thing is I want to tell Jeremy it's even worse because this the ring that he was supposed to have now was pure will, not even a ring. It doesn't even go into – so even if this was still the case that if like you know Mir Witten, that was all taken care of. He wasn't trapped in Avancer's ring anymore, yeah. even if it was Avancer's ring, which it's not. Yeah. Fortunately, yeah, we're we're way past that. I mean, at one point you could say it was the uh Sinestro deal from the new fifty two and we, be we Superman Reborn. Yeah, and then he made the pure will ring. Fortunately, I'm not a purist. That doesn't mean I don't care about continuity, it's just that I don't care about enough when the storytelling's this good 
And it really, really is. Right from the opening page, I was sucked in the story. A bizarre one, true, featuring almost nursery rhyme style narration, at least at first, and apparently weird shark-headed creatures who carry their eyes around with them and two of their many hands. Liam Sharp's artwork has become something truly special (laughs) in this series, and this issue was just glorious. The rain was Uh, out of power, and then somehow they survived, even though it should have meant their death, and then it was recharged, but they're still all fine. I don't understand the story. How dare you? (laughs) I'm sitting here and thinking about this and why I, where I can tell that I'm not that invested in the Green Lantern book is I'm like, shark people with eyes in their hands? Oh my. Where was I when we were talking about this? And I remember <laughs> liking this issue way more than you. Everything works so well. The disturbing hand-based uh, landscape, the page layouts, the creature design, the action, of course, Pengul. <laughs> Penguwer. While the idea of Penguwer is not exactly original, Neil Gaiman did something similar with the TARDIS and the Doctor's Wife. The execution is like that episode flawless. <laughs> Between them, Morrison and Sharp make uh, her an eminently sympathetic character, compassionate, resourceful, determined, courageous, trusting, and somewhat vulnerable. This betrayal helps this issue's ending pack a real emotional punch, which is powerful because it's so understated. You mean when the power went out, but it didn't? Of course, yeah. Hal loves the ring. He loves it, Eric. He loves it so much. He'd kiss it. He'd kiss it goodnight, he would. Is it a cock ring? He'd, no, what are you doing? <laughs> He'd kiss it on both cheeks, he would. That the relationship between Hal and his ring is explored in such a comprehensive and emotional moving way. And just one issue was a testament to Morrison's skill as a writer. It only yes, made he can sense. write incomprehensible goobly gook at times, but he is, and he always will be, a writer with heart. Something that his would-be disciples working at DC present could do with paying closer attention to. I will say one thing about Morrison. Is I'll never say that Morrison – sometimes people will say he's trying to ape a little of Alan Moore back and forth. But most of the way, he, he's Morrison. I mean, he goes full Morrison. You hear that about other writers going full Morrison and, you know, you might as well get the original. More than any other writer uh, at DC at the moment, he understands the symbolic power of the old familiar characters, the significance placed on the creative and redemptive act of speaking, the recurring hand and eye imagery. Morrison gets this stuff and knows how to weave exciting stories out of this kind of mythology. It doesn't always come off, but when it does, wow. You really should check out issue five of his JLA run for a similar one issue heartstring twanging experience. Um, did you ever read any of his JLA? I did. I don't remember which one's JLA number five was. Really? So I, that's what yeah. I was still collecting when I was younger. Did Did you like it then, or did you think he was yeah, a little wacky? Is, I or was that I a actually little didn't mind back? his JLA back in the day for whatever reason. I have to go back. I, and I've never really. It. That's the thing is, uh, Jeremy's one of the first ones who I never hear people bring that up, and I I kind of in my mind have always equated that to it being not as crazy as the normal stuff that he does. I mean, when I hear people, it's you know the Animal Man run, which gets wacky. It does, and I like that, but you know. So, yeah, great issue. I've enjoyed the series as a whole, along with Kelly Sue DeConnick's run on Aquaman. I've enjoyed the return to the big myth-making stories that add to established lore. You and I like two different things, Jeremy. Rather than retread old ground. Yeah, I know. He likes me. You do not. It's the kind of stuff that's always interested me, and I'm glad to see it's making a comeback. But this is where 
uh, we talk about it later in the podcast where we're talking about the Green Lantern book that came out, Green Lantern 8 came out this week. And I, I said, a lot of people, when they talk to me, they just want something big. They want something creative. They want something with imagination. And I cannot ever say that Morrison lacks imagination. Sometimes I just think that he lets that get a little wacky and get away from him. And that's when I kind of lose it. The continuity, that's Eric's thing for the most part. But when you're shoving it in my face that I can't even get an idea of where this book fits, then I start kind of having problems as well. You know, if you're going to say, like I I said, we end up having, you know, uh, what's it called? The uh, Zine Arrow. I mean, I, I can't just discount an issue because he brought out a character from 1958 i'm not i i can't be that crazy but when you do it for no reason then i start to like hey what's going on and hey hey okay i haven't been able to bring myself to read oh heroes and craig nine yet eight kind of finished me off doomsday clock just think of me and i'm in the wheelchair in the in the break room who the hell is this fucking asshole? I'm missing some issues on, so I'm behind. I'll, I'll maybe let you know my thoughts when I've caught up. I'm now I'm I'm gone all wacky. Non DC stuff I'm enjoying includes Jason Aaron's Adventures. Not tackled War of the Realms yet. No, I've me either. It there, I've ta- actually it, it stiff armed me and threw me out of balance <laughs> as I tried to tackle it and got my head spinning. Aaron, uh, Aaron's Conan the Barbarian, which I know a lot of people like. Chip Sadarsky's Daredevil. Oh my! Now that's a book things. I can get behind. I can get behind and grab it and kiss it and hug it. For Marvel and Kieran Gillen's really weird but very enjoyable and thought provoking die. Uh, have you ever read any die, Eric? Only the only the suicide notes I've written myself. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, Eric, go up, not sideways. Uh, right. When I we started the indie podcast, uh, I was actually thinking of kind of fudging it and letting die number one be one of the first picks before because it's a really really good series it's based on it's like i always love like the idea of kids playing a game that becomes real you know a jumanji but kind of a but this is but a darker death. no this is a darker version but the die is also that they're rolling or you oh, get it the die i get you now when you say but die it's, sick, it's like dark right, as I, well but i wrote in a lot of people's yearbooks i got you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you didn't say see you in the summer Keep in touch. No. You just wrote "Die, Eric Shea." Yeah, you're <laughs> a nice. People didn't ask me a lot to sign your books. <laughs> no, you didn't have a lot of people signing the. Turns I out recommend... I was really emo back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I recommend them all. Yeah, were you writing dark poetry in there? Roses are red, violets are blue. I want you to die, and so should you. Is, is that rhyme? Does I want you rhyme? to die, and so should you. Yeah, it's because you know you're yelling at somebody and their soul. Right? That's enough for now. You guys take care. Uh, the Carbo Black Spectre isn't getting you down it too is. much. It is. It actually really is. And, and now summertime's day, coming. It's getting hot and I hate everything. Oh, it's the worst. And then Eric doesn't show up twice this week and I, it really de- it really depressed me. When, when you weren't there yesterday, I, it really I got there me yesterday. down. Or the day before it was then. But the last time you weren't there. So that was Thursday. Thursday, yeah. You really, yeah, I really – I. I hated every second of that. And then what happened is the power went off and I skedaddled out of there before it could go on. I, I called it a half day because you weren't there. If you were there, we could have hung out and stuff. No, like no, that. we would have left. 
I said the other day, I said, this is just the other day. I said to Eric the other day, yeah, shit pants. The guy is always crapping his pants. He's going around talking about, oh, it's slow again. And I talked to the owner and he said that he's just going to turn this all into warehouse. Eric, like without a snap. I don't really care. I don't have a lot of bills. I can deal with it. I'm yeah. like, all right. Usually we're like, eh, you know something. You're like, you're out. You don't care. <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, whatever. I'm with you now. It's beating uh, me down. Yeah. I, I don't care anymore. Right now at this point, uh, I'm completely beaten down. I'll have yeah. to admit it. It's getting me down. And I, we go to work. And even when we're talking and having our little fun together, I still don't want to be doing it there. <laughs> I'd rather be somewhere else <laughs> it's got a with cake. me and you talking. Yeah, really. That It's funny you say that. That's exactly where I was thinking that we would be <laughs> sitting at Burger King for some reason. But yeah, it is. The people it's always there my just, fallback. Let's just go to Burger King. Also, also, I'm telling you, me and Eric are there. And even we could both be doing our work and people will walk by bosses. And I swear to God, they look at us like we're just assholes. No matter what we're doing, no matter what's going on, they just look and like we are the scourge of the earth now there. And it just, it, it's starting to get to me. So, hey. Uh, you know, that's a great way to end the mail, right? Yeah. End the mail How do you think pick one? up Thank on you. mail section number two? Thank you, Andy and Jeremy, for getting us down. But we're going to go off now to some more books, including The Green Lantern that Jeremy is so in love with that I think he might marry. Jim rings the bell. This means Shay's reviews are good. Books of Eric's, the section. That's <laughs> why I not. picked that song. Uh, but we do have a couple controversial books. We have some controversy going on. In the first book of the section, the controversy is more in the Slack chat. There's a big divide on whether or not this Green Lantern issue or this Green Lantern run are worth the, you know, its time and money. And I'm not sure. I I really am not. Uh, I really do have to point out that, boy, if there was ever going to be a Reggie issue of this book, (laughs) this was it. I mean, this was made for Reggie alone, it it seems. If Shazam was made for Eric Shea, this was made for Reggie. So I can't wait to hear what he thinks of this because in this whole deal, uh, it is Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp pretty much doing the Denny O'Neill, you know, Neil Adams type of deal from the Green Green Arrow. Yeah, that sort of deal. And Liam Sharp, it's obvious that he's aping the style. I mean, they're going right down with the whole idea of even making with the over-exaggerated, you know, emotions and things yeah. like that, which he has said also that he did. It's an homage. The thing is, you, you look at the cover and go into this, and a lot of people are going with the idea and the people reviewing it and things like that. And I was trying to talk and get in arguments with people in Slack about this is, I had to review this. Reggie is out for now. And so I ended up figuring out late that I was supposed to review this book. So I ended up starting the review at like 1 a.m. anyway. But I read it and I'm going. And 
the idea of reviewing and it's different than just enjoying a book. A lot of times it does take a little bit of the fun factor out of a book, but Grant Morrison is so wacky and Grant Morrison throws so much at you that it completely kills me. It exhausts me. And I even mentioned at one point I had gotten to that way in the new 52 with Scott Snyder's Batman, because, you know, all of a sudden I'm starting to get my mind was getting warped with the idea of, man, I see that fly that's on his lip. Does that mean that he thinks that, you know, Batman should leave because he's always looking for something deeper? Yeah. You always think that there's something more going on. Now, Grant Morrison, in the meantime, when we do review and this is just a little prelude to what we're going to talk about when. When we do review a book, and Eric will tell you that, and then we have to talk about it on the podcast, one of the things that you're going to look at right away, one of the things that's a trigger in a review or reading for talking about it on the podcast are place names, people names, anything in capitals and bold. Yep. You know, you think that they're supposed to mean something. You get to a thing. Yeah, you get to a deal like even with a um, – uh, Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch Gerards. Uh, if something is going over and like all of a sudden these glitchy panels are happening oh my, more than this? once. Now, all of a sudden you have to There's start thinking about this. Yeah. yeah you got to you, you recognize a pattern. You go with the thing. So you start to look up things. And I even told this to Simon. I'm like, you get to just read. And I said, how long did it take you to read? And he's like, well, 10 minutes. I said, you know what? I spent an hour on the first three pages because with Grant Morrison, it gets worse because of a name is put out there you look it up you can't find anything right but you see a name that's one letter off that was something here or there and you don't know what he's doing and this is where i think that you know everybody who makes fun of old continuity kid over there eric shea that's the problem with it because when names and stuff come up you're supposed to think that they mean something and so you're looking and then when they're not in the continuity and out of it you're trying to think how it fits and things like that it gets exhausting it really does so when when i'm doing this grant morrison issue because i haven't reviewed this Green Lantern book uh, before this so I'm there and I'm just like boy this is exhausting and then by the end when you wrap around you've looked up 17 different names and you realize that they really don't mean anything not at all then you're just like okay now you're like I I just spent two hours trying to figure this you know whole thing out let's get down to the nitty-gritty of what the story is and you realize boy this is a pretty simple story with just a lot of nonsense uh, for for whatever reason though it took me a while I didn't have to look up a bunch of different names stuff like that when I was reading this to get ready for the podcast this whole thing is where we go down to earth after our whole big opening and we have this guy talking about the ultimate hit and stuff like that and how he's got money and all this stuff and he's like money is not what it takes for the ultimate hit for some reason this threw me off to even what we were dealing with because when i see hit i'm thinking it's like a hit job like an assassination or something like that uh like you know so when it finally wraps around, I get a few pages because I kept going back to reread these things over and over again, thinking I was missing something or wondering who's talking and who's the important character in this whole thing when Green Arrow was taking down. I'm like, oh, it's it's just a drug. And yeah, <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, they're getting a hit. Yeah. I know, I know. And and even with the thing like you're starting on, I'll give it I'll give the uh credit oh, a yes. little blurb first. Uh Green Lantern number eight, the Green Lantern number eight, written by Grant Morrison, art by Liam Sharp, Steve Olaf, and Tom Ozachowski. Grant Morrison and Liam Sharp take us on a Silver Age romp with the uh, Green Lantern Green Arrow team up. Sounds like a lot of fun. If you enjoy Morrison's craziness, it just might be. For me, reviewing and talking about it, it's exhausting. But my biggest problem is that we seem to have left any semblance of an ongoing story behind 
online. And this book has gone full Morrison. And as Eric will tell you, don't ever go full Never Morrison go full if you're Morrison. not a fan of Morrison. If you are, you're just there. And so if you're not reviewing this and you're just doing this, I even said in my review, if you are somebody who's just like, you know what? Once a month, I want to have a mind bender that ends up, you know, oh, my God, where did he get that from? And, oh, I the sights I'll see. Uh, then you'll be fine. Then you're good. But as of now, sitting here and reading and reviewing this now, eight issues, I'm starting to get exhausted by it, like we said. But I'm also – I'm losing track of what this book even is supposed to be about. And where I lend my whole deal of it, where I base all of my thing is when I get done – say we get done uh, deceased – when we, right. we read that on the Patreon thing at the end. Yeah. I might be like, man, that Tom Taylor, he gets me in the feels, but I'm also like, man, this is a crazy, you know, DC zombie thing. I can't wait to see what happens. Anytime I get done a Grant Morrison issue, the first thing I think is, Oh, Grant, you're crazy. It's always me thinking about Grant Morrison, never about Hal Jordan in this, never about green arrow in this, never about anything, but Morrison, I get done. Yeah. I might think, boy, that looked art looked good. But even then I'm like, boy, Lee, Sam Sharp really has a lot on his plate with that Grant Morrison. It's so he has such a presence of what he's doing that if you're a fan, you must love it. But when you're not exactly a fan and you don't like him, you don't, don't. like his writing. I'm in the middle. I don't care either way that much. But when I'm not looking forward to the book, but when I read it and I'm over, I'm like, okay, I'll see you next I'm month. I'm always Grant. looking for a story that I can follow, and I usually don't get that from Grant Morrison. Yeah, and and so what we have I'm a dummy. is. That's what everybody tells well, you. If you, don't, if you can't dummy. follow Grant Morrison, they say, that, oh, you're a dummy. No, but even that Simon, even who was a fan of this issue, and he said even, and I'm using Simon because me and him were talking, this is one of the first issues he's read of this run. Right. It's not like this is his favorite book. A lot of the people, that's the problem too. Most of the people who just tuned in, because all of a sudden in the Slack, it became a thing. So people were like, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check out this one issue. I haven't read any or I read the first one, didn't like it much, but I'll come back for this eight. Most of the people who haven't been reading it seem to really like this. A lot of the people who were the Grant Morrison Green Lantern fans in like a Ruben, even in the Slack they're starting to get tired of it as well. And I think they're getting like, you know, they want a story as well uh, with this. But yeah, by the end, I'm just like, boy, this is just full out Grant Morrison. And then Simon said, well, some of the Grant Morrison, you definitely have to read like four or five times. I ain't got time for that. I'm too lazy. I need to at least. I actually was going back and rereading pages as I was trying to get ready for the podcast. And I hate the idea that I feel like I'm missing something that's actually not even there. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There's sometimes where I'll read an issue and I'm telling you, you want to go back to the time, go back to Tom Taylor with the Batman Superman, that three issue arc of Batman Superman in the new 52. I'll go back and read that. I'm not going back to read it because I was confused. I'm going back to read it because I love that. Grant Morrison, when they're saying to me, well, you have to read it four or five times. I I don't want to end an issue and be so confused that I have to go back and read it because of that. I need something. I need something by the end of this issue to at least grab me so that I can say to myself, okay, I'll go back and read it, see what I missed. At the end, I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm on drugs. I-, I-, I feel like I should be laying in an alley shooting up because I am- I'm whacked out. Were and you so anesthetized it- by the harpies? 
I was. But yeah, it's one of those things where he ends up and it must be like he gets a basic idea like, okay, we're going to do the Silver Age hard traveling heroes thing. One of the big things is, oh, no, my war to junkie. So I'm going to kind of play with that. And we're going to have space junkies. We're going to have that. And then we're going to do that. He gets like the basic idea. Then he's like, okay, how can I Morrison this shit up? You you know what I mean? Like, okay, what I'll do is I'll end up with Zine Arrow. That'll do it, you know? Oh, I'll have you know, the Adea Maxima, and I'll have Zine Lantern, the and I'll giant have, interdimensional green arrow from the zero, the, from yeah, Dimension I'll Zero. The, you know, I'll throw in Dimension Zero. I'll have a guy from Dimension Zero that basically has shooting uh, lightsabers Rotor. out of his video, and I'll do this. Then I'll have uh, an assassin on the moon that ends up being having to be taken down by a space fold with a giant arrow and a construct that while they're high. I mean, these are things that are added onto this that are so wacky that it just to me it is only making it more convoluted and confusing not more fun not more exciting it's fun if you like wackiness but if you're trying to just get a story an ongoing story especially it really throws you off. Well, even but, when yeah. you start on this planet, Hadia Maxima, where you said you have a whole world of devils and Satans and stuff no. like that. Cause my, I've been looking here. You have the, like the darkness from the movie legend. It seems like in this mm-hmm. whole thing, but this one guy is being taken down by his niece, Gora gold and this whole drug trade of this world. But, this becomes a thing that gets the zine arrow involved later on. And we got to take, no. take this person down. But I don't get the idea that these other, these devils, these demons, these from this other planet are actually from the dimension zero. Yeah, it Well, just, that's the thing. At least give us that. You know what I mean? Give yeah. us, I know he doesn't want to hold our hands, but at least say, even the idea of space the junkies, like, yeah, they're from a different planet, obviously space. But now if you, you throw in the no, idea they're of interdimensional, dimension. exactly. Yeah. It's such and, a weird yeah. concept for me to I mean, you could out. start it off very silver age off in the distant dimension zero. And then you're like, okay, dimension zero. I got it. Let me see. Oh, that's what that is. Okay. Then, then when a zine arrow shows up, it makes even more sense then, but he yeah. doesn't want to hold your hand and he wants you. I, I don't know. He wants you to be confused. And I said, it's almost like his cover charge for, you know, enjoying him. He's going to make you work to enjoy him. And if you don't, you bail. He's like, ah, eh, you know, get out of here. You get, you're too dumb. But one of the things that I, I, it drives me nuts. And when I was reviewing this, I knew this was going to happen because I didn't necessarily like this issue. My score is going to go up from, I, I will admit the more I read it, I enjoyed it more, but I, I just you're reviewing it and I, I have a lot of other problems than just the whole, you know, story and the layout. Yeah. But you go and read the other reviews. So I want to say, okay, these other people, tens, nine point fives. Well, let me see, because maybe they're more Morrison fans. Maybe they're somebody, maybe they have seen some because I, I couldn't tell you that it would shock me if somebody read this issue and was able to understand it way more than me. Because at points I was just confused and lost. So I go to these reviews to at least see something, maybe grab something from a review to tell people now. And I even I'll give them credit if they said, well, this happened here with this and that's because of this call out and that. And then it all of a sudden, oh my God, a light just went off. I understand. Every review, it, when I read them on the roundup, is, man, I love this. You know, Morrison certainly is doing Morrison, and you know what that means. Craziness. 10 out of 10. 
I, I don't even know that they actually read it or, you know, can explain it. They just end up being confused. And to them, that has become confusion has become equal to a great issue for Grant Morrison. If he can confuse you, that means that he must be doing his magic. And I don't like that magic. I don't want to be no. that magic show. I, I need a story. And then, you know, you could be clever on top of that. But confusing is something that I don't play with very well. But, yeah, you even start your Dimension Zero, where a planet of murder is not a crime but a law of nature. See, I'm not I'm even like, saying right. we're in Dimension Zero during this part of the day. I, I just think this is an alien planet in our I, own I can't universe. Even tell. Yeah, I, I don't know because even when they're like, they have a hologram of the Earth, what they call the planet soil, and I'm like, I, I don't know, really. I, I don't know because then all of a sudden you have what appears to be is is that a uh, a guardian there that pops up? It yeah. certainly looks at where he's just explaining things, like he's our narrator and. I'm murder you, is I, not I, a problem yeah. on Haiti and Maxima. It's actually a natural order where you take out the weaker to become the stronger. It's all, yeah. so they pretty much just have this guardian show up out of nowhere because they realize. I guess we got to give some context to what we're doing here. And, and it's almost like I thought that he was seeing things from the – but what this, you know, they end up – it is a whole thing with this drug uh, that basically in Dimension Zero, you're going to have to get wacky space drugs. So it ends up being the souls the ultimate of people. Hit. And that's the whole thing is we have the souls of people that seem to be the drugs in Dimension Zero or Hadium Maxima, wherever we're going with this whole thing. But yeah. on Earth, in order to get these souls – you have to get the ultimate hit because people, they don't like the world that they're living in anymore. You know, things are going crazy with politicians and stuff like that. Even Green Arrow gets yeah. a little too social justice warrior by the end talking about the president's going to have a lot to answer for for how bad people are feeling that they want the ultimate hit. Pretty much you just get some anesthesia and they take your soul. I'm like, this is not the ultimate hit. You are just really getting duped in the long run. But everybody seems yeah. to be going around trying to get this ultimate hit, which I originally thought was an assassination or like, you know, yeah. but uh I just don't get the concept of why everybody's coming out of the woodwork for this drug or even the idea why we have people going around pulling the souls out of other people for these demons. Rather than Sahadia yeah. Maxima, I don't get it. Yeah. And, and because it's a big idea, but like you said, a lot of the things are, I don't get it. I don't know why they're doing it or how it's set up. And you do end up, you know, you have Green Arrow, he's undercover here. He's trying to take, you know, this drug kind of thing down. Uh, boy, that guy ends up just like a hideous thing. Yeah, I'm saying he's a strong, there. but even when we get to the thing, it's like, I don't know what they did to the buyer. Guy looks rough. According to yeah. my ring, his ultimate high is just a powerful anesthetic, and it's wearing off. And then we go to the next page. The guy that he has wrapped up who's the seller. Oh, right. All right. Pier 20. I'm like, why are you giving up the guns? They're not even yeah, talking hey, to you He's just at this giving point. it up. No, but – and and you see they were loading up, you know, souls and things, yeah. and they had that. Uh, with that, though, the team-up – is, you know, Green Arrow going to town and then just out of nowhere, Hal just shows up and makes a, you know, a uh, fishing rod type construct to get this guy. I thought that he was going to get him through his mouth and that would have disgusted me because that that's actually a fear of mine when I go fishing but that when, I'm going to hook my, my lip and I don't like When did they anesthetize that. this guy? I'm telling you, he is I talking about when he, like, you know, how he doesn't like the world and stuff everything anymore and all of a sudden when Green Arrow shows up all of a sudden the guy, like, when they put him like, you stay there. Gah. Like, yeah, he's what, like, what yeah. and then even then, where the, he, they're talking, that doesn't just like like anesthesia. It looks like because he, he sees them, and oh, I don't I've think he's seeing angels. <laughs> What's he so scared of? We need to get him to a hospital. Do then you the next panel. Now? 
he's dead. What's that light ahead? Right. And we keep going. Do you know? right. Yeah. Have, yeah. So then they're trying to get him. And I, I kind of like that they have a uh, Green Lantern construct that is trying to like the, the breathing CPR, mask where yeah. they're trying to go. I thought that that was kind of funny. And then it's just a black panel. And then they're like, hey, let's All head right. back to Ollie's house. Let's, let's get go some chili going on. Make some chili, though. They do call it sauce. I, it gets crazy. And then you have the homage there where you do have Hal's walking around. It's like, oh, man, you got all these you know things that you keep around. Man. Is this an original Adams man? You must add this for years. He's like, yeah, I like hanging. It's Neil Adams with the the art there and stuff. That's fine. Uh, I like this part though. I oh, like yeah. them all the being stuff together. With Ollie and Hal are fine together. Whenever we can, just, you know, stop all the craziness. But even when we stop all the craziness to deal with just friends together, it goes against. It becomes its own little yeah. bit of crazy. The idea yeah, that Hal and Carol are working things out, yep. even though we They're saw him living out. with another girlfriend at the beginning of this whole thing when he was out of the core and then brought back in. I'm like, yeah, I have and, no and idea where we are in the story anymore. There's a problem here in this, and that's the problem. My biggest problem is we, we have that first arc and the undercover story that kind of ended a little and it didn't, and then you go forward with these one-shots now, and then this one throws in the idea of it might be two years since then. I don't know because when was him and when was he working things out? Especially because Ollie through this whole thing seems to be saying like, man, I haven't seen you on earth in a while. You should just come back to earth. Get that, you know, that nonsense from space. And the, it's kind of a joke in my mind about the old, that nonsense in space. Yet Grant Morrison has shown up on earth with the biggest nonsense that you can ever have. So it's kind of that kind of juxtaposition, but how long has he been away? How long know. has the deal? When did he have time to get back with or Carol? He are, just are, lying about Carol because the whole thing. Hey, can I uh, can I spend some nights here? I'm like, but the there, weird, no yeah, that's weird, here. right? But that's the weird thing is that's a trigger for fans that they wanted. Where you had at the end of the how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps, you did see how trying to make is that kind of going from that. But why did we start this series with him not with that? So I it don't gets know. it gets very confusing. So we're here, and where I think that there's crazy stuff with Grant Morrison as well is he doesn't. He doesn't like to hold your hand, but with this, they're eating chili. They're talking about Carol. You have a funny thing that doesn't seem to be the case, but it really does seem like Hal eats that chili and doesn't want to admit that it's so hot that he needs to drink out of the faucet. That almost makes it that Ollie's like, look at you out in space. Now you come back, drink yeah, out savage. of the faucet. No, he actually says, you poly, uh, you poly a Morris space tomcat. <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Drink it from the faucet. And I then he's we like, can be friends with your vocabulary. And like then that, he's Ollie. like, you know, I, I love that they were together that whole time with the, you know, the drug addict and the, the yeah. supplier. They must have gotten like, what is this anyway? It looks like one of those jars that you can buy now. Tanya has one that has the lights in it. And yeah. it kind of looks cool. Like, what is this anyway? Am I missing something? Uh, yeah, you are. That's his soul, Ollie. You, 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 how are you missing? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, as this is going on, they just have a guy's soul in a jar. I can imagine as they left, Ollie's tossing it up in the air and catching it. He doesn't no, care. I just, imagine just going. This is going on his trophy case now. One man's yeah. soul. All right. All right. This and is I, going I, in the arrow cave. I always told everybody I had soul. He puts it up there. He's like, now we're, now we're going. Yeah, it's I'm in just the arrow thinking cave. About Eve Dormus must have kicked him out. And now he's, <laughs> I, need a, I need a place to stay, Ollie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eve Dormus, yeah. we start this whole thing out with. I actually had to look it back. I'm like, what was okay. her name? That's why I wanted to bring it back up. This because I'm like, yeah, you seem to be doing okay with her. I guess you had to go back and be a space cop. You're kicked out, so now you're going to be sleeping on Ollie's couch. It's just, yeah, it's I love it that situation. he comes by and he knows that this is a trigger for Ollie. If he isn't working things out with this lady, 
Hades. <laughs> Ollie kicks him out. So he's like, yeah, what's going on with Carol? Oh, man, yeah, what? Carol? Uh, we're working it out. But hey, don't get your best man thing going because really I'm lying to you and I want to sleep on your couch. And yeah, so Ollie's like, yeah, but I just love that. Hey, I've been tossing this bottle around. What is it? Oh, that's a guy's soul. Oh, yeah. my God. And he's like, you know, they, they they use the anesthesia because, you know, extracting a soul hurts. Obviously. <laughs> like, All right, let's go. And from there, it's just like now they're there. The, the whole deal is I bet one of them in the back of Ginny Hex's trunk. It might be. I, I saw the, that glow. The, I, the idea that, you know, they told him Pier 20, right? That was the big yeah. deal. Hal knows this is a bottle with somebody's soul. We saw a truck full of souls, but they have to take time to go eat chili and look at art. I mean, how many other people are getting their souls taken while Superheroes they're just get hungry too, lounging man. around? And, Going you know, to Pier 20, it- though, and seeing that warehouse that is on Pier 20, that giant green arrow that's yeah. sticking out of it, looking at the size of this arrow, in my mind, is larger than this warehouse, which is also yeah. holding the Zine arrow, so I have no idea how this is working out. That I know, I don't understand that either. bigger than himself, it looks like. Yeah, because, yeah, the arrow looks like it's like 17 million times bigger than the warehouse that has the giant who shot that arrow. It doesn't make (laughs) sense. The other thing that I think there was a problem. You you like the Pegasus right there, right? Cool Pegasus. I think that there is a problem here because immediately looking at this and not knowing what's going on, you're assuming why did Hal make a giant construct of an arrow and shoot the warehouse? Is that way? Because it, 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 right away you're thinking that it might be a construct, even though he shouldn't have two. And you know, so that's kind like of that. that's a funny thing like that. The idea though, where we have a giant green arrow and uh, like Hal's like, look, you don't know anything about this. Your name's Green Arrow. You know nothing about the giant green yeah. arrow. And later on, when you have that giant green hand from Zena, like. How yeah. do you know anything he about says, this? There Look, are I'm some the funny things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that's funny. Idea. Look, I'm not the only one who makes giant green hand constructs, okay? You can't blame yeah. it all on me. And it's funny. I, I'm telling you, there are some points with actually just how and yeah. Ollie that are really good. Just I also them just, not dealing with nonsense yeah. is great. Yeah, because then they go like, oh, man, you know, we're going to go in. Like you said, he's like, you, you you don't seem to think anything familiar. It's a giant green arrow. You have that. And then they go in like, <laughs> hey, what's this? A vehicle or, oh, no, it's a hat. <laughs> a vehicle. And and even that, it's like, it looks like a Robin Hood hat. Now, you know, you would kind of connect it with Ollie again. Like now you're starting to put the pieces together, but they're just going in there. And yeah, then things get crazy again. I mean, it gets really really wacky as you do see more of these you know souls being loaded up Agora the, gold there Agora i'm guessing gold the whole idea there. but yeah just the idea that zine arrow is there and it has a belt that's broken that will maintain the body because the gravity of earth you know zine yeah. arrow being this this green arrow from dimension zero who is a giant alien for the most part the idea that his belt is broken his bio belt that keeps the gravity at bay so that he can actually sustain himself on this planet He's dying now because this yeah. thing is broken. But I don't know because you have Gorogold. So if you go back and look at the original 1958, whatever it is of Green Arrow, when you have the one appearance of Zine Arrow, you have I'll Zine Arrow I'll even tell you fighting. right now. It's, a, it's Adventure Comics number 253 from October of 1958. I was just looking okay. up. That's when Zine Arrow's one Zine appearance. Arrow is, he only appears once. Is fighting these hooded figures like we have with Gorogold here. So, but – they are all giants of this world. So I'm like, is is the belt make you down to size? Yeah, so like we don't the, the know. Gold? It's such yeah. a weird idea because you are throwing these things out here with Dimension Zero, which how just seems to know the idea of Dimension Zero That's without the weird ever thing being too. That's up. what I'm saying. It's just like everybody just kind of moves on with what's going on. And for the most part, Zine Arrow originally did not necessarily look like Green Arrow either. He oh, no, looked a little alien. different. 
yeah, yeah. he was an alien that you know yes he had tentacles the, he had the motif of yeah. what's going on with that but yeah he had tentacles this, and this looks so like they, a giant they, green arrow they now kind of just push that a little but yeah uh yeah so the the thing is is as you're going how that struck me right away like well how does how know what's going on and that's where it gets a little wonky in my mind because you almost wish that how showed up because the guardians were aware of this problem of dimension zero and sent him to earth to figure it out but he just showed up that's one of the problems when he just shows up where ollie's like hey you got problems look behind you there's how almost like hey i was in the neighborhood i wish it was more spelled out that he was sent by the because we saw a guardian at the beginning who was explaining it yeah, was he explaining that was doing it? Nothing. possibly to how when he went and that's why that might I as well have been stanley telling us something from beyond I know, the grave. But why wasn't there a connection <laughs> to have that? I think I that agree. that's a missing key of why how showed guardians up. Of the and universe, not guardians of dimension zero. Yeah, no, I'm telling you. But when they end up in our universe, then and oh, that would have explained, like you said, loose. when I said I thought they were from in dimension zero. At the one point, you're like, I don't know if they are on the wrong planet, whatever. That could have explained it. If you did have, you know, Ganthet talking to Hal and saying, hey, listen, we had a, a thing coming out from Dimension Zero. We, and even play around with the idea. You know what? What? Dimension Zero? We haven't had a problem from there in th- over 50 years. And that would have been a funny little wink, wink, stuff like just, that. And then it and, just becomes uh, this whole thing, though, and, where you have Gorgold, who is uh, 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 taking souls from yeah, people. Yeah. But then we also have her uh, <laughs> sirens that make you high. Yeah, the sirens, which I, yep. I don't know if there's something with the sirens to anesthetize the people that they're getting the souls from when it's just people mm. on the streets doing this. But all of a sudden, you just got floating siren harpies going around making our heroes high. Yeah. And, I'm and like, they get what high. is going on in this book? And now we yeah. have to shoot a giant green arrow at an assassin on the moon, Mr. As I mean, uh, yeah, and this is, you're saying this. God this is to- not you just making things up. This is the progression. Because at this point now, they're high. Or is there legitimately a guy on the moon? There is. But can you make the idea Mr. that they're so as high that Mamza, they think it? Yeah. The assassin that Gorogold's uncle Brotor sent to go kill <laughs> his niece, who is taking all his drug business. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have to take this giant green arrow that is just in the side of this warehouse for some reason. Like, you know, I guess Z arrow fell or shot something that fell short. But we yeah. have to shoot this giant green arrow oh through God. a space fold at the moon. Through to a space fold at the moon. Mr. Asmon the assassin which i'm telling you the assassin thing comes back to me with the ultimate hit too but no the uh the idea though after we take out mr Asmamza, we can then just have a green hand contract go and beat him up this is this is one of my biggest things i know even before that you have where you have uh ollie he's so high he fighting the glass ninjas (laughs) it just is there and then they're laughing and so once they figure out because what happens is zine arrows there and you know you're wondering why he's there you never really find out how but he's there and he telepathically to ollie tells him that there is an assassin on the moon that's going to kill Gloragold, but they can't have that happen because they have to arrest Gloragold to get the thing down but you have that guy and he's there for bar tour because it was so as this is going on you even have him like oh yeah hey boss if i bro do this tour. am i gonna take over am i gonna take over for you bro tour am i gonna be the next guy there Asmanza? and you know he's like bro tour's like <laughs> whatever we'll talk about that later and they end up doing this whole whole roundabout deal where like you said you grab the big arrow 
Yep. You end up making make a, a construct. Make a construct bow and a construct hand but to then, shoot this giant But then arrow. being so high then, that you need your friend to grab onto you to try to help you. They shoot. You know, they shoot him. His mom says <laughs> it, the names are so crazy. And then it looks like it's a nuclear explosion of lava somehow. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, hey, bro, or, oh, man, something happened. Yeah, well, go tell your boss that the Green Lantern's in town and just hits him with a construct fist. Why didn't he just reach up and grab this guy? But bring don't him down worry. To Earth and, don't worry, because uh, we have the Zine Lantern show up to arrest freaking Gora Gold <laughs> when this is all said and done yes. anyway. Way. Oh my god, it is, it is funny. I'll give you that. First off, limits. Boom, and punches to him out. Explain this story to people. It's the most ridiculous he thing. He punches I can him imagine. out, and all I could think of this whole time, I'm like, why didn't you just punch him out before? Why did you why have to do anything have with to this arrow? arrow? Why? Why'd you have to do it? And yeah, yeah, and then out of nowhere, just to solve the whole deal, Scene Lantern shows up. And at first I'm like, why is why is he making Glora Gold but you know pump iron? Curls are for girls there. He's got a dumb no that he's he's <laughs> and he's there. And then all of a sudden it's like, what if, then they have to go like, man, the scene la, la, or Zine Arrow, he's gonna end up dying. That's gonna be terrible. Or he's there's just gonna be the, no, no, he just doesn't. No, he was taken. He gets he's fine. Out. Now let's take a page and talk about Ooh. how high we are and how much we yeah. don't like it. And they are so high. And then all of a sudden you have retching and throwing up Holly. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I'm throwing up and I'm gonna hurl. Oh my god, I'm so bad. And while this is going on, it seems as if Zine Lantern and Zine Arrow are watching it and they look disgusted with our heroes. They're just looking like that. I want to hear, I want that translated, this talk of what they're doing and just like, what a bunch of jerks. Oh my God. They they do hug it out at the end and they're like, yeah. you know what? We We should spend more time together, brother. And, you know, man, Flash said we should road trip or road race. And and I'm like, all right. I, I like them, yeah. you know, just hugging and stuff like that. But, boy, it's wacky. Then we end. And I <laughs> – what happened at the end? Because you have Azmamza head back to Brocho. He's like, hey, listen. Remember this, and I love Things it because went south. he got he got his teeth all knocked out by that construct fist. I think that's all because Grant Morrison wanted to write him then at the end, with, like uh, Cindy with, with, in the Brady Bunch. He didn't who can't theme to care. I wath a yeah. refethed art theme. Uh, yeah, he like, kept hitting me. Let, let's me. drink, and then What's he's like, fifth? "Let's drink to that, Mister Ubs Mom." So he's like, "Listen, you dear, uh, we talked before this, before you, you thought that." you kill and i take your place all of a sudden his head blows up and then you have i said a good man you loser sheesh feed it to the tire fish you try something new and then behind him i don't understand and he's like well as the old saying goes better the devil you know especially when there's hell to pay <laughs> and i'm like aren't you supposed to be that... on the legion of doom what are you doing and, I, and he does have his outfit on you know yeah. and i'm thinking to myself is that tea or is that actually 
uh, the broth that I drink, uh, you know, you know it's wonton soup broth. Soup. Yeah, wonton soup broth that there, because I think you have a life hack there, uh, old Sinestro. <laughs> but he's there. And this is the problem with this issue. And I, I other people may have had a different reaction. I kind of said it to you at work, where you get to the end. One of the biggest things you can ever have in a Hal Jordan, Green Lantern book in this time, you know, whatever, is for Sinestro to, to show up. I mean, obviously, this is that would be huge. It's so ridiculous at the end. It didn't even cross my mind of like, oh, man, that's awesome. Sinestro is going to be there. And then I see what's coming up next. I don't think he's going to be anyway. He's just drinking tea. He's just there. And, you know, did he set some well, of this I, I up? Just, and- I just looked it up because it always does confuse me. But, no, this is not his ultraviolet costume. This is his okay. original Sinestro costume. Okay. Well, there you have it. It's yeah. the ultraviolet one. I had to go look it up because every okay. time I look at it, I can never tell if it's a new costume I or the always, original. I always it's just think when I colors. see it, yeah, when I see it, it always looks a little like he's like thinks he's the Riddler or something. He thinks he's at the, the circus. But, yeah. So with this, it says, you know, next, Green Lantern of Earth 20 guest stars in The Day the Stars Fell Down. So I'm like, okay, so you have Sinestro show up at the end. I think he's just there to drink tea. I I don't think that he's going to, because then you have that. Then in July, and I'm not going to spoil anything with these solicits, but uh, you have the Green Lantern of Earth 20. Then you you seem to have, you know, medieval how. Then you have that. All these things are just these one-shot throwaways, and I just want a story. Now, this morning, uh, we were made aware that, Liam Sharp had been on an interview uh, and said that there are this is going to be either a 24 issue run or a 27. There's a finite number of issues. There's a little gray area of if because he said, hey, we're on these two 12 issue seasons and then it'll end. But I'm going to take a break for three issues in between. So we don't know if it's 27 issue run or a 24. But either way, this will end at 12 issues. This first kind of run kind of season, almost like Brian Michael Bendis is doing with some of those wonder comic feel and then they'll pick up again where we go forward but it it seems already that this first 12 issues like he's just he just grant morrison just wants to have wacky fun and that's fine but it's too confusing and exhausting for me to actually have fun though i knew that it'd be somewhat fun to talk about just because it's so ridiculous and i just I, I'm like I said. I looked at reviews to try to glean if they if they knew what was going on. Nobody knows what's going on. I'm telling you, not even anybody seems to have even looked up Zine Arrow for the most part. They're just like, yeah, there's this giant green arrow. I don't know what's going on with there. Man, that that Morrison's getting wacky, isn't he? And that that seems I, I, to be. I a, just- I just looked What's up in- some more. No, this costume's just wrong. I don't know what they're trying to do because everything is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I say it's Who inverted. Knows? The costume is just its own thing here. It has nothing yeah. to do with ultraviolet or even his original look. It's that, just you it's didn't just you wrong. didn't realize that that's T times Sinestro. Yeah, that's you, what I'm he wears at the tea party. It's just bothering me. I'm like, I should have looked this up ahead of time because yeah. it's just bothering I'm me. Telling I'm telling like, you, I, that's one thing. Right I, about it. But this is what we're talking about when you're reviewing this book. Now, I just because he's just at the end sipping tea. I was so it was three a.m. at that point. I'm like, you have your tea. You have your tea, Sinestro. I'm going to bed. Uh, But this is the stuff. Like I said, what you just did is a little bit of a window into when I look up a name and it's almost the name of a Silver Age character that was in one issue. Or it's almost the name of a villain, but before it was a woman, now it's a man. And you try to like, okay, is he playing with this? And you're trying to get the scope of this overall message. And then by the end, you realize that he is just 
being goofy and you just wasted time trying to, you know, get the idea, trying to get in the head of that crazy Scott, Eric. I don't know what he's doing up there. He's giving you the old Haggis one, two, three. It's what he's doing most of the time. You know, you know what it is. He's like, hey, you want to see what's going on? You you got to You don't peek, but, you know, behind the curtain, you don't lift the veil. You you lift the kilt, Eric, and you don't want to lift the kilt most of the time. Sometimes, maybe Only when it's I'm Rowdy Roddy it. Piper, maybe. But yeah, it's just I like exposing it's, myself. It's so wacky. So at the end, if you can just sit back and just go, man, that was a hell of a ride. I mean, I just something. got I got twenty some pages, and boy, I, I feel like I just was on LSD. Where's the ibuprofen at? Yeah, yeah, real well. That's the next thing you know. They're anesthesia. You know, they're going to take your soul. Eric, that's the problem. Is, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> that would be funny. They're there trying to get you and like, no, this guy's on empty already. You gotta you get in deeper, guys. Guy. Get in there a bit yeah. deeper. So crazy, but yeah, if, if you could just go with, I hey, I, I'm blood. there. For, I see some people. I'm I'm there for the ride. I'm there for the wackiness. Hey, I uh, I check in Not every me. four issues to see what's going on. I just I I don't like to be confused while I'm trying to you know enjoy something. It's like when I'm listening to the Grateful Dead. I'm like, really? Why am I so confused? Why people like these guys? I I just I I have problems. Uh, I like the Liam Sharp art. I love the art. I love the the aping of the Neil Adams in this. And and again, you even said the darkness in there at the beginning. That continues where. Yeah, we should we start really looking homages. for. Yeah. yeah, we should really start looking for what the issue is about, and kind of see if the homages fit. Uh, you know, because he is throwing a lot of Easter eggs. He's having fun. I think that that's kind of the the fun of Liam and seeing him. And I think that he in that interview I I watched. Seems like a really fun guy and a really nice guy. And, and so he's saying, you know, man, Grant's throwing a lot of stuff, but I'm throwing some stuff back at him. And I think that that's what he's doing. He's like, he's going to do this nonsense. Well, watch. I'll see if he recognizes this. So I do like that. I like that he's having fun. I like that he's getting work and doing it in this book. But boy, I just get confused and get exhausted. Uh, I gave it a five five on the site and I was way low. Uh, from everybody else, you know, yeah. you, you go to an eight down to five, five. I am going to go up a little. The more I read it, I'm telling you, I did kind of get an idea of some things by the end, though. I told you, bro. Then I'm like, just you, you just screwed me again with your nonsense. But I'm going to go up to a six. And a lot of that is the art. But a lot of it is trying to have some fun that people were trying to have fun. And once I'm done reviewing it, I, I can, can have just read fun it for this. at the ridiculous nature of it and trying to talk about yeah. it. But while reading it, it's kind of frustrating because I'm just trying to make it sure is. I understand what's going on because I need to talk about it. But it's yeah. so ridiculous in the end that even though I love the art and I love all the interactions <laughs> of Ollie and, uh, and Hal – the story is just out there for the sake of being out there, and that's it. And that's not something I could really get behind, but yeah. like a 5.8 out of 10. Okay. So you're a little lower than me. Now, yes. what uh, me and you have talked before, and we've talked a, a lot of times about this idea that if we could only make a machine that we can – it's more of a – it's not like a wishing machine, but it's more Thankfully. of a reality-altering machine where we All can right. go and go into a world where this well, sliders, is going on instead. Yeah, so I would like to sliders into yeah. where all of a 
sudden, this book, this Green Lantern series was always same exact script, same exact everything. William Sharp still on art, same script, but it's Steve Orlando's name on it. And I'd love to see if the reviews were as high because I think that Grant Morrison gets a benefit. He gets a push in score because he is still one of those guys. If you don't like his issues, you're looked at as being dumb and you get attacked. And there I am. I am dumb and I always get attacked. But I would like to see if things would be different. Like we, I, I slide over and all of a sudden this number eight was Steve Orlando and see if there were as many tens. See if everybody was saying, oh, man, you know, because most of the reviews are hinging on Grant Morrison being Grant Morrison. You take him out of the equation but still have the exact same thing. I think we have a different thing altogether and i i just wonder but we can't slider that's not a real thing i don't know if you realize you. that sliders is not real i heard uh yes i don't even have the sound effect eric but i'm gonna go to the next book in the second and last book of this section oh boy it's female furies number five written by cecil castellucci art by adriana mellow hi-fi and sal cipriano there he is there hey. the sexy sexy brother has taken his uh a brother i guess to female furies it's the penultimate issue instead of a race to end it's kind of a slow walk yeah some things are a bit forced but it feels like this could have been a three issue story and uh, that might even be pushing it after the shock of the first issue or so it seems like some of these characters and the reader are just left waiting for it all to end and why i say that is the idea that there's more of a message being given than a story. And it seems like we're kind of getting to the point like, okay, I get it. I get the message. Let's yeah. just get to it's the end. Let's jammed see. down your throat yeah. each and every issue. I'm telling you, there is a bit here about the story going on. The yeah. idea that the female no, theories some are going to Earth things here. to get Barta back and kill Scott Free. And the idea this is when Barta leaves for the first time, she's going to be with Scott. All this stuff is good stuff. But when you constantly have to stop the progression of the story to give your message about how men are bad and yeah. you're like, you know, you got to stand up against it. It takes you right out because you realize, oh, there's nothing really here. I got you. The yeah. thing, and, that's and, the worst part yeah. about because I like the art in this. I like all the I really like the art I don't lot. like Jack Kirby or his characters. The only thing I really care about is Apocalypse itself. The new gods for the most certain new Genesis, I don't want anything to do with it. Apocalypse is fun though. It's dark. But when you make the characters ridiculous because they have to stop, even like the one part here where when Barda has a tracker on her and we have to do it because it's 2019, it's like this. All right, I'm going to search your body now. Is that okay? Yeah. That is yeah. okay. I'm like, come that on, just be, okay. be Scott and Barda. Just be do that. Just yeah. do the thing. And then you're even do with here. that, you're, heroes. Y- you're, you're doing a weird thing because you're really pushing suddenly that they have a huge connection. And so, but then you have to stop with that. Can I search you? And it kind of throws you back again. And with this is, I, I said in my review, it's one of these, it's a landmine, this book. It really is. Because if you start saying things and yelling and screaming about it, you're, you're going to sound like you're saying the message is wrong or the message is bad. The message isn't bad. I would never say no. any message where anybody is being treated poorly and you want to stop that is a bad message. That's always going to be a good message. The problem that we have is the, not even the forced nature, but the forced upon nature. The reason why, like Adriana, or not uh, Cecil Castellucci. Yeah. Seems to not be confident enough that she has given you enough of this message. So she has to keep reminding you. The one thing I don't need to be reminded of is the message and make it natural. Make it happen in this. And where I really have a problem is she's using Apocalypse. She's using Darkseid. You're using all these characters. A lot of people know them more than me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge New Gods fan, but we know enough about them. But when you're going to do this. 
make it you, you've picked these characters to tell the story show me that you had a reason that was clever show me that there's a reason why these cat not just well it's because you know dark side's a piece of crap i i understand this well i looked and granny goodness seems to be the only woman who is any bit in charge or whatever that you know like that sort of thing but go past that get past that get past that initial shocking message and and get me invested in the characters so that when they get this message and they they try to right the wrongs i i care for them and i'm invested in them i can't say that these characters have been developed at all they're all kind of just characters of their character traits that we know and so by the end i'm just left with well we have more message than story Instead of the story, you know, well, it's, even it's a when the whole thing, when we finally have the female furies, you know, catch up the Bard and Scott, and they're all fighting. The idea, it just comes and breaks down. All right, we're evenly matched, you know, orally and stuff like that. You know, the same thing happened to me. It happened to you. I'm like, she told you this two issues ago. Nobody yeah, can believe this it. Is what out of nowhere, been because we're getting to the end on. of the story, it's like, okay, we believe you now. Let's do something yeah. about this. And I'm so like, oh, what, come on. And and what it seems as if is you've been pushing these scenes to really get. We know that all the guys on Apocalypse are pieces of crap. I can go with that. I already know that. You spent a little too much time on that. So now when you get to this, you realize, well, the Furies have to be a cohesive unit to go to the, we better force it. And like you said, it ends up being barred just like, you know what? Hey, you know, these things happen. And yeah, they happen to me too. All right, we're together. She even has like a, a pretty much a rah-rah speech where she's like, I started thinking about all the times that I'd been touched when I didn't want to be or been leered at. And you see each panel is one of the girls or been overlooked or made to feel invisible. That's all it takes for them to go, all right, everything that we were saying, all this horrific things that we were coming to do to you on Earth, where we were going to turn you in, where we thought you were the... We just changed our mind. We're just going to go yeah. with you. Let's go back. And not only that, but well, we're going like, to go back and kill like somebody. There's a whole idea. Well, when you put it like that, I'm like, she's been putting it like she's this been for, putting it like for that the last three issues the now. What are you doing? Come on yeah. now. Even Arlai had to go in through this whole thing and you wouldn't believe her and all this yeah, terrible yeah. stuff happened. Yep. I'm like, all of that. Now, just because we're at the end of the story, you know what? You have given us a rah-rah speech. We all look sad as we're telling it. We're on your side and, now and because I'm, we have I'm one issue you, left. I could go with it a little more if it's like they're good because they go and, and she's like, I'm here with Scott. I just want to be left alone. I'm in love. We, we love each other and I just want to be here. What? And it's, you could go with the fact like, what? You'd rather be with a man than be with the Furies? Look at us. We're, we're kick ass. Why are yeah. you doing this? Well, I'm in love now. I actually love the Scott and he's a good guy, whatever. But I could say that she gives the speech and then says to them, please, just leave us alone here. Just please, just for once, think of what's going on. Go back to Apocalypse. Do what you got to do. But just say you didn't find us. Then I could say, okay, yeah, maybe this got to them and they thought, well, you know what? I see him. Barda is a sister and I feel for her. I'm going to go. But this is the rah-rah speech. After all of this and after these furies saying to Barda and saying to Arlai, like, you're a piece of crap. You better fall in line. You better fall in line. She gives one speech. They are going back to kill a man that yeah. they know if they do and this, they will be killed else. themselves. Yeah. So th- this is not 
just, all right, well, we'll look the other way, you know, just leave now. But we'll, you know, if you don't leave now, Barda, we're going to take you in. It's, we're going to go back and destroy Apocalypse. And we know this won't happen because, yeah, this is out of continuity, but you have to have these kind of be some semblance of a reality to what we know for these characters, stuff like that. And if that doesn't sound like enough, the thing is, that does sound like enough to me. The idea we're going to go back to Apocalypse and we're going to take our revenge and all this, but somehow there's going to be a turnaround where things are okay by the end for just to help people see, you know, the world they live in. Like, like what you would end up because our biggest complaint going into this was the idea. Well, oh man, the Furies, yeah, those Furies, you know, you have a Steppenwolf. Those Furies are bullcrap. I think they're terrible. And we like, what are you pushing? Because the yeah. Furies, they're the best. Yeah. I mean, well, they're, everybody's afraid of the Furies. Doing, so you would think that what it's going to do is end with that. Like, you know what? The Furies. I still don't agree with this message, but I'm telling you, they might be worth something. You well, know, we'll whole, have to look into this. And, my whole point of this whole thing, though, is that that feels like enough. But no, we have to stop now because we have to go back to Granny Goodness and Lump and how he gave a, yeah. uh, Tigra, Orion's mother, Lump to raise because now we get to find out this is the DNA of all of the greatest, you know, apocalyptians and stuff like that. And he's going to be Granny's ultimate warrior. And I'm like, we're going to deal with a Lump? For, uh, like you know in our yeah. final issue like why why is this something that we're gonna have to deal with when we have enough story here is like you know even sans message we don't have to deal with the message aspect of this because you have enough story here don't add a lump to this whole thing which is just yeah. it feels ridiculous for what she's doing with the lump and the yeah. idea it's like yeah even the panel progression where she's torturing up that all of a sudden next thing you know she it's lumps attached to a table i'm like but yeah. there's not like they didn't stop the conversation at all i'm like what is going on this whole idea and even just but- tiger like you know being sad that you're taking lump away who like also orion her son was taken away like why are we even dealing with tiger at this I point no i don't know yeah i was just looking through some things while you're saying that and uh did you like the message version of what we usually have with the time travel where you have the furies and they're walking down the road and they're trying to find they tread the tracker ends up on this porch of a house they end Tenderness. up because they end up finding it and what they go that? in and look and there's a man and woman hugging as they're what like doing that? the dishes together what is he doing to her tenderness so that's what it looks like i, I don't like, like it, it. it's the same like, I, I love with my <laughs> fists while did it punch yeah. each other I, i'm telling you yeah you know, like, stop it. you got a point oh you, love, you love each other the way my parents loved each other yeah, yeah. Like, are they touching i don't know it's kind of disgusting and i'm like oh I agree. my we are going right so, on bird of death i'm telling you, you that's how you deal with just not the punching but you're like you know Thankfully. not the touching tanya i think goes with this i she might be a fury I, i'm not sure um, I think but yeah, even I'll tell you with the deal, we've had some weird looks with Scott, and I don't know the time frames that that you know changes or whatever with this, but I really like that Scott there. Well, oh, he looks good you know, in this. I'm talking, yeah, I, I like really it. enjoy I like the, the art, art in this. I do like the art a lot. If you just told a straight up female Fury story, I think it'd be 10 times better than this, but because you have an agenda going in, you are just diluting the story that is actually really good, that you know is a powerful story all its own. The idea of Big Bard and Scott overcoming what like hell itself yeah. with the power of love yeah there's now, stuff here there's that, good that stuff would there really that be interesting yes with, i agree with, with awfulness because it does not flow naturally into the story no, you are and forcing it on top of it I, I think the main problem is is that if you imagine the pitch meeting for this 
it only got so far as the, you know, the blurb, you know, hey, I want to do this thing with the Furies are being treated and then they they step up. All right. The Me and Too never, movement with yeah, the Furies. Yeah, okay, go do it, it. It is. It's Me Too movement meets apocalypse. I mean, if we're going to go the whole deal and they're like, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, this is the book that we deserve. God, you know, you're going. And so, but there, there's not much past that when there could be because Cecil Castellucci writing this is giving you let each issue has a little bit of a tidbit of something that you wish it veered that yeah. way or you wish that you got a little more than that than this and yeah barda being on you could have had this whole issue now it might end up being a little too much like a mr miracle but if you had this idea where barda has enough of apocalypse and tries to go and have a life with scott on earth where they love each other where they're doing this and then the furies pull him back but by this point barda has realized what a you know a loving relationship is and even to the point where granny is just abusive and go yeah and then like you know what it's not just them you know the guys it's granny too and it has been all along I would have liked that better or maybe they look in and they see that tenderness scene there you know tenderness it is actually Bart and Scott and they're like, oh, man, like, what are they doing to each other? I think they call that a hug <gasps> and things like that. And like, Trumps. man, I wish. I-. Yeah. And so but it, it's just it always goes back. And it's almost like one of those things that right when I'm invested in something going on, you throw the message in again. And I know the message. So it pulls me out again. I'm like, oh, and you're beating right, us let's with this. go. And yeah, so you have the Ram Ra speech. They're going to go back to Apocalypse and, you know, go things. Then you do go that aside with Granny and Lomp, and she's torturing him. It's crazy. Um, but the, one of the big things is here is they're going to go back. The Furies are going to go back now and pretty much take Willick by force and kill him. And so where this gonna, all gonna wraps tell around. Everybody, we killed Scott Free. He's taken care yeah. of. Don't worry about him anymore. Yeah. Here's this, and then here's go this after helmet. Willick when no one's yeah. looking. Yep, they're going to go after Willick. Now, this is, this is again, this is... A little tidbit. This is a little bit that I like because the idea now it gets forced at the end, but the idea of Granny, her plan is not gone how she wanted, but the end game, the the you know, it it's gone from A B C D E F G H I J K, but it ends up being what she wanted originally, where Willick is gonna get killed. This only benefits her in her yeah, mind she's because next she's next in command. Yeah. So this whole thing was her trying to get up the ladder. Yeah, it, it wasn't supposed to be like this, but the end result's the same. They're and even the idea the that we're all, all the hierarchy of Apocalypse sees this happening, even though it's supposed to be secret. Yeah. Granny's like thinking, yeah. But, yeah. oh man, I'm going to be next alignment. All the like men of the world are seeing this like, all right, you know what? Willick did have to pay to keep, you know, I, all the somebody has to pay for the uh, the pack. Yeah, to somebody's got to do this. Kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, they're going to let this go. Willick, he, he, we're just going to let him be tortured by the female furies because we do need them. But Granny's still not going to get promoted because old freaking, you know, Godfrey over here, he's got a nephew who yeah. needs a job. All right. And, I, I, and there it is. And it, it, you can, you know, fill in the blanks with the idea that, you know, it's just some piece of crap nephew that never did anything. And there's Granny who has all the qualifications and she's going to get passed by. And like, here we go again. It's just, yeah. to, it's just now to continue. Like the message keeps getting thrown out just to extend the story uh, a little bit on the deal. 
And, you know, I also learned this, that on Apocalypse, they get mad because women are always late. They're, they're always tardy, Eric. And, uh, you know, but with that, Willick is going to get burned up. I get mad at my house up. about that, too. Yeah, really. Willick's getting burned up. The Furies are like, yeah, finally, some kind of justice. It's not enough. Agreed. And that's like, the others should get a lesson, too. We're not going to be trifled with. We don't stop till it's done. I have a plan. And they're going to go off and it's next Apocalypse now, which is kind of a funny deal. I'm yeah. sure that's been used a million times oh, yeah. as a little deal but it's funny but yeah now it's just like all right now the fear is you take it too far <laughs> and i wonder like there is something to be said like if if, if cecil castellucci would be at issue three now maybe there would have been something along the lines of taking it too far now and now you're playing but yeah maybe that's interesting as well but i don't think that we're going to get that far in it because we have one issue i think that they're going to have to be like listen furies what do you want you gotta stop before you kill us all we want respect all right i respect you the end well you know we'll have to say maybe a speech maybe granny you know because she's been a piece of crap through the whole thing so she's like unless you a- take a far veer and like just the way of the characters work dark side is not going to submit to any of this by the no. end so i don't even know the out al- like the reason that we do any of this by the end that's of this the story. thing i just think they want dark side to just acknowledge that they're okay i guess because it, it'd be way out of character if dark side's just like whatever i'm out you can rule apocalypse so you can do it yourself but I don't need any yeah, of this. Really. You may even end with them like starting like this is just the beginning. And then you have the end. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, that, like I said, the message is uh, a fine message, but it's not six issues worth of story. And the when thing you is, have to keep it's a bringing fine it message up. when it's cleverly interwoven in the story yeah, you're telling, not stopping the story to make sure that it is forced down you to make even, sure that even you know if, what the message yeah. of the story is, no matter even what, if you because just it think of the whole pages. issues. If you think of all five issues now, and, and you know, going into the last issue next month, where you started and you had the bikini contest, the bacon contest, you had this the miscongeniality there, contest. There's been no, a very weird. No. Change of tone throughout this whole deal. Thankfully, that's and not here anymore. Just, like that, that yeah. like in your face, how bad that yeah, was. That, that first well, issue, I, said, I didn't that want was to read any of the shock of that first issue, and then since then. We've just been trying to kind of catch up and get to a story, but the story ends up being, you know, one step forward, two steps back, where you have the piece of crap men well, that's the thing not is, letting we the had, women we get had ahead. The meet, I'm saying you had the miscongeniality, the beauty pageant kind of thing yeah. to be starting out, and then it became the Me Too movement, where you know men in high, like uh, in power, are taking advantage of that power to put women where they yeah. like you know treat them the way they want it, like you know without regard to how they feel about it. But now we're getting to the point where, all right, message, message, like these are some big things. Like, you know, times have changed. We don't do this anymore. Times have changed. We can't do this anymore because these are all terrible things. Now at the end, it's just Steppenwolf saying, you know, women are late a lot. All right. Yeah, thanks that's, a lot, I'm telling you, that's the big trash talk of this issue. Like you said, it goes from one extreme to the next. Here now, it's like, this is why we can't have women in control over here at Apocalypse. They're always late. Now it goes back to, if you remember, one of the clever things of the first couple issues, and you might actually, it might have been when you weren't reading it because you didn't read yeah. the first. One of the clever things was, is they were Steppenwolf would start a meeting and he's like, okay, every, hey, everybody, uh, Granny, by the way, meeting at eight. Then he'd call yeah, the other guys at Darkseid yeah. and saying, 
Make hey, sure by that's the way, early, yeah. meeting at 730. And then when Granny would show up, he'd be stepping up and saying, and he's stepping up Wolf then Ooh. and saying, hey, look at her. She's late. I mean, really, you, you think that she's supposed to be in charge? Like, she can't even take this seriously. Also took credit for killing, you know, uh, Darkseid's mom, which was Granny doing it. He ended up jumping in like the one guy at work we have who always jump in. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, when the boss is around. <laughs> you know, that was good. That actually, even though a lot of the stuff around it, baking contest stuff, that was nonsense. But some of the things were kind of clever in, in doing it and kind of seeing the machinations of and and where I liked it because then that was giving me a little peek of the hierarchy of Apocalypse even beyond the message there. Right. You see that these guys, and yeah, you know that everybody on I mean, Apocalypse, it's hell. I, I hate to say it, they're, they're, it's hell and everybody's awful. So you, you, you have that. I'm I not like even trusting the lowlies. Yeah, really. Who would? They're just I, I, like I don't even trust that, them. Everybody there is terrible. Yeah, I really like to see that sort of thing. And I like this behind the scenes, almost like a little Game of Thrones being played and stuff like that. But then it just kind of if devolved it was into. Well, you yes. Know, yeah, and then it devolved into just, hey, we got to get this message out, keep pushing it. And then at the end, we'll have what's happening. But maybe, maybe it'll all come together. The, the last issue will make everything better and then we'll be happy. But Hopefully. again, uh, I gave it a five on the site. Uh, as I was talking, I, I could go up to a five five because boy, that's as what I'm, I'm going. looking at it. I love the art. The, the, the art's art amazing. Great. I say, yeah, I can, there's there's story here that I would love to see if it was written better and wasn't have like you know forcing this message on us every five minutes, interrupting the story that I'm enjoying. Yeah. There's something that's going on here, but the way it's being told is just taking me right out and just making me realize. This is not a properly. I'm telling you, I, I can't say it's a joke because they are doing something that's yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's it's putting out there a message that I can't can't disagree with because treating women terrible is wrong. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's wrong. But I know what it, you're it saying. needs to be written. It's a landmine. This book. I know it needs yeah, to be written is, better but, because you can yeah. have that message in a decent story, and it's just yes. not coming all the way together like that when, way. Do you like when poor Oberon gets? Thrown over the head. Do you like that? Oh, I don't care about over toss. That's <laughs> funny when he <laughs> he gets tossed over. I'm like, oh my, is that a dwarf tossing Eric? Because it looked like it to me. I said That's apocalypse. Oberon's not on apocalypse. Good. I don't want anything with yeah, Jack Kirby's. No, Oberon. I'm just saying in general. I, I like when he throws. Yeah. He just throws him over him. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he goes down. But yeah. uh Boy, I, I'm just while you're saying that, I'm looking at the art. I'm telling you, it's like, great. I'm thinking, like, if if Adriana Mello could be on, say, a Young Justice at one point, filling in, or a Shazam would even work. Well. I mean, really, a lot of books. A flash. Boy, it's so good. It really is a flash. Uh, yeah, all, really, there's not that many books besides it's maybe very a Batman in my mind to a Howard because it's Porter, a little so cartoony. Yeah, yeah, it is. Flash would work really good. You're right. You are right. But yeah, I I love the art. So yeah, I'm gonna go up to a five five. And uh, like we said, uh, Cecil Castellucci's taking over Batgirl. And so I, I see things that I like here. I Me as see well. some, you know, I, and, and, and I all hope of those that. things move over to Batgirl and, and not that's the other the thing things too. I don't like. Just think, you take apart like the, the sides where all of a sudden that they remember there's a message to be had. There's nothing real bad with the dialogue. And you could get really wonky with, you know, new gods and how that's played. So I, I hope that that Batgirl we like. And I hope that we get a Cecil Castellucci. I'm like, boy, I really like this because I, I do like some of it. But we're going to go off now, I believe, to some more mail. I might be wrong, but we're going to go off to probably some mail. And then we'll be back with more books. Yo, it's mail call. Podcast so weak, even though Shay is 
such a freak I've got to hear all the reviews And the mail with Jim Boosh And I've got such a long way to go All right, and it's back to Mail with Jim and Eric. How are you? We're back to this, Eric. How are those books for you? You enjoy those? You like okay. that Female Furies? You like that? Just, I hope you, that's you what was before. We talked now. about it. We just talked about oh, it. Oh, did about we? I don't know what you're talking about. This is Mail section number two, and we're going to start with the one, the only, the man ship. Manship has no idea he sent us the email. He just sent me a thing, and I'm like, this is going in the email. Dear Jim, I killed that man that you wanted me to. Now what? Now we better get that meal at the Sizzler that you promised. Oh, no. That was not supposed to go out on the podcast. Now, I want to start by thanking Manship. Manship ended up sending us a care package. And I want to tell you, Manship, the shirt was very uh, awesome. I got nothing. I'll kill you. I still haven't given it to Eric. Uh, so there, he gets that. He'll mention the shirt here. He also sent us some other treats that you didn't oh, get. Oh. Manship says, did you get your medicine issues taken care of? And I want to point out <laughs> medicine is in quotes here. I don't know why he did that. But, hey, no, it's not taken care of. I, I will tell you right now. Well, here, here is what I'll tell you. I'm going to give you a little background here of today, Eric. I took the medicine at two, right? Uh-huh. D- d- did it seem like it was helping me around seven tonight? Because it wasn't. Now it's 1130 and I, I can't shut my damn mouth. It's, it's, there's, it's a delayed reaction, but too delayed. This should have been helping me around seven when I needed it. Man, when I needed, I think you, you just know, ate attention. too much. You had to counteract all of those calories you ingested I was, today. I was having some problems. I ate a lot. I got. I think real you ate two feet of a three foot hoagie. Yeah, no, I ate four feet of a three foot hoagie, and that really causes <laughs> you some problems. Did you? He says I used to think that my wife was taking a few of my Adderall every month, and finally started to carry my medicine with me in my work bag, but still have the same issue. Ah, uh, yeah, I have that issue around here. What you people? I think. I think that issue was called Ethan. Is what oh. I think that issue is called around here. And and really, this is funny because me and Manship are so paranoid each other right here because things disappear in my house. I have my medicine, right? Usually people have a medicine cabinet. Maybe people keep it, you know, somewhere, whatever. I have intricate hiding places that have to change in my mind at least every two days. And all I want to do, though, is just make sure that I have my medicine all month. That's all. I'm not trying to, you know, do anything illegal with it. I'm not trying to, you know, get one up anybody or whatever. I'm just trying to make sure that the 30 pills that I have for 30 days 
last me the 30 days because a lot of times what happens is I get to the 23rd day and I'm suddenly out of medicine. And the problem with this medicine is manship will tell you if you suddenly stop taking it, it's the worst. I, I mean, you can't even function. I, I go fall asleep no matter what, and I, which I now believe is from me taking an extra dose every once in a while and forgetting <laughs> about taking it, but blaming everyone else besides myself. LOL. Ugh. I do not. You, know, have you that need problem. to start doing instead of having these elaborate hiding places. Have one hiding place that you use, an elaborate one if you want. But there's have it more out in the open. But they're fake pills, a placebo pill, so they think they are getting one over on you. When in oh, fact, you're getting Eric, some tablets. You you thought of that, did you? Yes. I already told Tanya. I already told Tanya I was going to do that. My other ploy was Don't to tell put anybody. it in. I, no, I'm saying I told Tanya that. That's what I was going to do. I already told her that I was going to do all that. And then she's like, you're getting too crazy. Also, (laughs) though, I ended up at one point thinking that maybe what I'll do, and this is, this gets dangerous. I was going to switch like those. I was going to switch the Adderall into my heart medicine <laughs> case, and then put the heart medicine in the yeah, Adderall. This, and then I'm thinking, now idea. the next thing, Ethan's taking seven of the heart medicines, thinking they're Adderall, and he's dead. But at least I'll know it's him, right? Now that's, I, that's I actually, all that's important at the end. I actually ended up uh, finishing my one, you know, month of my one blood pressure medicine, and I thought, well, maybe I'll put the Adderall in that. And he's not going to take eh, I'm like, no, I'm getting too crazy. What I'll do is spider box at work. I'm telling you, there might even be death traps set up. And I even have like where I'll have it in this one hiding place that's it's in kind of a box. The box has a piece of paper on top of it a certain way. So I know if it's moved. Uh, I'm telling Dude, you, I would have had a mouse trap set up to around things. Damn right. And I have the same, but I, the problem is manship is you're, you're the opposite of me. Uh, not only do I not take an extra dose by accident, I often forget to take the medicine at the right time. And that really screws me up. And yeah, I should have a steady schedule. Probably yeah. one of the reasons why my body has no idea what's going on. I have the same issue that the medicine affects me differently at times. Realize that it's not the medicine, it's stress that makes the medicine feel like it's working differently at times. And also that I need the medicine to focus it's certain times when it's not the medicine that I need. It's the stress of my life that is creating all these problems. I, I can't say that I'm a guy that ever sits there and says that they're stressed. I get upset. I get miserable. I kind of get depressed. But stressed, I, I that's kind of not really a thing. Um, mainly depression, right? Our crippling depression. Crippling, that, that crippling depression. Are you related to this Miranda Shoup Werner person who died in Mexico? Calm down, Donna. And, and, Manship is <laughs> Donna at work asked me this. Uh, not and a bunch of other people asked. No, I'm not. Though it's funny. It's almost like I'm saying no, no, no. I have no connection. I do have a connection. Her husband uh, graduated two years before me or after me. And uh, throughout all the time I was in school, they always thought that me and him were brothers, and uh, we were not. But I, so I an do ugly know fellow, him. You tell me. No, sex as oh. hell. No, I, I don't really remember that. I, he had a sister, a twin sister, but, you know, whatever. I don't even remember what she looks like either. Uh, the, the reason why they figured that he was my brother is he was six foot eight, Eric. That's oh, why. All right. uh, but no, I'm So you're I'm the Danny DeVito really. of this twins. I got you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. Take that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I, 
bad to the bone. I, I'm not related, but you know, it's a weird deal and it's a crazy situation that was going on. This is yet another reason I have no interest in going to Mexico on a resort or cruise ship of any type. Mexico. I just love this is the way you have no, no, you're not going anywhere. Don't just say I'm because this, this, man this, ship this. Goes places. I ain't even going to New Jersey anymore. That's too crazy for me. The, the farthest I'll go is, is the White Castle down there at, at the mall. Hope all is well and that Reggie is getting better, at least remaining stable. Was updating the wife to Sam on Reggie's condition from the latest podcast as I was wearing my Dark Side Is shirt. It's the shirt he got us. Hearing people's guesses at work as to what the meaning of the shirt is was hilarious. No one has even come close. How could they? We never found know what's out going what on. it was, Manship. But to be expected, as I, I'm the only comic fan here, just imagine, man. Manship's that guy who's walking around. What do you think my shirt means? You know, Dark Side is go fuck yourself. That's what it means. How about that, buddy? I just tell them that Dark Side is the DC's version of Thanos, and they all respond with a ooh. Oh. There's Manship. Not an oh, Classic, an man. ew. Now, just think of this. Manship sent us uh, shirts. He sent us some comics. And he sent us an autographed picture of him us. running running bare-chested, jumping over <laughs> hot coals. He, he signed it, Eric. It's a signed picture. And then you says, sorry framed. I didn't have the rollerblades, but I don't have a picture of me in the short shirt and rollerblades. It's a great picture, though. I sent it to you. I, yeah. I think that that's cool. I The thing is... I, I hope Manship likes this. My room that I brought, I, I, I was going to say broadcasting. What am I? <laughs> Look at me. Look at you. Who am I? Larry Kane? I, I ended up having this room and it's just nonsense. There's nothing in there. There's bottles and cans. Clap your hands. But I did hang up Manship's picture. <laughs> it's hanging up, but it's hanging up on the window. <laughs> I see it right now. How you doing, Manship? So, yeah, I ended up taping it up there. Uh, yes. Larry Kane, Eric. Galuli. Uh, thanks, Manship. The next email is from Ulysses you, Jones. He says, howdy there, Jim and Eric, with a special What's welcome up, to Reggie Reg. And boop, let's hear it for the GFC in the back. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. That was in the back. X-Men Dark while. Phoenix. <laughs> I was leaning back. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. Uh, finish this sentence. X-Men Dark Phoenix blanked. Sucked. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, I, 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 I see this around the internet. Rocked. No, no, How about I this? see a lot of people's opinions about this on the internet already. A lot, he said. I just got back yeah. and I'm pissed. There was 10 good minutes towards the end that were actually good. I It seemed like one of my dates. Oh, my. 10 minutes? What, that's like seven dates that's a good for date Eric right there. there. <laughs> that's seven dates for you. <laughs> oh, I finished. <laughs> I finished. You're really happy yeah. with yourself with that one, aren't you? <laughs> It's getting later. I finished Titans last night. I, it's the way we record these so out of out of sync. Is it's so late right now for me at least, and and doing this that I'm gonna get so goofy, and then you're gonna go back to miserable early gym later. I finished Titans last night. Hey Zeus Kriste, that was a bullshit ending. Oh my, is that a spoiler, Eric? Like really? I'm trying to remember it what was happened, really a decent <laughs> show. And then they just have this dumb cliffhanger ending. I don't like that. Well, what did you, you think, excited Eric? For season two. He's, he asked, am I an asshole? He means him, <laughs> not me. <laughs> do you think Do you think Ulysses no, no, is no. an I'm asshole? I'm telling you, it's been a while since I watched the Titans uh, wait a season minute. finale. Wait a minute. What's that, Eric? You, wait, you're whispering to my other... 
he said you are. He said you're an asshole, Ulysses. He has a secret thing. He's, he talks like Jericho in my this ear. This is weird. He said, yeah. He said, in fact, you are. But so is he. So you're both together. The actress who plays Dove. God damn. I'd crack a baby's spine open and drink the fluid just to be in the same room as her. <laughs> Something's wrong with me, but still. You're gross. You're gross, Jamie. You, you like her? I'm you like the Dove? Ulysses. Yeah, yeah. I like Dove a lot. <laughs> Eric's doing it too. So Swamp Thing got canceled after the first episode. Not because of the quality, but Warner Brothers didn't like the direction. Uh, you know, Mother Humber, more the budget. They uh they are the direction. Change it, you jerk offs. It's not sideways where if you don't like the direction, you just can't sweep it under the rug. This swamp thing. I'm not having a better week. He's he's having problems. I'm pretty Shazam. sure it costs too much to make is the problem. Yeah, that's what they well, they said that and somebody fudged the the books i, the I rebate, sat there yeah, and i thought the tax yeah rebate. they thought they were gonna rebate i'm like really did they get this person from devry <laughs> really is that where they got the business people devry hey where's jess tell her to balance that checkbook while we're doing this shazam i don't what know how i feel about this that's <laughs> a psych degree working for you all right it's doing great you see i'm, I'm using it every day every day on the reg shazam I don't know how I feel about this latest issue. That's more of a dig on DeVry. It's not her fault she went to DeVry. I mean, it's not. that's where she went. No, that's where she went. She thought she trusted them. They did not teach her about that checkbook. It seemed like it really didn't go <laughs> anywhere. At least, parents. Yeah, probably. Or maybe school. We used to have that home ec. In home ec, we learned to uh, balance a checkbook back in the day. Did you still have that when balancing the checkbook deal? Dr. Savannah fought uh, Black Adam. Actually, I thought at one point around eighth grade, my gym teacher might have, but because he said, you better not, you know, write checks your ass can't cash. And I figured, oh, no. that's I get it. I get it. You, you just taught me how to balance the books. Then he beat the Dr. shit out of me. Dr. So yeah, he did. Dr. Savannah, my my funniest story of gym class in uh, Milford, our middle school that me and you both went to, was that one point this guy, Thurman Stone, who we like to affectionately Thurman. call Stoney, uh, Stoney you went, ended up- You went after Stone instead of Thurman? <laughs> Stony, I didn't make up the name. I didn't like the guy. This is a guy that one point, I think we were in sixth grade. We and he lived over in the development we lived in, which almost ninety percent of the kids that we yeah. grew up did. Um, and so we were going to play pickup football, and the guy comes out. Now this is football. We're not playing baseball football, and he's like, "Hey, anybody wants some chew?" We were in sixth grade. I thought he had like big league chew. No, he had like red man. I think that's I'm when like, I first I don't, tried I'm chew together. Yeah, you wouldn't play tackle football and chew. Absolutely not. No, I wouldn't you, do anything. You know, it was awful. It was no. a big mistake. I should never put that yeah. in my mouth. Well, Stony, we smoke. called him. <laughs> yeah, really, Stony. Eric, we <laughs> called him. Uh, we were lined up, and it, it, when you, we were at Milford, uh, the teacher, Mister Rodigero, no. uh, hopefully may he rest in Mr. peace, Rod. because I hated Rod. I I hated the guy. I ended up hating him even more later when he was my baseball coach in high school. But at this point, just a gym teacher. He came in, and we used to have to line up. You'd line yeah. up like four lines. And, uh, he didn't change his, his uh, teaching style. No, I, I wouldn't think he did. Well, no. Stoney farted. Stoney let out a uh, – he ripped one. It, it was really loud. Oh, Mr. Rod's so not Mr. Rod like Mr. Rod 
No. Mr. Adagero is one of those where my, my buddies, Pete, who I talk about a lot in Herb, they actually got in school suspension because when he came out and blew the whistle, they were in the middle of shooting a basket when you would shoot baskets before yep. lining up and the ball left their hands because they were in the process. But yep. he had already blown the whistle. Two days in school suspension those two yep. got because of that. They, he's a jerk. Stony, <laughs> we called him. He <laughs> farted. 40 years ago. <laughs> Mr. Rodigero says, who farted? And nobody would say anything. We were all giggling. And he's like, who farted? If if somebody doesn't tell you, you're not going to like the consequences. Oh, no. Nobody would tell. He made us get in a circle and smell the fart until we admitted who it was. But nobody admitted it. So we had to stand there. The whole gym class, the entire, th- I guess it was it's 45 like minutes at that the, point. The, the punishment became like the human centipede until somebody freaking yeah, it admitted to us. We ended up in a circle. Kick your on nose up that asshole. Tell this me who is did the this. Thing. On all fours with our heads into where he thought the vicinity oh. of the fart was. That was our whole day of gym class. The guy was a dick. He was such so a dick. So was he a <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Dr. Savannah fought Black Adam while my men must mind oh, at the hell out of him. Uh, Billy and Sally, Sarah Kelly, female Shazam went back home and did what? Talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Freddie and Darla must have been eaten by Tony because they ain't, ain't in this one. Where's Pedro and Eugene actually in this thing? Who knows? I'm worried about the Mr. Mindset. Um, they want to make his society, but what's going on on the end of the year? Are they resetting stuff for the end of Doomsday Clock? We don't think so that much. Are you just going to waste the big classic group on a continuity that's going to be thrown away? I really like Mr. Mind. Don't screw my DC. You like to bend me over a lot. Let me get on top. Deceased was good. Ten what? bucks. Alfred didn't shoot Bruce. Green, Green Canary was cool. It was cool. What is this, going on right now? It's the Green Lantern Canary. I didn't understand what he's saying at first, but once I said it out loud, I realized what he's saying. It was oh, cool. deceased. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says deceased was good. Ten bucks. Alfred right. didn't shoot Bruce. Green Canary was good. This is a neat little elf world. I've been listening to more old podcasts. You guys really let loose back in the day. You mentioned Jim at one point wanting a real doll. I never got a real doll, but my uncle gave me a blow up doll for Christmas one year. He also gave about a five pack of tube repair. I never. <laughs> Opened it. Is that a secret? Who knows? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I at one point, I, I think that I would have been better served at just getting a real doll. Uh, no, because you never clean that, it. Who, who would? I mean, really? That that makes that people, gets it. A, that makes that makes it special. It's not uh, like a barbecue thing. I'm not going to clean that to keep the juices the, on there. Remember the pop culture? Yeah, really. Remember the pop culture <laughs> podcast when that guy like spent like seventy thousand dollars on real dolls and then was in on the he was doing the beta testing for that new one that's supposed to remember what you like and and ask you questions. <laughs> I need to find out more stuff. about that story. Remember What's that? The we, we, yeah. were, we were yelling about that. That that's all we needed was a, a real doll that starts. Big and moaning at you, asking you to do the dishes. <laughs> Obviously, it doesn't know what I like. Yeah, that's a little too real. Eric also made me aware that the actress and Supergirl appeared nude. I found it. Have to get yep. to some stuff. Thanks, guys, for a great week. <laughs> Your sex pervert, Ulysses. We used to let loose back in the day. How about yeah, that dub, did. though, huh? How about her? Brandon dub. likes How? her, too. Really? I, I I have to get I have to take a look at this uh this sweetheart. I, how's Hawk? Hawk's awesome. It's the guy who played Aquaman in Smallville. <laughs> oh really? That's him. Yeah. I think you told me that. Now now yeah. yeah, I think you really Watch like Titans. that guy. That guy 
That guy pops up a lot of places for you, doesn't he? You you really did want him to continue. Oh, no, so you know far, what it was? as far as I could tell. Well, you uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not really. I, I'd like to get together and we'll talk about the first thing that pops up. Eric, where's my rim shot? Where is it? I know I where know. it is. It's with him. Eric, it's with him. Uh, he, was he a good? Was he a good Aquaman? <laughs> he was all right. Because you watched that pilot. You said that pilot no, 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 on no. the DCF. The, the, the pilot. Oh, no? no, no. That was Justin Hartley who played Green Arrow in Smallville. See, that's what Aquaman I'm thinking now. I don't no. remember the guy who played Aquaman. I'm actually taking it as Justin Hartley being that we wanted him as Aquaman at one point as well. So it was a good I'm, pilot I'm for that, all, though. But no, I'm this is the guy who played him. Aquaman in Smallville. The rim shots with him, Eric. Captain Chaos, did, got you. Did I ever tell you that if you're a scat film fan, Eric, oh, deuces are always wild? Did I ever tell you that? I don't think I did. I, I don't feel so good right now. I think I might go and, and throw Look, go, up. Go watch I, these I really, DC Universe app shows already. I can't. My head's spinning right now. I, I It really is. I mean, it, it really is, Eric. I'm not joking. It's spinning. I'm telling you, it's it not really like the is. TV's moving around. You just have to lay there. <sighs> no, I'm I'm sweating. I, I got ants in my pants. I got a lot of problems going on here. I don't understand it. And I legitimately, I have ants in my pants. There's an ant problem in this room. I told this to Brandon the other day that we were recording. I felt ants going in my pants. I don't know how to fix it. I don't have rage. Go get some ant spray. You and were we, just at Walmart. I'm telling you, I, I don't have time for that, Eric. You were we, just we, there. Right you now, went to McDonald's to get a slushie, but how's ant your, spray. How's it at your apartment right now? You got an ant problem? You got no. the ants in your pants over there? You got it in the pants? We're having a problem right now in the house where I don't know what's going on. We've never really had that many ants. And uh-huh. now already it's an infestation in every room. I don't know if it's that we disturb something with, you know, or it might be just the rotting food that we leave around. I can't decide <laughs> which. It. No, it actually is like a lot more ants. Brandon said that up in Buffalo, they had a lot as well. Uh, I don't think that's connected, though. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, we have a lot of ants <laughs> all around this place. Everybody. <laughs> they're in this room, but only on the desk. And I talked to you a bit, and I said about one podcast at one point, this has never happened before. I have a TV for my main monitor. Yeah. You know, it's not big or anything, but the ants are in the this, TV. Podcasts are your dates. Don't the tell me ants- about this. <laughs> the ants are in the TV, Eric, uh-huh. in the screen. So they, they're walking by while I'm reading and I try to like squish them or push them up, but they're in the TV. They've gotten in the TV. Turns out it's not a touch screen. <laughs> it isn't a touch screen. It's really weird. Now there's only like two of them. And I just figured, you're going to die in that TV. What are they going to eat? The words there on the screen? They can't eat the words. What are they, silly? And uh, they don't die. They they just keep living. <laughs> they, they're annoying me. They they get in the way. And then I try to distract them with the, the you know, the icon thing going with my mouse thing. But they, they don't see it, it seems. It, gets, it gets, me all, gets me all upset. These ants, and then they're in my pants. Go get some ant spray. Just go get some ant spray, man. Yeah, the thing, the, here's the thing. I will tell you about the ant spray, Eric. Uh, if I went and got the ant spray, this room is too enclosed and too small. I will die. I, I will die. I look, Maybe look, if I sprayed a, it in the morning pre- and left. Exactly. It's a preemptive thing. I'm saying you you don't have to do it as soon as you get it, just so you can have it. I'm so when thinking you can that use I'm going to get it, it, and we're going to start a show, and you're just going to hear me spraying the ant spray. Eric, I'm not feeling so well. 
So I was really like, every time a podcast, well. this is the same yeah, thing you say yeah, to me. Really. Right now, I, I really don't. My head, I think that this medicine's hitting me. You possibly also some stuff. You forgot. I, I don't know. Well, that's true. I also <laughs> didn't tell you, too, when I get to this party, you, you know that I have a allergy to uh, garlic. I can't really eat garlic. And it's more, I'm telling you, I say allergy. It might be more of a reaction. I don't know. I've been told a lot of things. I think it's the same I, thing. I've actually been told by a doctor that it's impossible to have an allergy to to garlic. And I said, really, I think you can have an allergy to anything. And right now I'm having an allergy to you. Get out of my face. But no, he says, it's just about your body's reaction. You know, I won't die, but I get deathly sick and throw up and have real problems. So I go to the party. I'm like, all right. And where's the food? That's what I yell when I go into a party. I'm like, hey, it's over there. So I go over and I'm like, oh, I can't eat garlic. So I'll start with that Caesar salad. (laughs) And so I put the Caesar salad on and I smell it. I'm like, there is so much that it's it's pure garlic, a Caesar salad. I start trying to eat it. I had problems. Why? I had to. Say, I, I like the taste of it, and sometimes I can get away with it. I didn't get away with it this time, and I, I had some problems. In fact, You're I was just like I making ran, bad decisions. Is what I think. Where this party is, which time you, to get excited now. Know. Let's make some bad if decisions. If you if you remember the time you were in this place, yeah, uh, they they have one bathroom. There's not. You know, a typical like men and women's right, bed. Right. It's just one bed. Yeah. And you go and you lock the door. I was having problems. I had to run in there. I locked the door. At least three separate people try- knocking. Anybody in there? And oh, I, that's I the felt worst. embarrassed. I hate that. And and the thing is that the bombs I was dropping in there. <laughs> I don't know if you realize this, but Eric, deuces were wild uh, <laughs> there. I didn't want to say anything because I wanted to sneak out so nobody would see me or now know that waiting. it was me in there. They were waiting, and they yeah, were waiting a in a line. Of course, they're waiting. A queue had formed there, Eric, <laughs> and I left. came out, and I'm like, "Oh my! The, the next, they are not going to like what they're going to find out in there." And it, 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 there was no spray in there to spray. I was, you know, I was having problems. I didn't You're have a just mask. Zach's gross father. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I thought the people were, like, sitting there and, like, oh, who's that? Who's that bum that came up? Oh, that's my dad. And I'm sure he has told stories about how he's embarrassed by me by now. But no, to he end tells this, people this his is, father died years ago. Yes, really. And and really, he did, Eric. He did. His his heart and soul had did that years ago. Uh, but uh, while I was there, these two guys came over. This is the end of this. So I'm at the party with Zach. These two guys come over. Hey, are you Zach's dad? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh man, we listen to the the Weird Science podcast. We listen to the DC and and the uh, the Marvel one. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And like, yeah, yeah. Where's Eric? Tell him to get here. He he lives here. Why doesn't he get here? I'm like, I'll tell him. Right. And then they're like, oh, tell Brandon he's a drunk. And then they walked away. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'll tell you him. You did not, in I fact, think. tell me to get there. You just said some guy said hi. Okay, yeah, they told me to get your ass there. But uh, I said no. Then, well, no. really, if I'm going to say that, we're are not you inviting gonna get the there? riffraff. I actually tried to get you there. I gave you a hint. Yeah, you said you, like, it, it was more of a beating around the bush instead of a proper invitation, I would think. I'm not going to invite you. Because if I invite you, I'm you're going to turn me down there. and make me feel like a dick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to invite you. Now I'm just going to be pissed. That's why I've been around the bush. And you, you weren't biting. The fish weren't biting with that lore. So I stopped. And then I invited Brandon. And somehow he was going to come. Tanya's mom drove two and a half, three hours to come and stay for 10 minutes and leave. Oh, she realized, uh, oh, I'm not uh, missing she, anything by not being around anymore. Uh, Let's go she's home. Such a, she's such a bitch. 
She's such a bitch. The the things that she did today to get Tanya upset for no reason, just because she knew she could get Tanya upset. Uh, all these things with, well, if we come, I got to bring my dog and we're going to have to bring your dog, the dog to the house. And then Tanya's like, well, Mia's not going to like that. So she's got to figure out a way to, and she didn't bring the dog. It was all a ploy to get her upset. It's just nonsense. But that's the end of the mail arc. That's personal talk. I, I beat around the bush and, and you ran. You, you ran far from that said bush and never returned. That's what I get. That's what we get here. And it's a keep it professional. It's what we're doing here. Uh, but we're going to go about coming. I just didn't want to crash. the. It would have been nice. We would, you would have just sat with me for a long por- portion of me there. And I was there for like three hours. I was sitting by myself. Talking to people in the Slack. And, and the I worst thought, part, I, too, is I had just ate, eaten right before you went, too. So it's like, I don't, what am I going to go there for to talk to you there? And yeah. then come back. Was, All right, let's record. Let's talk yeah. some more. Yeah. And, there was and a, from what you've told me, I would have shown up, maybe had some food, but also would have gotten berated by your kids. Oh, yeah. You I don't need that. Roasted. I you already have roasted. low self-esteem. Yeah, really. You would have been roasted big time. Uh, All yeah. of a sudden, but I'm remembering a time of ramifications and throwing fists about. Yeah. That would have been great. Well, I have a knuckle sandwich over here. You'd go to help me up and I'd kick you in the balls is what I do. All right. But yeah, that's it. We're going to go off to some more books. Now's the time to hear reviews and listen to what Jim will say. Find out if he thinks the books are good or bad or just okay. Boosh. Hey there, you better watch out because I accidentally hit your mic. <laughs> I un- unmuted your mic because I thought you were Brandon and now it's muted again. There you are. What are you are. doing? <laughs> uh, I was, I, that's what I have to do with old Brandone when I'm on with him. So I'm used to doing that for some reason. I ended up doing it. I'm like, oh no. And then I saw you muted again. I unmuted it. Oh my. And this is what happens after 331 episodes or 231. We're almost at 331, right? That's next no. week. I think it is. I, I told you at one point we're going to do legacy numbering. I think we're on episode seven trillion. Uh, but we have two more books to end the podcast here. And uh, they're, they're they're interesting, right? I mean, uh, one of them, uh, which you'll start with, it will be Deathstroke. And the big thing about the that better book the is, well, we, yeah, well, we've been waiting to see, you know, what exactly is this book going to be once – you know, you know, you have Deathstruck dead. I mean, it's a weird thing to kind of go forward He's dead? with. We have, yeah, maybe. Oh, no. His body got taken, but we see it taken. And it was a weird kind of thing said at that point as well. I'm like, do they mean it was taken later? Is it, are we seeing something else here? I don't know. But uh, the whole thing about this is I have not really been that excited about this book in quite some time. Pretty much, I think. Before in the middle of the Batman uh, Deathstroke Arkham deal, I think that even when we went off to that, I was enjoying what we were getting before and it kind of put a halt to that. We went off to get that. The book ended up selling a lot better. So I have to give, you know, kudos to where uh, DC kind of knew that. And you put Batman in the book for an extended period of time and it's going to do that. Um, But since then. 
uh, to me, the the momentum was ended, and I, I'm kind of just there for the book. When it comes out, I read it. I don't talk about it. At one point, when issues come out, I would talk to people on Slack about it. We'd have theories and things like that. I've pretty much given up, except when we talk about it, obviously. I'll talk about it and whatnot, but me and you don't sit there and, and talk about it during the week anymore, Any you know, all that. So with this, though, you know, maybe some people need a little kick in the pants, and having Deathstroke dead. That might be it. Maybe going forward, it'll get a little bit of the magic going back. Now, this issue, it doesn't really do that for me. Me either. Uh, fully. But uh, there's one thing I like about it, but, you know, there's some other things. And there's what Christopher Priest does. He tries to be a little too clever for the room sometimes. And then it ends up biting him in the butt in this for the first time. I think one of the biggest times that it's happened in the series where he has actually done something in this. You had pointed out to me at work about it. We'll get to it. But it seems to be like, boy, that kind of doesn't make sense. And usually in this book, that's not the case. But give me the blur bear. Deathstroke number 44, written by Christopher Priest with art by Fernando Pastor and Ryan Wynn, Jeremy Claxon, sweet Willie Schubert. It's a funeral for a fiend as villains all around the world come together to mourn the loss of Slade Wilson. All except for Jericho, who seems hell-bent in finding out who killed his father and to take out all the villains involved with this funeral. Yeah, and, and you have a lot. And, and people like Tom, he read this. It's one of the first issues of Deathstroke he'd read. Um, cause he's trying to read all the books now. Yeah. And he's like, man, that editor's really working overtime with those notes. I'm like, yeah. when I, I, I didn't, I hadn't read the issue at that point. I'm like, yeah, it usually happens here, you know, and, and we actually, uh, have talked to Alex Antone, who was the editor sometimes. And I actually, way back, actually said to him, you legitimately should get paid by the editor's note. And he wrote back, I would be rich. Uh, yeah. He would be. And, uh, so when Tom said that, I'm like, yeah, it's par for the course. I read this. I'm like, I don't think Tom knows what he usually would get because I'm telling you, Tom, this isn't as much as what you'd get. And these are pretty clear cut. You know, this flashback happened. Then there are times in this series where you'll have one page with six editor's notes with just people mentioning stuff out of the blue. See issue, you know, and, and sometimes it's even like see issues one through 16. You're like, really? That's an editor's note? I'm not note? doing that. No. And uh, yeah, because Christopher Priest will rely on this long form storytelling that he that he does. And he loves to bring back concepts. So when he has these concepts, like I said, sometimes that concept is something that you really can't pinpoint to one issue. So it will have at one point you even have a mention in this see volume one. So, you know, yeah, you have that with Tanya and things like that. But I don't know that you really need to go back and, and look up Tanya Spears from one panel of somebody saying, hey, you remember when that happened? Well, it's such a uh, weird thing because we have this funeral aspect where it almost feels like we're wrapping up the story because of it. And a lot of times with a lot of series we get, you have those final issues are kind of like the victory lap that the writer wants to go. Yeah, we always say that. You have that feeling here, but the problem is that's how Christopher Priest writes every story he does. It's always hearkening back to something he's done in this series. And And you know what it is? We we start out with, you know, when Superman was fighting Deathstroke, I don't even remember what issue that was, when Adeline had set him up and, you know, ever since that point too, Early teens. Yeah, and, and, like, yeah, and then somewhere just around the there. idea that Jericho has been working with him ever since trying yep. to take down his father behind the scenes. It's like there is so much here. And even everybody who shows up to the funeral, the main people that we have who want to be like, you know, more in Deathstroke, like Dr. Light and Raptor and Red Lion and like just yeah. all these things. It's like it's just hearkening back to the series. So Red it's like Lion's a deep cut. Uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> 
I always like him. And and if you don't know, by looking at him, he is the DC version of Black Panther. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's Christopher Priest's thing. The, the thing, though, is when usually you'll have uh, an editor's note. And a lot of times it'll be like, hey, remember when we met Eric Shea? See issue 32. I love that Christopher Priest, for the most part, he's pointing you back to the brilliance of himself uh, back in the day. Like, hey, that icon shield can't go right through anything like that. See this. You know, it's always some sort of concept that he came out, some sort of, you know, thing that he thought he blew everybody's mind. You have to go back because I think that he's afraid that new readers, they're not going to see that brilliance, Eric. You have to go back and read that. Uh, so with this, a lot of people ask me right away, even today, somebody's like, well, I stopped. Dr. Light doing this whole funeral. And I'm like, eh, he's doing it because he wants to do it. He, he's there. He's also in the long run ending up doing something to make everybody kind of keep their P's and Q's, which doesn't – you know, ties in the Deathstroke. He's been in the series too as yeah. well. You yeah, know. I'm just saying it's it's weird that he's just giving the eulogy and it doesn't really have – you know, why isn't it somebody else? Why isn't it Wintergreen? Why didn't they get whoever? I know these are mostly villains. <laughs> but like Wintergreen wants to show up here. Eh, he might have. Who knows? Or, you know, they, I, did they get a hold of Rose? Are they afraid? that she'd get upset but even in that you you do see tara in the uh in the crowd i thought she was dead from heroes in crisis with beast boy uh so you're going with this whole deal you do get a background to see how superman and, and deathstroke did go against each other earlier and then throughout this in a pretty cool scene i think that some of the backgrounds i really like where you just go to somebody but you see superman still flying up there he's hovering it's pretty intimidating with him up there and with this though it's there's a faux pas and there's a big faux pas because this doesn't even seem to be Superman. No. But yet at one point, Jericho says that he hooked him up with the transponder so that he can talk to him. But how is that if it's not really him? That's the and thing. It's, that's really the biggest problem off. I have because me and Simon were talking about it because he really liked this issue. I, the whole idea that this is a, you know, light projection that light Dr. Light doing to Dr. make it light. seem. But the whole time. Jericho is talking to him about what's going on at this funeral and like you know the the projection of or whoever is in control like I don't know because the idea where it is Dr. Light doing a light projection that's fine if that's the case Dr. But Light says it is at one point yes, he says that's that he's saying, doing though, it. it just doesn't that the, make sense that the voice is coming through as Superman and talking to Jericho even though it yeah. says you know half of the mourners here are picking up on your you know uh, your yeah. transmitter and the whole, the vocal transmitter but I'm like but Jericho should know that this isn't Superman's voice coming back at him yeah, is the problem yeah. as well. So yeah. it just doesn't work in the long run. Even like the, I had the biggest problem with Jericho in this because back in the day, he used, you know, Jericho is a mute and he would be able to talk through people and he would have them. But when he's Jericho, you get a lot of the, you know, the, the sign language and stuff like that. Yeah. Here you have this, you know, the transmitter speech he's that you always know is that. And the, when he is somebody, the problem is he can go back and forth. Cause I even went back to make sure cause I had a problem when he became red arrow in this where he is talking fine. And then he starts talking like Jericho. I'm like, when did this happen? I'm like, it's yeah. just kind of a cheap way in my mind to have that shock value to say, oh yeah. no, this has been yeah, Jericho. He fudges all it. Along. It yeah. just fudges it. I think the thing with the hologram, the hard light deal that Superman, because Dr. Light seems to want to keep everybody in order. I mean, you, you're having a funeral. He realizes some pretty bad butts are going to be showing up here. He doesn't want everybody to just kill each other. They've made a, a deal saying, hey, everybody, it's a truce, but you know, these people aren't going to go. So you have Superman up there just hovering. And, and to me, if you don't have him talking back to Jericho, it works out well because he just kind of is there. He doesn't really move a lot. He's just there. What I thought they were playing with before you find out that it is uh, Dr. Light kind of doing that, I thought that Superman was going to go there and they were purposely – 
making everybody hear what Jericho says. Because in this, Jericho's like, come on, let's just, we never had an opportunity like this. Let's just go down and we could kill everyone here. And Superman's like, no, 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 we can't do that. We can't do it. And I want to think that that was their plan for all of them to hear that and go, oh, crap, we better watch ourselves because they're on the, you know, they're right at the cusp of just wiping us all out. So let's not do anything to push them. And this was their way of crowd control. And I thought, oh, that's kind of funny. That's kind of when they say, you know, half the people hear that. That's exact. I thought that that's what it was. It doesn't end up being that. It's a hard light. It doesn't make sense as much. And like you said, once Jericho then is, it, it kind of is a clever way of kind of dominoing yourself to get to somebody that will allow you then to run real fast to get to the funeral. You know, it's right. kind of going down. But Which we don't even know where the funeral's at. Yeah, but there, there's just a little bit off. But I guess maybe I, – I don't know. But, you know, they're kind of doing that. But once you have that shock value, like you said, where it's Emiko talking, but now it's Jericho. And, it, you know, it's just you're you're fudging the rules to fit your story now, and you're the one who set up the rules. I mean, he's the one who, you know, really went with this and always watches everything that he's doing, and that fell off. Uh, you know, Jericho himself, how his powers worked in this and what he was doing – fell off and the problem is main a lot of this issue is based on what he's doing yeah there's some fun though you know there's some fun to be had where you have the legion of doom show up minus lex sans lex but some he's of it dead is at this like moment yeah, believe some of dead. it is i mean ultra humanite yelling and screaming at like you know grod that that's hilarious <laughs> that's i good. mean it's, it's pretty funny uh we and just the idea, no we don't uh you know we had him in uh what's it called the uh, Earth uh, World's End or whatever. Wasn't that when he was yeah, uh, no in the society? Uh, oh, that was awful. Earth but 2 yeah, Society so, was bad. Yeah, Earth yeah. 2 Society yeah, was really bad. Uh, but yeah, so you, you have this. But I'm telling you, like in the one thing where you have the Legion of Doom show up and, you know, hey, please, not in front of our guests. And like, well, and you, you see Superman just hovering up there. What are you waiting for? <sighs> and he's just there with the cape long. I'm like, it's pretty intimidating seeing Superman just <laughs> standing there, above, you know, floating just floating there up them. there. It's pretty, pretty intimidating. But yeah, they're they're there to say goodbye to Deathstroke. I I don't know. You have some problems with Raptor. Raptor's Raptor there. died in Nightwing. Raptor so yeah, he should died. Not be here. He should not be there. Uh, you know, you have the Wheelian. With Red Lion, that's his joke. You got Talia you know? Ghoul, Red Lion, yeah. Raptor, uh, Killer Frost, Deadshot, Deadline, Doctor yeah, Icon, Deadline. Bolt, Deadline, Two Face. I'm saying stuff. You know, even yeah. Bolt and Deadline. I'm like, these are some yeah. like deep cuts in my mind. Yeah, for just the series. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just this. But if you're if you're reading the series, there's some fun here, and I, I don't even know. I to me, I know it's not what it is. But when you have like Red Lion, my man, the ultimate Lillian, and then Raptor was Key Kafal, and then you have. You know, all these going down, they almost seem like they're the confessionals from Heroes in Crisis, almost making fun of it, but like the worst of the worst. And they're, you know, yeah, you have, you know, deadlines spit on them and things like that. So you have all this going on, but all you really need out of this issue from what we want to know is, is, is Deathstroke really dead? That's, that's all we really need. And when Sinestro inspects the the body, it seems like he is in in fact dead. Yeah. So that's, that's what we wanted. The rest of this is 
some fun and it's fun enough. Uh, then you go back and there's Damon still got his messed up eye. Uh, and there's a lot of the stuff with the eyes in this. Yeah. You, you have every half the people in this book have, have one eye from Deathstroke and all this other nonsense. You also have Adeline there crying and that that's fitting. And if people were sitting there like, that's bull crap. No, no, no. That, no that's, no. that's Adeline. And then she even punches the screen. Looks like her arm has to be about Boy, is 17 Adeline? feet long, but yeah, the classic. And she's like, damn you slate. And, and why, I'm telling you, if you haven't been reading the book and you just put this in, why she's she's punching that screen for the most part is because she does feel so bad that he died and she's pissed because she doesn't want to do that. And then he ended up going and getting himself killed. And she really does love him. It's just they have a complicated relationship though yeah. still. Um, but yeah, so you, you're going to want a couple things out of this issue in my mind. I wanted to know if Deathstroke really was dead. As far as we know, of now, he is. You know, you have yes. a Sinestro look. I don't think Sinestro... Maybe he's on the sly and he's doing that because he wants to grab him and take him because he even says, you know, we would have had some good plans for you. In the meantime, it ends up with him kind of going to the second route of taking, you know, wanting Jericho. But the other thing I wanted to know in this Deathstroke book was what Rose was going to do because – there's been rumors with things going on in the story going forward that there is going to be a Deathstroke. You have a Deathstroke book, you think. Yeah. So I want Rose to be Who's Deathstroke. Who's going to pick up the mantle? And by the end, it does look like it's going to be her. I don't think it's going to be as simple as that. You know, is it going to be like a battle for the cow? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, I don't know. But it does. I think there's going to be some other people trying to step up and be it as well and maybe have a uh, rose battle. But I do like the idea of why and how it looks like she's going to jump into it as well. The other but thing yeah, I have a problem Damon with this then. issue though, even with Rose and this whole thing, because we have a callback then to what we had before, right before the Terminus agenda started where we're like, you know, Deathstroke is wanted in Gotham ki- for killing all this homeless people. And it makes me wonder if we're ever going to get back to that Porian story or anything involved yeah, with that I, whole thing. I, but I think that might we, have been pushed aside. Yeah. We have this whole thing where we have all these Deathstroke impersonators, which I was led to believe that Deathstroke kind just so it could be out and you know out and about without being you know oh my god there's yeah, Slade Wilson yeah, the Death Strokes yeah. so there's all these impersonators and Rose is just going through and trying to kick everybody's butt and I'll even blow up a car and yep. to get everybody out of there and then we just have Commissioner Gordon I love him he don't care. Like a bad, he he's not doing anything why, like, why is, is he letting on? people blow up cars and beat up people right in front of him. And, and the thing is, this is the best thing about this because she blows up a car. She's beating up these poor cosplayers. And I think that that cosplay thing, I think that that was to get them out. Christopher Priest, I think, is thinking ahead so that if you do end up having, you know, the battle for the slave, the battle for the stroke. Uh, you don't want to have somebody say, oh, well, that's just those impersonators. It looks like she's closed that down. So when we go forward, we do have somebody. You don't think it's just a cosplayer running around? I don't know. But the, the idea that Gordon is there and he's hanging out and almost seems like he lets Rose go because she's a villain. That's not how it should work, Gordon. I mean, it's almost like, well, you know, you are Deathstroke's daughter. You're dressed like, I mean, you're pretty badass. So... I'm going to let you go. If you were a real nice person and you blew up a car, then I'd arrest you. But this is kind of your M.O. He does nothing. He is sitting there. He's drinking coffee like a badass. He's leaning against the, you know, the, the wall. Hey, 
what's going on? I assume you're the daughter of Deathstroke. She's like, you can assume all you want. Huh, blowing up this car. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Arrest Do her something, right Gordon, now. please. And like, oh, Call well, back and, and, up at least. And then even that where she is so bold because I think she smells a, a chicken because he's not doing anything. Huh, well, it looks like a body disappeared because she's like, Deathstroke's dead. Take, and she starts demanding. All these wanted signs, which is so funny that every sign in all of, of Gotham is just wanted Deathstroke. But take all those uh, billboards, all these down, everything down. He's dead. You, you can't, you know, arrest a dead body. Well, it seems like the body mysteriously vanished. So tell me, is Deathstroke dead or alive? And with that, that'd be intriguing, except that it just seems like they took him to bury him. <laughs> you know what I mean? That they. And yeah. so now I'm thinking... I go further now. Did Dr. Light go and get the body because he's such a great friend? Like, who was the person who went and got the body just so they can have the funeral for a fiend? Uh, you know, it, it's it's not jiving as much as it should there. I don't think that these people would go through that much trouble just to bury Deathstroke. Why would they care if he was already there? And they're well, like, hey, this we'll whole pay our burial, respects. It seems like a big funeral pyre, which yeah, I'm going to set on yeah, fire. But most of it seems like rock skulls and bones. I'm like, it who's does, skulls yeah, are these? It looks like skulls, bones, and a, and a volcano. Like <laughs> Almost like, you know, one of them's going to pull out that it's actually a, a ritual and they're going to resurrect them, which, hey, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, also there, you have uh, Gordon. Yeah, you better get out of here. You know, you're barely out of high school, I'd imagine. But patterning yourself after a murder, is that the life you want? While she's using her stick there and <laughs> she's her just moving. And, and I like that, though, where Gordon does say, you want to honor your father. Give him what he wanted. He wanted you to have a normal life. And I really like that. That's a really good line there. And it ties into the rest of the series where, for the most part, Deathstroke was a piece of crap father who tried his best to do what was right. He just couldn't do what was right because he didn't. He, he That's not his concept. Yeah. He thinks that ignoring you for 15 years is what you need to make you tough. He thinks that punching you in the face will make you be able to duck it the next time. He He's not a good guy, but he wanted to be a good father and he really really does love his kids which was really pushed in all of these so i like that but it, you know i think that wintergreen goes around and blabs to everybody he's he's talking to gordon who knows who he isn't talking to but no i like that i like that he says you know just give your dad what he wanted and just stop don't don't get involved with this and she goes off and you're like Okay, that's that's pretty good advice. While Jericho at this point is just going bonkers to try to find this funeral and trying to put everybody down and try to do all, you know, and all this, which does lead to, you know, Sinestro kind of like, yeah, you know what? You might be a guy who even, would be good here because he does get there and tries part, to control him. This whole thing, like I'm telling you, I have a problem with the way that Jericho's powers are being used and what he does and does not know and everything with the whole, you know, transmitter stuff. But when he tries to fire his consciousness into Sinestro and he doesn't out do it. Out of Kid because Flash, yeah. Out of Kid Flash into Sinestro and Sinestro even says, look, you can't do it. You can't get to my block. And yeah. then you see that Sinestro uses all of his ultraviolet power, like against his will, to go and blast everybody at that funeral. You see that uh, Jericho's consciousness is still in Kid Flash at this point. Yeah. I'm like, well, what, what's going on? It seems like it's a dual consciousness at this yeah. point that he's in. Yeah. I'm like, and I don't understand because the thing is, it's yeah, cool because, is that yeah. the idea that the you know the ultraviolet spectrum works on repressed emotion, which Jericho has a ton of at this yeah, point. Brainiac's explaining this. I'm like, this is the most we've learned about the ultraviolet well, spectrum and ever. I'm like, okay. I think that some people, if you're not reading the Just League book, you might be confused. But not only does it give you the most info, 
it also finally actually lets us see it in use. We actually yeah. see more info, get more info and see it more in use in the Deathstroke book than we ever got in the Just League book where we should have. Um, what I do like, and I know that what you're saying about, you know, transferring consciousness or whatever. I do like the idea that when Jericho does transfer his consciousness, he's just a shell. His yeah. own body is just like kind of slumps over, almost like an android that's run out of batteries. I love that he has Kid Flash grab his own body and he's just running. I swear to God, he's hitting his head off a rock. Thankfully, he's got that icon suit on. It's so cool. I thought that was such a cool idea of just, I can imagine seeing Kid Flash run by with holding Jericho behind him running. Just dangling. Yeah, just dangling. But yeah, we, we did get to see. You know, pretty much the biggest use ever of the, you know, ultraviolet spectrum there. And I appreciated that. I think that some people might be left behind if they're not into that Just League book. But still, all it does is knock out all the people. I mean, pretty much it knocks everybody out. So they're there laying on bones. Where's Bane? Is he naked there? With this blast, too, I'm telling you, the ultraviolet spectrum isn't, it's nothing because everybody just gets knocked out with this gigantic blast. Like, this is not a threat at all. Everybody should just go against the national. You just knock them out and then he runs. That's all he does. Woo, woo, woo. He runs away. Uh, but that's when you have, you know, Superman, Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. I'm just a construct decoy. I'm the, you know, all right. You just ruined it all. You ruined that beginning. And other than that, though, I was really enjoying it. I really, really like as it goes forward because you do have Brainiac saying like, boy, Jericho, you know, it's almost like the emperor seeing Anakin for the first yeah. time. Like, I'm going to keep my eye on you, little boy. And I mean it in a sexy way. And yeah, Jericho's like, huh, you know, uh, you don't remember that one. No. Uh, so, But then it even gets better in my mind because you have Usan going through all these different suits, you know, the icon suits, the, you know, the suit that he made for Joe, uh, you know, Joey and stuff like that. And the one that even Rose says, what? That's the one you gaslit with me. And Husan, again, it's a little forced the way to set it up because what's happening is you still have all of these contracts coming in for Deathstroke. And Wintergreen's like, boy, I'd hate to think that in death you'd have Deathstroke not fulfill a contract. So I'm going to have to cancel all these. I'm going to have to back out, not accept them. I'm going to have to go out because it would kill, you know, he's dead, but it would kill Deathstroke if he knew this was going on. In the meantime, you basically have his son's like, yeah, that's that suit that pretty much inflates to pretty much replicate that Deathstroke 100%. Anybody can get in the suit. You're going to think it's it. You know what, you could get in the suit they would think you're deathstroke nobody would know the difference and why wintergreen's like i gotta i gotta cancel these contracts later i'll do that a, gonna, you know i'm gonna get up and go and do something like, it's, it's like almost me. like he's playing rose too. the way it seems yeah, like i gotta cancel this thing, but hey I make sure that did, so did everybody funny. hear what i'm talking yeah. about right you know now what about it these contracts me of, still being open i'm telling you it reminded me of last month because my my wallet was stolen you know and and my uh my my uh credit card credit got card, stolen yeah. so i had to cancel it so I had to go and I got my new credit card. It took a week to come in. It was a real pain in the ass. But when it came in, then I'm like, okay, well, I have to change. I have a lot of online bills. I have a lot of stuff that comes automatically out of that card. So I kept thinking to myself, all right, right now I just got the card in the mail. All right, let's activate it. Boom. All right, I'm going to change all of these accounts. There's And this involves some stuff for the podcast, involves, you know, regular stuff, whatever, real life stuff. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll do that later. I did it, the, I'm telling you, three hours maybe before midnight of the last day. I'm like, I better get to this. Ooh, I, I thought I had more time. And yeah, that's what it seems. But I do think as well, like you're saying, even though – 
I guess that would be, and if you want to go with Priest really does think things through for the most part and really sets things up the way that we think he does, that would really show me that Wintergreen 100%, if he isn't in on Deathstroke dying and something about what is happening means something, other than that, he would think that Deathstroke is definitely dead, never coming back, because there's no way that he would want to have Deathstroke find out that he yeah. set something up to get Rose to be Deathstroke. But it could be. It could be that he's well, just like, point, hey, he's dead. Deathstroke, Deathstroke just wanted Rose to pick a choice, whether she's going to be yeah. a villain, a good guy, whatever. He just wanted her to have a direction because right now she's just running around aimlessly. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing, though. Even with that, though, this isn't really her choice. You know what I mean? This is almost like a side choice again. Hey, Rose, you have to pick what you want to do with your life. Good, bad. And, oh, I'm just going to be my father and impersonate him. It's kind of a gray area there. Might even be called her gray kryptonite, Eric. But yeah, it looks like that. it looks like she's going to go off. And do these contracts with the suit that will end up gaslighting everybody to think that Deathstroke's alive. But again, this also is one of those things. Does this throw a little bit of a wrench in the whole stuff that she was talking to Gordon about? Because everybody's after Deathstroke. She just told him, listen, he's dead. The body disappeared. When she shows up to do these in a scene, they're going to think, oh, well, he's back again. That causes some trouble as well. If she's seen. If, but I think that that's what will happen. And I do think that where it'll get to, to Jericho and now he's going to be confused and pissed off and see what's going on because I don't think Rose is going to tell him what she's, you know, what's going on. Hussein, Hussan, I mean, is the one guy, he's always stuck in the middle of knowing too much. He's the guy I'll know. Um, but yeah, what did you give this? In the end, I ended up giving this a 6.3 out of 10 because I had a lot of problems with Jericho in this issue, how his powers worked, what's going on here, there. Just the gaslighting of everybody with what's going on. It didn't really pan out in my mind and even just gordon standing there just letting rose blow up cars and threaten yeah. people it felt weird i wanted this issue really bad just the funeral for a fiend is the idea because i love issues like that where everybody gets together to kind of mourn like a fellow you know uh, like a, a companion a to a degree a yeah. wheelian, but a I, what I got out of this wasn't enough. Even the Legion of Doom showing up, while aspects of it were cool, it still just kind yeah, of got hit by a snowball at one point. Yeah. Eric, a snowball. But I, I love the art all the way through. I'm giving it a seven five, I, and and it's I have the same problems you do. The thing that gets me is going forward with uh, you know Rose pretending to be Deathstroke, Jericho deciding possibly if he wants to join the Legion of Doom, maybe he'll think he doesn't have a choice because you know his father's not there. He's kind of lost of what to do whatever i'm really looking forward to those things and it's actually the rose thing gets me more excited about going forward than anything this book has had in a long long time i I, i've told you and i said at the beginning of this you know review i i've checked out of this book i've i hadn't had anything to grab onto because for the most part the things that i did like either ended or were forced to an ending in recent issues to get to say, you know, the Terminus agenda Plurians. or the, or the, or, you know, the Arkham deal. The Plurians is your thing. I thought that was goofy. I, I you know, <laughs> we don't get thing. back I to it. To I don't get, but I'm saying I, but yeah, even that whole deal, but everything has been pushed aside to stuff that I didn't really care about. I do care about Rose and I do care about her trying to do this stuff for Deathstroke and maybe even becoming a better Deathstroke. Who knows by the time he comes back. Now, this is issue 44. Me and you both think that it's going to end. A lot of people in the Slack as well think that it's going to end at 50. And I think that gives it plenty of time 
to, you know, get some things wrapped up, get it going. And, you know, even like you said, this also started feeling like every issue does, but it feels like it's already wrapping up. You know, you're closing some things up and then, yeah, maybe it ends up being that Deathstroke in the last issue, issue 50, which would be an exercise issue. You know, Talia throws him in the Lazarus pit or something like that and we get him back. Oh, I also wasn't happy that Raptor is alive in this because he's he's dead at this point. Yeah, yeah. We said that. Yeah, that would be. That's a a problem. (laughs) Really? That's a real problem, but we'll have to see how that goes. I, I'm telling you, I can look at that Gordon deal and just laugh that Gordon, he, he's had enough, this guy. I mean, Batman just punched him in the face. Then somehow with, with, the superhero nonsense. somehow with black magic, the the the, sync, the bat signal, he destroyed that with a bat. Then the next thing he goes up there, there it is. It's back again. He's fighting with his daughter. He's having all a hard part of time. Bane's plan. He's having a hard time of it. Yes, it's all Bane's plan, which we're going to go to next because, yeah, I'm going to give this a 7-5. And I, I hope that uh, Ruben and Simon, they can smile because I'm down with them. I'm down oh. with them from now on you know that i am fully done they always yell at me but <laughs> yeah no oh my god no i do like i i no, like I a bunch of the stuff and i i have been down pretty much on this book so i'm glad to like the issue a little more it's seven five it was like i gave it a 10 like this next book batman number 72 written by tom king art by michael yan and jorge fornes Jordy Belair and Clayton Cowles. After slapping Tim Drake in the face and seemingly finding out that everything he thought was going on in the past didn't actually happen, you think that Batman would be in search of answers. But instead, it's Thomas Wayne taking us through a walk down memory lane, showing us that every single thing that happened in this entire run was Bane's plan all along, even fudging some stuff on the way to do it. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter call it masterful, but to me, it lessens everything Batman has done in this series and feels like a writer still working overtime trying to justify claim that the lie that was supposed to be a wedding was only halfway through the story and it was all connected and my problem is is that the whole thing in a nutshell is we find out that bane was behind every single thing that happened in this series i really think number one he's he has to in his mind he has to make it from the first page which he didn't have to you need to have a motivation for bane and don't give me bane's bane that's bane he's messed up the motivation in my mind was perfectly set up with the headbutt in arkham when batman was almost dead seemed to talk to his mom in heaven about you know deciding that he wants to be batman above all not for them but for everybody else who needs it headbutts bane knocks him out in arkham embarrasses him and that would be where bane would be like there is no way that that piece of crap batman's gonna make me look bad from here on out i'm working to bring him down there's motivation for me now when Rebirth first starts and they, they claim that he brought the plane down because he, he wanted him to look at his mortality. No, no, no. When the plane went down, he was real set on dying and coming out of a continuity that continued, which had that same thing in the last issue before that at the end of the New 52 where he said – I want to have a good death. If I'm going to die, I want a death that my parents would be proud of. He doesn't want to be a guy who has set up his whole life to fight crime, to get vengeance, to do all this, and then slip on a a banana peel and fall down the stairs and die. He didn't want that. He wanted to have something that was a Batman death. He was very concerned to the point where it looked like he was fudging it to commit suicide so that he could have that and then didn't anyway. But it, it just... This whole thing, we'll get through it because there is a huge part that is fudge. But just the idea that from the get-go, from that first page – 
Tom King just he can't even let himself back off from it and say that, look, the first three arcs were the setup for Bane's motivation. And then from there we went on. He can't do that because he has to convince everybody when he said, oh, it's going to be a hundred issue run that he has to show you that he meant that all along and had this whole story in his mind. The problem is as we've gone through this whole run, me and Eric have been driven insane and have pointed out constantly that he can't keep a story straight in arcs, let alone 10 issues, let alone 20, 30, 40, 70, 100. He he can't keep it because he's always changing things and then things work against each other. But what were you going to say? I was going to say this whole thing. This whole issue, though, this is the fight that we saw happening in last issue where it didn't stop. And then then Alfred picked up Batman. He's like, he's beaten you. You've lost. And I'm like, so with even with this recap, it's it's Thomas Wayne for some reason, who is the big deal in my mind of the idea of all this stuff with Bane. Like, why would Thomas Wayne, how did he get here? Why would he be a part of this? Yeah, there's no answer. We actually answers. never get to that part, though. We just go back and say, oh, what about this first arc? Bane. What, what yeah. about that second? Bane. Bane. Uh, yeah. Like, well, are you going to show us this? No, no. I'm just going to show you a fight that we should have seen They're last just, issue yeah. while there's narration. Well, and of, that's what it, the thing is. You realize that the art and everything, plus you get callback art for scenes they're talking about, eh, it's not really telling the story. You're just getting narration. You're just getting a narration so that now, it's a recap for people, but then it's fudged recap. Uh, I actually had a big problem with a lot of things because when we get to the gift there's a big problem with the whole scenario but even before yeah, that's that when we get up. to the I am suicide and stuff like that going forward to the whole idea of going up to Santa Prisca taking on Bane where he has his own suicide squad Batman that is yeah. When we have Bat, uh, the Flashpoint Batman talking about the plan and what's been going on talking about He knows oh, and, too much. Well no, no not only that he's like oh I guess Wesker, you know, he said something about doing this and he kept going back and saying like Wesker suggested two yeah. things. But, and the thing is the thing I really hated, I am suicide by the end of everything that we got. The one thing I did like though was the idea that Wesker was on that team because Wesker doesn't suggest things. Wesker is easily controlled. And that's why yeah. when Psycho Pirate went up against him at the end, the reason on the team, because yeah. he can't be controlled he by can't Psycho be Pirate because Scarface won't let yeah, him he be controlled by up. anybody but Scarface. So the idea that we have this character who is so – like he he wanted to please Batman. He wanted to be controlled by Batman. He wanted to be controlled by uh, Bane. He wanted to be controlled yeah. by Scarface. The idea that he starts suggesting things to Batman that cause him like – that's not who Wesker is, and that's not even the way you set him up in I Am no. Suicide, which is the only part of the book that I really actually enjoyed. I'm like, why would you set – you could have had anybody here except for Wesker say these things. Well, why would you do that? And and what we're doing also is you just think of this. You're starting from the very beginning. So what you're telling me, Bane's plan involved getting Gotham and her – Gotham girl and Gotham – Getting their powers, you know, Claire and Hank, the powers. Uh, Claire thought Hank was the greatest thing ever. And we've seen the narration, not through somebody telling us, through Claire saying that in her mind as well. The whole idea that Hank was inspired by Batman to become as good as Batman. She's even gone further than that in the price where she was desperate to even bring back an awful clone of her brother because she's so desperate. But we have to believe that the plan that Bane set up was to get them to get powers. Then somehow, because Claire's part of the plan to have her brother die, her parents get murdered, her be driven insane, to get Batman to go to Santa Prisca, to get the, you know, Medusa the, mask. the Medusa mask, to bring it back, to get Claire. The the, there's Claire, a yeah. lot of steps there. Bane could have just come to Gotham and, if this was the plan, and, and, and it doesn't jive. Why is Claire going along with any of this? I know. We'll never know. 
No. We'll never know. We're not going to see because it's just told. And that's one of the biggest problems with this. We're not shown. We're told. And that's something that Tom King does every time he gets to a dead end or he gets to where he has to prove something. And and where I want to tell everybody, and there's going to be people who are listening to this that you know are being driven insane by us right now because they love this. Now, the right. idea – of having the reveal, the shocking reveal that Bane was behind all this all along. The only way that that is masterful, the only way that that's clever, the only way in my mind, the, the only way that that makes it even plausible in my mind, let alone masterful, is I go back to everything that's said here and I see something in the art and in the story that shows me that I missed that before and now realize, oh my God, you can't just say because I, I venture and I, I, I dare anybody. You say this isn't true. Take Bane out of the equation and just insert the name Eric Shea, and I have I, as much evidence. I have as much evidence that Eric did everything behind the scenes than you do that Bane did. If I say Eric was the one who brought down the plane with Hugo, you, you can't prove me wrong because no. there's nothing in the story that ever showed you Bane did been it. In comics, and, I could have done it. Well, and yeah, yeah, really. And we're always <laughs> at disasters. I said we're crisis <laughs> freaking actors in this uh, universe. So when you have this idea of, and I see these people, masterful. No, he just told you this. He didn't show you. There's nothing clever about going back. If I went back and I saw Bane on that plane looking through the window with the thumbs up, oh, my God, I missed it. Or if you, you see, you know, all of these things, you see that uh, a guy was there whispering in the Holly's ear at one point. We realized it was Bane. We find out that it, there's nothing there. There's well, nothing if you go there. Back this and look is at being I am made suicide, up. Like I did because I wanted to go back and see this Wesker part since they kept saying his name over and over, which in that first issue, he they, they called him Wesker. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thing is the whole, when we have like, you know, the idea that, um, Hugo Strange is going to trade Venom for Psycho Pirate in the Medusa Mess because Bane wanted to get off Venom. He wanted to be, you know, had this whole thing where Psycho Pirate would tell him he is strong. He is, you know, yeah. brave. He is able to do all these things without being, you know, a burden with the, the Venom like monkey on his back. And then like, well, how does this fit into your plan and all this other stuff? Yeah. When the whole thing, like the whole point of I am suicide had nothing to do with any nope. of this in the end until and, Catwoman yeah. broke no. his back and started screaming, give me Venom. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And he started yelling, get me Venom. Then he went and hung the, the Robins in the Batcave. That was never really explained well. All that stuff is supposed to be that this was the plan. And what I said in my blurb, I'll go back to because one of the big scenes here that we do see is when you did have – Batman and Bane fighting in Arkham, you have the, where he got the headbutt. I am Batman. Boom. Headbutt. Knocks out Bane. Done. Now, in our deal, one of the big things, if you remember on the podcast, Derek, for months to a year, we were what the hell happened to Bane? We never yeah. even knew what happened to him. But when he opens his eyes to show that he never was knocked out. This isn't us going back and seeing it in the background of a panel and going, oh my God, this is him saying it now. He even went on Twitter, so proud of this. All those people who said that there was no way that Bane could be taken down with a headbutt. Look, that was the plan. The people, brilliant. Oh my God, brilliant. No, because what you're showing me now is that our hero of this book has done nothing, nothing at all this entire run. Every time that we thought he was doing something, and I'll go back to reviews that people who were hating the run, and then all of a sudden when he got that headbutt, this is my Batman, now I'm on board. These people all of a sudden were in and they're incensed. This is bad. Now you see that that was fudged. 
that wasn't even a thing. And this is going through, and I'll even go to the point where you're almost telling me this love and I, these bat cat, you know, fans, if you're out there, the bat cat fans, this basically shows me that Batman and, and Selena, they must not love each other that much because it took Bane and his machinations behind the scenes to even get them to get together because it was all his plan. And that's the problem when you have something here that it's everything is that's Bane's plan. That's Bane's plan. Luckily, we're going to end it soon. And I'm not saying because we don't like it. I'm saying that. From now on, Tom King writing this Batman book, if anything happens, you're just going to assume it's Bane now. You you could go 200 issues and all of a sudden something happens. I, I think Bane's back. It's it's his plans again. And yeah, it, it just, it, it, well, to even me, this whole thing, it lessens like the, everything. It, it, it does lessen everything. Even the whole part, like, you know, Thomas Wayne talking about the idea that, and then you gave him happiness, you know, like you know, showed yeah. him love. Not you the love like he job. had with his Robins. Those are just his army. I'm like, yeah. how dare and, you and that, take yeah, these, and his because, sons away yeah, from him and that, say that's that, that, that doesn't really, that's not happy. Like only yeah. Selena could give him the true happiness. This is like, the thing. Don't ruin he, the Robins. He pulls it back at, in a couple more sentences later, a couple more blurbs. But with this though, that's almost like Tom King saying, this is why I didn't have any Robins in this book pretty much because he doesn't look at them he doesn't like them that no what he ends up saying them which is different because i've even i've even had tanya yell and scream because tanya's a little wacky we know this and when she gets upset she's like nobody loves me nobody loves me and i'm like no no you're, you know i i say i do obviously but beside me i just say if the kids love you and she goes no no kids have to love their mom which is not true but that's what she thinks and they kind of go with that like he needed a love that wasn't the love of a child to a, a parent and a parent to a child that's a given love he needed a love that was you know something that somebody chose him for all the right reasons like that I understand that but don't start it with they're just your warriors and your army that's nonsense and that that's infuriating also you go with things that are fudged here where you have the idea where at, later on it says to uh, Selena that oh Selena her old friend Joker what no. they're old friends are you they actually well, made a point in yeah jokes you made a point in jokes she did not want to be a part of that because she was not one of them yep yeah she did not want to have a part of both the Riddler and the Joker she didn't want to listen were, to her old friend but yeah. she always does I'm like no she does not no, who are you no, talking about here he spelled that out as a way for her not to get involved in the jokes and riddles because she said I don't deal with them I'm a criminal they're insane like they're beyond I'm a person who you know hey I steal a gem here and there they're killing people I'm not going to get involved with them they i can't trust them either uh so that was just ridiculous but the biggest thing and the thing that i saw right away i got in arguments with people about this uh is the gift and the the big part of this plan is you have to show how bane made selena start doubting a world without a batman and that led to her saying you know i can't marry you and leaving leaving a letter and never getting married and the gift with Booster, that whole deal where Booster went off, changed the timeline by letting uh, Bruce's parents live, Thomas and Martha Wayne live, so there was never a Batman in that this world, this alternate timeline, which there was a Batman, but it was the, you know, Dick Grayson, Root and Toot and Batman. But, right. So he, he ends up doing that, but the Since problem the was, night. And, yeah, and the problem was everybody even said, first off, Booster should know that if you change a timeline, inherently the person that you're trying to show how good, it doesn't exist anymore. No. 
the Bruce Wayne that was there to see it was a Bruce Wayne that never was a Batman. Now, and then we when talking, you fix we said it, the only way this works is if you would have brought Batman with you, which he if never you would have brought Batman with him, and he never did. Well, now he says he did, and this is basically. I I can't say it more. This is a game breaker. It, it it just you can't fudge your own continuity from and it's issue starts in issue sixty five. So you know we're about you know we're close to you know fifteen issues or ten issues away or fifty five. I mean I'm sorry or forty five. What am I saying? It's right I before no the wedding. Yeah. It was right before the wedding. So we're we're about twenty five. You know things you can't change that. And if you do. You can't tell me that if you can't remember what happened in issue 45, 46, and 47, that you are telling me you had a plan in one, two, and three. Because he says when they went back there that Batman went with him, Booster showed him what was going on. You know, Booster went to show him a world without a Batman. And when he saw it, it was horrific. He says, Booster showed Batman a world where there's no Batman, where Bruce is content so that Bruce could know what he means to the world. First off, Bruce, well, Bruce wasn't really that content but he also says in the world this this world without a batman as it would be a horror then it says batman returns tells his love of his adventure catwoman learns of the horror and then that puts the seed of doubt in her mind this never happened in I'm this down. run it even didn't when happen. we get to that point where none of this actually happened you're fudging the entire history i'm still stuck on the idea that and then you just reprogram skeets or i think you got rid of yeah. her to do it i'm like well how do you get skeets it's away from, like, where's this whole story where any of this happens where you get skeets away from here yeah. to reprogram Again, this and is what all- i'm saying i can say right there you reprogram skeets or eric shea did and You'll then, never be able to he, prove it wrong. And then you went over to Rip Hunter, stole his time sphere, went and did this one back in time. No, so no, you, you remember. You could Skeets, say anything you know, at this point. Yeah. Skeets is a time machine in his mind still. Yeah. But <laughs> this is part of the deal. You have the biggest moment in this whole run was Selena saying no at the wedding. This was the biggest moment. This was the moment where Batman lost his mind and really started getting broken. And the only way you can get to it is fudge it by changing the story from what it was. It's not the story that you told before you are changing it because this is the thing it makes more sense this way that's not how you did it originally originally batman didn't go booster came back he was insane talking about the blood and babbling and so if anybody said and i got in arguments again they said oh well booster probably told him i said number one that's not what it says here it doesn't say booster changed things and then told them about it it says batman went so right away you're wrong there this is what it's saying but also selena sitting there and seeing a guy who she barely knows that's known to be goofy does time travel nonsense coming back babbling about blood can't get it off his goggles then tells him of there was a world without a batman da, da, da. Up, you're crazy go to sanctuary and you're supposed to think that she thinks this crazy guy has something legit to say that she would give up the love of her life to marry because of that that would be the the first seed of you know doubt. No, he ha- he knows that he has to have Batman say that, or it won't mean anything to her. And he changes the story, and he he fudges it, and that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous for me to think that he's going to do that, and he didn't do it any other time because we've seen him do it multiple times. Where you have something like Kadeem in the Rules of Engagement, you can't go into Kadeem, or you're going to be arrested. UN, you're going to be arrested. You're going to be arrested. He's never arrested because then it doesn't suit the story. 
He gets into these roles. He gets into dead ends constantly and then just fudges it to get out all the time. So please, if you want to say, Jim, just we have to go with this to get to 85. And from here, this is a reset and go. I can go with that. Tell me that. But don't tell me this plan was all along when everything's fudge, even including, like we said, the Delicious. idea, the, yeah, the idea <laughs> of, you know, Selena being good buds with, with Joker. Yeah. And, you know, all that. None and, and of this so, works out in the end from I'm telling you, no. everything that we see in this recap is not what I read the freaking past two, three years. No. And and so the, the other thing about this is just a, a real quick, the idea as well, if you want to go more into this, the, the gift, the idea of seeing the horror of a world that never had a Bruce Wayne Batman is not the same as what would happen in our world if not Bruce was happy and gave up because there would be five people all lined up to be Batman. If you want to center on that, if you want to center that Selena's worried that if Batman decides not to be Batman, then Dick Grayson would fill in and die, that Damien would have to go out and he's too young. That I can go with. The idea of Batman giving it up, that doesn't give you a world without a Batman. That gives you a world without a Bruce Wayne Batman. There's been times where Bruce Wayne has gone and the world wasn't horrific. You had Dick Grayson as Batman with (laughs) Batman and Robin. It was Batman business was all as usual. It was a hell of a time. It was business as usual. <laughs> it, you know, that's the thing. This is something we've seen before. There's been times without a Batman. This is not the same as a world where Batman's, you know, mom and pa end up living. Mom, pa. Jim, they, I, they end I, up I, living. I've seen these these times though. You have a jokey Batman, and when you don't even have that, you have a bunny-eared Robo Batman. Yeah, these are not but times we want to see. I know, but it's not it's not a horrific world. So you, it, like you said, you even had a robot batman in the past couple years and yeah Yeah. we might not like to read that as much (laughs) but the world didn't end there are specific examples of this that selena would be aware of this idea of a world without a batman would not happen here there would be a happy batman that bruce wayne might he's going to retire eventually if this is real he's going to retire eventually somebody's going to take over john paul valley that was a hell of a batman time and and really john paul he's stuck in the ghost sector he's got to get out of the he's a god now he could just come down and do what he wants but no don't, don't give me this idea and this is where i really get upset about a tom king and some people get upset even more because i get upset where you really are telling you're so pompous that you think that you can tell us that a world without a batman's the the worst when we've seen it but to you we have to believe you but also some people are going like batman's had other loves of his life he's had other people he dated but you won't even acknowledge those because it, it has to be him and selena it's always him and selena but now you show that bane fudged that Delicious. And so Thankfully, where are you Rachel getting? Rachel Caspian turned him down and went into the nunnery after he like, proposed yeah. to her. So we could have had a happy Batman in year two. Well, we don't need that. There's some St. Clair's out there. Silver so St. Clair. Right. She's so- there with a t- tear running down her things. We even have in, in the end of the Saint new Cloud. 52. Uh, yeah, St. Cloud. What was the end? Uh, what was uh, Julie? Uh, yeah, Julie, wasn't it? Or Julie. Julia? Yeah. Julie, yeah. She, she thought they were going to get married and they didn't. He kind of got his mind back together and ditched her. She had an owl she had an tattoo. tattoo. <laughs> she had an owl tattoo. Maybe you still want to know about that. But yeah, while this is all going on, you do see 
you know, Bane beating the crap out of Batman. And then, of course, he's got to break his back again. And you know, nonsense. Just, you know, what, what are we going to keep doing this In stuff? In the end, all and, I want to know about is how Thomas Wayne Batman yeah, is we here better and find why out. he would go with Bane to break and, his son from being Batman when he was willing just, to sacrifice yeah. an entire universe to make sure that yeah. his son would be uh, exist. You know, the idea that he would leave that world, come to see that his son, oh, I thought I told my boy not to be Batman. Time to break him down emotionally and physically. Yeah. Oh, my God. Time to break his back. But that'll Time to be the, the, fight the, the, Bane the, in the, the wraparound in the end where he is just I working know. with Bane for some reason. Bane trusts him, and even though he's not part of the plan, and then, and he, then he'll just yeah. save the day in the end. And uh, just just the idea of think about it, just sit here and think about what this issue is. You know, I it's not a it'd it's be funny nothing. if this. No, I'm saying it'd be funny if this was a play by play. And he was actually yelling this as Bane was beating up Batman. But he he's tell this is basically what you is Thomas Wayne saying to Bane, like, say they're sitting around, they, they're naked again, and they're wrestling or something. He's like, let me get this straight. <laughs> And now he's just going to go so, through the plan that that Bane already knows because a lot of the stuff that is I assume stuff that, that Bane just told him he's just he trying to reiterate to, to make sure he because, has it because Thomas wouldn't even know some of these people because no. he's not from this timeline. So let me get this straight, Bane. You told me that he he was on a plane that you set up to crash. Am I right? All right, and and then from there, I mean, this is Bane's probably just he's nodded off. It's like an old man and woman, married old man and woman, where the guy's just <laughs> she's and she's got the zagat. And do you know that it's freaking you know Adam Sandler and, and Chris Farley now? But yeah, it's it's just the whole idea that he's repeating this just to end with all of this, just to say. Can I get involved? I've been really cut to the chase, my man. And really, at the end, I think that what you, you have here, because one of the biggest things. And this things had to have been going like on since before issue number 50, this whole conversation that they were yeah. having, because we saw him oh, standing yeah. with Bane at the end of Batman number 50. So and, I'm like, and really, so, at, well, yeah, come on. At, at this point, I think Bane's like, I thought that Batman's you know, hidden secret was the longest story I ever heard. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think that what this is, is Thomas Wayne. He he realized that somebody had ripped up the letter that he had made uh, for Bruce and Bruce had had from Flashpoint that Barry gave him. And he he came back. So at the very end, he's going to be like, oh, son, you know what? I was doing all this. I I just want to write this letter so that you can have it. And Batman goes and looks at it and all you see, you're not my son. (laughs) Oh, no. And that's it. That's all it is. Actually, it's, you know, paternity. He just got the the thing. He's like, Martha, she's kind of a joker back in that place I'm from. And I don't want anything to do with you or her. I'm out. I'm out. But yeah, it's just it's just narration heavy recap. If you want to go surface level, if fudges narration a lot heavy, of things, wrong recap. That's what I'm saying. It fudges things if you want to look into I'm it. I'm telling you, and the thing is, this this issue is a clip show. If anybody remembers what a clip show is, they still have them. I don't yeah. know, but the idea. Think, imagine watching a clip show episode, just going back and like, do you remember when we did this? And then while you're seeing the recap of what that was, some voiceover is just telling you something that's not happening on yeah. screen. Or, I mean, or you have like, all of a sudden we have a clip show. We're watching Happy Days. We like the Happy yeah. Days, right? We're there watching it. And in the clip show, we see that Fonz, he didn't jump the sharks. They ate him. He was dead. That's when he no, left no, we the still, thing. We, like, we that can didn't still go happen. back and see it happen. But somebody says, and then he didn't jump the yeah, sharks. Yeah, but I'm saying, half <laughs> the time we're not even seeing anything in this. Half the time we're just seeing Bane beating up Batman while this is going on. Yeah, you intercut some things. But even the thing, he doesn't even go as far as in some of the things where 
you see the gift or something. The gift is just kind of there with like nonsense behind it and things. So just nonsense. It's all just fudged. And and I understand what he's trying to do. He's trying to get to this 85. He's putting all the pieces in the play. And he thinks that, okay, I got to reset this little bit. This is not what I wanted. He's been constantly on Twitter. When people call him out now, at least now he'll say, Eh, you know what? That didn't work out the way I wanted it to. So it's a bad thing. It, it happened with Lagoon Boy in, in yeah. Heroes in Crisis. He went on Twitter and was like, "Yeah, that was a bad panel. I wish yeah, I could have done that better." Very well. Yeah, he said that. And so, but that doesn't solve it. And that doesn't mean that it's masterful now. And that doesn't mean that you always. When somebody says that they read this issue, and I, I had three people specifically write to me and say. You're, go- you're not going to believe this. This issue, you have to love it. They're like begging me to love it, but you're going to have to love it because it shows you that Bane was behind everything all along. And I wrote back right away, no, 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 it tells you. It doesn't yeah. show you. It never shows you. And that's kind of where we're at. And I, I can go forward from here and try to like it from here for what it's going to be to end. And yeah, right now, the whole thing with Booster and the gift, that was completely made up for this. But it's done. That's where how it is now. So I just, I'll try to get him on board. I'll try to see if he can Wesker tell a story. Wesker suggested a bunch of stuff to him. I'm telling you, there it is. It's it's done now. And, you know, Joker and, and Catwoman, old friends. But I'll just, I'll try to go with it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, from what I've seen and what I've reviewed, read, talked about by the issue 85, there's going to be some more problems. And I'll be here to oh, just obviously. say, well, there you are, and we'll argue about it. But uh, what would you give this overall? I'm going to give this issue a 2 out of 10 because nothing happens except for telling me the stuff that I read up to this point doesn't matter because it's just going to tell me what actually happened here, whether it's what I saw or not, while giving me a clip show of the greatest hits of this series. Again, not really – it doesn't matter in the end because it's not what we thought we saw. There's nothing going on in this issue. It is to get everything set up for him to finish his run, and he realizes he done screwed up because he did not have a story planned for 100 issues. No. And now people are like, well, he did, but now he only gets 85. Well, even no, so, no, no, some no. of these things already happened. You wouldn't have to, if you had a, a thing going up, that None wouldn't of the stuff mean that Gotham have to or Gotham Girl that. make any sense with this no, whole story. And that's here's the thing, and I'll go back because I'm going to give it a 3.5. I could give it a 4, actually. I'll give it a 4 because I do like the art when I'm actually looking at it. Most of the time, I'm so busy getting upset with the narr- heavy narration that I don't even look. And the progression of the this thing here is nothing, it's just a fight scene. Basically, it's it's the same thing that we got when Batman was fighting KG Beast, where we had them just fighting, 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 but heavy narration where you don't get to see both. But I could go as high as a four with that. I can think of this as a reset, not a recap, a reset, because with all the things that he's changing, it can only be a must reset. Must be Superman Reborn. It must be. Must be Batman Reborn, Batcat Reborn. And so I'll go with it from here on out. But what you just said reminded me of my main point. Like you said, your main point is this is all recap anyway. So even if we did like everything, it's still not going to be a great score because it's just recap, but he, you know, he changes things, but what he does. And like I said, where people are saying this makes it elevates the run now by showing you this, it doesn't for me because my favorite thing of all this was, you know, Gotham girl, I gave a 10 out of 10 for issue five and issue five was when you had Hank die. Gotham died. Claire was so upset about it. 
Batman saw a girl that was just like him when his parents got killed and she didn't have a family because he had to, Tom King had to also have her family die to get that, you know, togetherness there. Batman lifts the cow, actually, you know, shows her the identity. I said right there, she's dead. That's, you know, my thing there. But the emotions that I got to think that Still all wrong. the times that Batman didn't ever reveal his identity. He's going to do this to this girl, not because it benefits him anyway. It could even screw him, but he needs to show her that she has somebody. She has somebody to comfort her and has somebody that knows because the whole thing is he's there. I'm Bruce Wayne. My parents were killed in front of me. I know what you mean. I cried when I read that issue. I, I did. It, I gave it a 10 out of 10. One of my favorite issues of Rebirth. Now we see that that was all Bane's plan. It throws everything out. It, it's a. It, it's just nothing now. It is a dupe. And now I don't have those emotions. If I read it now, I'm going to be like, oh, man, he really got him. I'm not going to have emotions or something that's what this would be like that. We find out that the Eagles won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. One of the best things of my whole life. And we find out it's because the Patriots didn't want to win because they needed to do something for the next year and get this and that. And that was part of a plan for later. And it takes away. It takes away everything that I did like about this. And, and everybody who hears us yell and scream about this Batman, we did like it at one point and liked it a lot. And the things that we liked are now just taken away to Bane's plan. So, yeah, they, you know, you have a headbutt to Bane where we're like, people, man, finally, Batman, Batman. No, no, no. That was just Bane pretending. He opened his eyes. He was pretending the whole time. I don't need people to pretend to make Batman good. I don't need Batman to be duped for this many issues. It makes Batman, he's just an idiot now. He has let this happen to everybody that he loves, himself just duped the whole time by Bane. Bane's smart, but Batman is Batman. When are we going to get this? And yeah, this is the human Batman, the human idiot Batman, like half the people we work with. Well, Batman have an ankle bracelet on. He have three DUIs, this Batman. That's human. I just, I can't take it anymore. I really can't. It, it's just, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I keep Good. begging to get Batman off the podcast. I don't want it on the <laughs> podcast anymore. I don't want to talk about this book anymore. It gets me depressed. It gets people who like this depressed. I, I don't need that anymore, but we're going to keep doing it because that's what we do. I don't want it to be what we do anymore. I want to just stop. And 86, we come back. Sometimes when you say you're 86 to Derek, that means you get rid of it. We're going to mean that that's when we get back to it. But here we go. That's it. That's it. I, that's I it. give it a, I'm going to give it a four. Book of the week. What's your book of the week? My book of the week is DC's number two. Sadly, it's not on this podcast. Yeah, so is mine. That was my book of the week. Actually, I think that was tied with Justice. No, actually, I think Deceased I like more. But yeah, I really like that. So yeah, that was a Patreon spotlight. That is not, that's not fudged either. That just happens nope. to be what it is. But if you wanted to listen to that one, you can go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science. Now, next week, we have a bunch of books and I have a sure weird do. schedule that we're going to have to record with. And wait do you hear this one? I'll tell you that later. I can't record a bunch of days, I was told this week. So we oh. are, we're going to have, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to do some stuff. I'm not even going to be home, I think, on Thursday night now. I'm not going to be home on Friday night. So we're going to have to bring in, you know, I don't know what. But we're going to be talking about Batman and the Outsiders, number two, Catwoman, number 12, Detective Comics, number 1005, Eric Aven leviathan number one. Oh my there it is i like just rolls off your tongue hawkman number 13 maybe justice league odyssey number 10 i'm telling you the schedule that we have coming up 
Some of these things might be getting a little, you know, Zazu out the out the back door. Red Hood, well, you know the old Zazu. If anything's getting cut, JLO will be up there on the on the deal. That's in the guillotine. Red Hood and the Outlaw number five, number thirty five. Supergirl number thirty one. Superman number twelve. The Batman who laughs number six. Which would be the final issue, but now the penultimate, penultimate. issue. The Flash number 72. It seems like a while. I, I guess because of annuals week, sometimes this always yeah. does do that, where you're like, man, it feels like a while since we talked about that. Wonder Twins number five, Eric. The old Zazu, that one would get. Wonder Woman <laughs> number 72. Maybe that one as well. <sighs> Wonder Woman should get the old Zazu, but uh, a lot of times. That's kind of the inside joke with us that we started the pi- or started the website because not enough people were reviewing Wonder Woman. So it'd be funny for us to not put it on the podcast. But I'm telling you, if Wonder Twins and JLO do not make the show and blame the old Zazu, that's what I say. But that's the end of the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Like I said, if you want to go and check out a lot of other things uh, that we're more positive about, this, this podcast kind of got me down a bit. I have to admit, there was a lot of... Uh, books that i had a lot of big problems with but uh, a lot of stuff on the patreon that we have we're very positive about because we get to pick them or at least the badasses up to get fresh croup beep boop, beep, boop. they get to pick them so you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check out all of those and support us for this podcast as well as well as the marvel podcast if you listen to that but eric what do we say at the end everyone have a great week keep week. it weird and weird. we'll see you in seven see you in seven oh!